Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, Decal Works, coming at you. It's Monday, February 6th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching on Facebook, YouTube. Thanks for listening, if you can, as well. Thanks to uh, check out the archives, man. We got a lot of those shows lined up, and uh, really appreciate you guys listening. We got a great show lined up. The kids say it would be a banger. Uh, Aaron Plessinger will call in. Ran podium speed for a while in uh, Houston. Ended up fourth. Ricky Carmichael, perhaps you heard of him as well. He will be uh, calling in. Chris Blos, Zombie will be calling in. Pro circuit rider now. Oh, uh, maybe Will Hahn later on. Sean uh, Murdoch from uh, Decal Works will drop by as well. Lives here in Vegas. A uh, good buddy of mine works for Decal Works. He'll come in also. So looking forward to the show. Should be a great time. 702-586-7857 if you want to uh, call and talk about Houston, talk about uh, Supercross in general, anything else. Give us a call. Why don't you? Uh, 702-586-PULP. We are going to give away, courtesy of the folks at Works Connection, a pro-launch start device tonight to a random listener because those guys – are absolutely crushing it with the results right now. 250s, 450s, they are sweeping the podiums with the Pro Launch Start device and uh, doing a really good job with those guys. So we're going to give one away in honor of them just, uh, you know, just crushing it. Motorsport.com, Fly Race and Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles. Perhaps you noticed Hunter Lawrence's goggles this past weekend. They had the Alpine Star Strap. Looked very similar to an X-Brand Lucid. Racetech suspension and engines, Renthal, Michelin motorcycle tires, firepower batteries and chains, Maxima USA, a Cherbies Pro Filter, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, Pulpamix 20, Code to Save with Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, Get Data, now on the Honda 250s. For Honda to use Get uh, ECUs is a big deal. So thanks to the folks at Get uh, for coming on the show. If you want a discount, you can simply email us using the contact form. Intense Cycle, Suspension Direct, Ride Engineering, EVS, and Wysco Piston all on board with us. As are you people. My guest in studio here, he's uh, from RacerX. He's from Pulp MX. He's from KieferInkTesting.com. He, uh, he's got his foot in a lot of uh, different things. Chris Kiefer, what's up, man? How are you? Great to be here. Oh. And my mic's not on. And we're here. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for turning my mic on. And it's going to be a fun show. Thank you for coming up. It's been a while. Yep. Um, Race Tech rant tonight. Oh, shocking. It's going to be about me. Might be about you. <laughs> Shit. We have big problems with Life Swap. No. Big problems. Not big. Yeah, big problems. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Our listeners have been waiting for this moment, and you screwed it up. So we're going to talk about that and more later on. Maybe some key for after dark if we get some time. We've got voicemails as well. We have time because um, I'm not leaving the night. That's right. You are staying up here to go dirt bike riding. Yes. Uh, which I am hoping to join you on Wednesday. Uh, so lots to get into tonight on the show. And again, 702-586-7857. If you want to uh, chat, go ahead and, uh, and do that. Uh, good show. Plessinger, RC, Zombie Blows, 
Sean coming in. Yeah. It's going to be good. Going to be good. Uh, I guess let's let's start with uh, well let's start with these guys, shall we? Uh, yeah, give okay. them give them right. a shout out. Taking your calls over there in the corner, holding things down. He's got a new job. Things are looking up. Talon Taylor, what's up? And I got introduced first. I think that's the, the yeah. You, well, I've done that before. Rarely, a few. Times. Yeah, it's usually yeah. Marks. Yeah, first. it is. But you know, maybe someone, maybe I'm a little mad at Marks. Oh. Yeah, maybe oh, I'm a little maybe. mad at Marks oh, from last week. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe Marks. Maybe, maybe the app. Maybe Marks has to pay the ultimate price. And Talon's getting ready to enter the velvet zone soon, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting there. Yep. Uh, what's up, Lone Wolf? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I can't wait for those two weeks to come up so we can go riding. I'm I asked done him to with ride. training after this week. I so. asked him to ride. Talon? Yeah, he said uh, He said two weeks. I said, dude, it's raining. Let's go riding. He's like, two weeks. Why is it? I, why I'm is in training weeks? right now. I can't, like, oh. with motorsport. I, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck at home for But now. your hours that you told me, you can ride after that? But right now, for training, it's like eight to four, so I... Oh, so you're SOL. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, and uh, working the cameras over there, working on Pulpamex app, answering Pulpamex fantasy questions. Pissing off the boss. Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Like, what did I do? I don't. I don't understand. I'm. A, I'm a star employee. I'm. A, I'm a. here at Pulpamex. <laughs> I do everything you ask. What about anal bleaching? I do right. that too. Mm-hmm. What did I do? What What I say? That 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 shirt last week was a a big time HR violation. Did they actually sell though? Did you have it made? No, they they sell it. <laughs> That's uh, so awesome. And it was worth every penny, even if I only wear it one time. So uh, maybe if the Leafs make it to the playoffs this year. I'll wear it again, like when they're they're in the playoffs. We they're need to make a shirt that says "Fuck Will Han." Well, and this week I wore my sketchy shirt uh, because someone got very sketchy multiple times this weekend. We have enough time to talk about that. This oh week? yeah, okay. yeah, we'll get into that. Although, like, I feel bad for the guy. Like, he got some shitty DMs from people because you know yeah. fantasy and stuff that sucks. And uh, I think he feels kind of bad. And he was gonna he was getting penalized anyways. Yeah, so he'd have, been, he'd have been screwed, right? He would have been screwed. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll talk about it because yeah. Yeah, a lot talk, happened Let's there. talk about it. I want to break it down because yeah. I'm kind of on his side. Okay. A, right. lo- a lot happened there. Yeah. Um, Mark, by the way, we, so uh, four people or three people, Marks? Uh, four. Four? It was, it was four. Four people in Pulp Mech's Fantasy picked A-Ray, Chiz, and Freddy. Oh, my God. They oh. had all three. <laughs> On their teams. I have the usernames. So, so, and in the last turn, oh my God. all three so, went out. I didn't even have those guys at all. Yeah. And I freaked out in my living room. Right. I can imagine what those four people were doing in their homes. Can just you, F-bombing can, everywhere. Yeah, just oh, unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a tough, tough beat. All we did in our house is scream, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you oh, doing? Uh, we were in the press box, same thing. We were freaking on the press yeah. box. It's amazing. It was the, unbelievable. Yeah, the, the LCQs almost always deliver. The chat on the site for fantasy fastest it's ever moved. I mean, people were just losing their minds over this whole this whole LCQs are great. Yeah, not just area. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. the LCQ thing. Uh, so lots to get into tonight. Look, um, props to Eli Tomac. So he takes the mm. win. He gets his doors blown off in the heat. Like Sexton catches him. Yep. Passes him. Doesn't just beat him. Drops him. Right? Bad. And and Sexton was fastest all day long. He won the triple crown last week. Like, you can't blame Eli for being like, I, I, I don't have anything. I can't do anything against this guy. Uh, I talked to someone close to the situation. They said Eli was like, no, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, wow. I don't, I don't want to change the bike. It wasn't a bike issue. It wasn't a bike problem. Anything like that. And uh, he made it work. Like, like it, and it, you know what? He got the start. Mm-hmm. And then those guys are all over him. Red flag came up for Ferrandis. Sounds like he'll be all right. 
after a few weeks off. And then I thought after – so in the before the red flag came out, they were kind of on him and mm-hmm. pressuring him. And I thought once the once the restart happened, he just kept it steady. Like Sexton got into second. And really, I mean, this, between the sand and the rhythm after the bridge, yep. Sexton couldn't make it work. The whoops weren't as, uh, weren't as good for him as they were in the heat. Yep. And I just got props to Eli Tomac, man. That's a that's a that's a veteran win. It's funny how do you remember us just talking not shit on Eli, but like just a few years ago, we didn't know which guy was going to show up, right? You'd have yeah. this Eli that would just kill everybody, and then seventy five percent of the time you got good Eli, twenty five percent of the time you got yeah, like that guy's gone. Yeah, oh I yeah. feel yeah, like yeah. oh yeah. And for me, if I can relate it into normal guy terms that listen to the show. That's like you going to a race, right? And you go to practice, you're on the line, and you go practice, and some guy just works you and pulls you pulls away. And then you line up for Moto 1, and that same guy just yards you, gaps you, and it's 12 seconds, and you go back to your truck, and you're like, well, I guess I'm getting second today. Yeah, yeah. And it's mentally draining, right? You line up for your second Moto, and you're like, well, I don't know how to mentally get past this and try to beat this guy unless he has a problem. So for Eli to come back and just lay it down, yeah. and when Chase was in his ass, right, like he was all up in it, he, and Eli just stuck to the plan. <laughs> he stuck to the plan, and what I think helped him a lot, and I wrote this in daytime, is he was using that outside in the sand. Yeah. Okay? I think there was more of a of a base or maybe because of the, the tough blocks that were around her, around that outside, it stayed together for the whole main event better than that inside. The inside was faster for a portion of the main event. Barsha was making that inside work really good. Yeah, yeah, but I think there was nothing to hold it, and it was getting pushed, pushed, yeah. so it started moving around too much. So yeah. that line kind of screwed Chase towards the end. Yeah. And then Eli was just doing the old Cortez, Colorado, sweeping around the outside, you know, yeah. ripping, and that's it, what he would gain, right? It's impressive to, it's, it's to, insane. to find the speed, hold the kid off. And when people say know? racing isn't mental, like that, that whole day, I feel like was a mental battle for him. Like he said, don't touch my bike. I'll figure it out. Yeah. You got all this weight on your shoulders for himself, not yeah. the team. The guy won the last race. The guy was fastest all day. Right. He blew your doors off in the, in the and heat. And you, you somehow put it together. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, maybe Chase, even though this was asked in the post-race press conference, did you expect to win? He said, no, of course I didn't expect to win, even after I waxed his ass, right? Mm-hmm. But he might have put a lot of pressure on himself when you do something like that. And you have people, man, you smoked them. That's great. That's awesome. And then he kind of expects it. And there's more pressure on you. There's all these little internal mental battles that us as fans don't really understand. Mm-hmm. So maybe that got to him a little bit or he just simply just made some mistakes and couldn't catch him. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty but, good battle. But you are right. Those whoops. There's a shot at the towards the end of the race where they show it from the 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 backside, mm-hmm. and they are like, yeah, screwed up. Yeah, Sexton was going far right and crushing it, and then I guess they just got beat up, switched lines, and I mean they were giving Coop uh, a lot, they were giving a lot of guys a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, but they were built nicely, you know. Um, but yeah, I just it's impressive to watch that. Like like you like that's the stuff that I love to watch. Those yeah. small little mental things. Yeah. Because you know what's going on with these guys, and you know Tomac's this older champion, and the the young buck with the speed is Chase Sexton. Yeah, and he just he it got just, he made it work. You it know? just I can relate a lot to like. Obviously, we're all way slower watching these guys, right? But for me, I relate to like going up to Mike Brown. Like 
Mike Brown's going to kill me at Loretta's, right? Yeah. Imagine me putting it back together in and, and one of those motos and then beating Brownie. Like, that is so insane to think about how to mentally do that. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy that, that he can just be like, nope, I don't care if I got beat by eight seconds. I'm going to lay it down here. Yeah. No, pretty, pretty great race. Um, are we seeing some separation? Do you think? Are we seeing Anderson? You know, tonight. We're going back to what we did last year, right? In outdoors. We have Eli and Chase. Are are we going to see that, though, going forward? I think we're already starting to see snippets of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Jason's like that third-place guy that I think is separated from fourth a little bit. I don't want to say the third-place separation yet because I think Coop and some other guys are in that stage. But for sure, for me, I feel like Chase – and Eli are going back to 22 outdoors where they're going to gap themselves and there's going to be a gap between second and third. Yeah, Coop, Coop mentioned after the race the track wasn't tight enough for him. He's really good on the tight stuff. It's, this was more open. The berms were, you know, the, this was a, a bigger, open, more, bigger, open, more track. Bigger, more open track. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't quite, you know, find the rhythm that he needed. He wasn't good in the whoops. Um, AP, our guest tonight, might be the fastest guy without a podium so far this year. I, I said Barsha in the review show. I, I skipped over Barsha getting a podium at San Diego. Uh, AP might be the quickest guy to, this year without a to podium. To not get a podium. Yeah, to not get a podium. So, yeah, there's... So I don't a, know, man. I think Roxon's in there, too. Roxon got a podium. Oh, he got in the triple crown. You're right. Yep. Last week, yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, I think uh, Roxon had a average night. Yeah, it didn't look he great. He have got Justin Cooper caught and passed him late yeah. in the race. Props to Justin Cooper, seventh. So Who was your... Biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment from Houston. And you can go 250, 450, whatever. Uh, biggest disappointment was probably Roxon because I thought coming off Anaheim uh, that he had found some something. Like he he had suspension set a little bit better. He jumped that on-on, which tells me he's got a lot of confidence and was feeling it. And I would – I mean, did I think he was going to win Houston? No, but I thought he'd be way more competitive than getting eighth and getting caught by Justin Cooper late in the race. You right. know, So he's – he tweeted or he Instagrammed that it was just unacceptable, right? And, and so he so, put it on himself. Uh, he did. He did. Um, so I would say that would be the biggest disappointment. Biggest surprise, I think, is Hayden Deegan. And we're going to talk about him. Uh, obviously, a lot of hype with Hayden Deegan. Chance Hymas, uh, Talon Hawkins, um, Colin, uh, Colin Braswell. Yeah. No. Caden. Uh, Braswell. Yeah. Uh, all turned pro. Uh, so, that, you know, a lot of rookies. Deegan was really good. Uh, J-Mart made a mistake on the last lap. He got him for fourth. J-Mart probably was going to get fourth unless he – he was sending it to get Jordan and screwed up after the Wolves. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was that close? He was that close, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was that close. But, um, yeah, I think that um, Hayden – so Hayden was fast, seventh quickest overall. He looked really good, but he was loose. He was loose. I think if you asked all of the media and most of the fans, you would say he's going to be fast, but he's going to crash, right? And he didn't do that in the main. He held it together. He had a moment, I don't know if you guys saw it where you guys were, but in the, on the broadcast, he sent it in the whoops, and his feet came off yeah. a little bit, and yeah. he hit his head on the bars. Yeah. And I thought he was going to get whiskey and go straight <laughs> by the tunnel, right? right? But he saved it, got in it, yeah. and then salvaged the whole rest of the race. Like, and another surprise for me, and I guess maybe it shouldn't be, because I know Brian's strong mentally and physically, but Hayden, man, like, strong the whole race. Dude, didn't, all, all did, of it. Yep. Didn't fade. Yeah. His endurance was really impressive. Yeah. It like, I just, he, and I'm going to talk to Ricky about it because he reminds me of Ricky a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be Ricky Carmichael. Calm down. But I saw Ricky when he was number 70 on a KX125. I see what you're saying, yeah. And this kid is blazing fast, 
and loose and feet coming off. He almost landed on the back of Jay Martin practice. He almost had some big ones, like you said. And then, but in the main, when it counted, yeah. he just turned into this steady rock moving forward. It was really impressive. So, um, I the speed, no doubt, is there. And so, if he can, and his endurance so far, yeah, looks, looks great. So, I think Hayden was better than I thought. You know, um, I agree. Like I, Aiden and I went back and forth. Like, who's going to be better, Chance or right or Hayden? And Aiden was on Hayden. I was like, Chance will be better because I just felt like Chance was more of a solid. Well, guy Ch- in Chance the main. did three futures and, you know, uh, won that and never really had any moments. Hayden, just last week, crashed his way back to fifth. Correct. You know, or up to fifth. He, he didn't go back. But, you know, so I, I would I would have picked Hymas, too. And then when Hymas got second off the start, you know, I, I would have thought. So at 8-2, I was sitting with a couple of industry guys. I won't name their names. But they're watching Hayden in mm-hmm. the futures. And one of them, which you'll know and I'll tell you later on the show, but. He says he wins a race this year. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. And he was like, you watch. He wins a race. I'm like, there's no way. But now that I've seen how he rides with a little bit of luck, I, uh, I mean, not, I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah, I wouldn't put it. I, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I, I don't like that odds. But sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, with a little bit of luck. He was impressive. Yeah. Uh, so that was maybe my biggest disappointment and surprise getting into that. My biggest disappointment, real quick before we move on, yeah. was Mosman. Yeah, he was just like what I yep. I know he worked his way back from pretty far in the main. But like I just thought in the heat but he, he was kind of blah in the main was blah. He wasn't on the board in practice. He wasn't like like Mosman's got speed. We've seen yes, him. Yes, that's can, what I'm yeah, saying. He can like, lay it down. He's a podium guy yeah, all day long. Yeah, he he was just okay. He just was okay. I don't, Is there an injury that we don't well, know about? Maybe we'll call Will Hahn. Okay. I don't really want to talk to Will Hahn right now. I'm 4-0? Not, yeah. Wow. And it's bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's bullshit. Two of those Two of those wins are bullshit wins. Or do you call it crafty? I call them bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, big news, by the way, too. Later on, we'll discuss this. Uh, Honda. Honda is giving you and I an opportunity for big things. Uh, I, I don't, do I know about this? Yeah. Honda. Yeah, we were texting about it today. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. yes. Big things. Yes, big so things. We'll talk about that as well. <laughs> yes, okay. So uh, we're, we're going to be a big part of the uh, Team Honda. Do we get... Uh pit shirts do we get a jacket i mean only your blue crew yeah no i can't i don't want any of that i'm, okay. blue crew. Yeah. I'm happy to run it i'll run it. <laughs> yeah you'll run it. yeah yeah free swag yeah by the way congrats on your podium oh thank you i appreciate yeah. that yeah no yeah. problem yeah. yeah dude i don't know what you're talking about but i'm gonna say yes God, well i mean you got a podium hat on so i, I don't oh I, I it's not just, a podium hat sorry, the podium I, hat is the yellow the one this is not a podium hat okay yellow yeah I have one of those at home. The 70s called. They want their hat back. You don't like this hat? No. no really? I don't care about the Dunlop. Dunlop's fine. You don't like this, this part the, right yeah, here? Yeah. I like Dude, that. no. The 70s called. They mm. want their hat back. Brock Lover, bro. Well, no problem. Our buddy FMIP, I'm sure he's stoked right now. So I, don't, I, I love how you could just stab him in the back like that. Uh, does it feel good to stab him? Your no. In the back? I asked you before the no, show. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm just, just saying, I asked you, yeah, is it okay what, to wear? And you said yes. It, it's fine with me. But what about your friend that you're, you're stabbing in the back? I wear right senior citizen stickers on my helmet. But right now on this show, you're stabbing him in the back. No, so I'm that's not. cool. If you're cool with that, hey, whatever. I feel like he's cool with that. Just mental note. Don't turn your back on Chris Key for everybody. <laughs> jab, jab. Uh, we got live shows in Indianapolis coming up. The tickets are available on pulpmex.com and Denver as well. Am I going? Uh, Denver, yes. And he has said, fuck me. Yeah, Indy, you're out. Okay. Uh, Denver show as well <laughs> coming up. So 100% chance the Denver live show will have the winner of the Yamaha LCQ Challenge on it. So uh, we're going to bring that gentleman on. But tickets are available for that as well on pulpmex.com. 100% of the money goes to... 
the riders in that race, and we're keeping track all year, just like we did last year. Thanks to Feld for letting us do that. Uh, AMA as well, but we're going to have a race on Friday night, and we're raffling off a YZ450, Bike of the Year, and also uh, 19 other great prizes um, from Fly to FXR to Renthal, Decal Works, on and on and on. Thank you to those have guys. Have you thought about any more rules? Because you know that all this shit's going to pop up the last minute. The only rules I thought of was last week uh, someone told me, why don't you do the top 17 be the gate picks? And then nobody's selling their clothespins. Mm. But then I kind of didn't mind the, the controversy of selling your clothespins. <laughs> that was also, you know, pretty funny. So, um, you know. Yeah, that is pretty good. Right. So maybe we won't do that. Uh, Harrison gave us 1999 uh, on YouTube. Thanks, Harrison. And the bench racing question. We'll get to that later. Can we get to that later? We don't What's have 1999 prints? No, money. 20 bucks. Oh. 20 bucks. Patrick gave us uh, 449 euros. And can we get, can we, and he asks, can we get Steve or Chris to get an Alpine Stars hookup for Cade? Uh, look at Yeah. This before the season started, it was questionable. And uh, he is not budging on his boot choice. He is soul rider. Mm -hmm. And I can't hate on it. It's not proper for a professional to do this, but. Yep. He's claiming soul, so he's on your guys' side now. Firepowerparts.com. Max Anstey. We'll talk more about him later, but Firepower Honda. Max Anstey making the podium uh, in a really impressive uh, debut in the 250 East there. Mad Max uh, using Firepower Parts, whether it's batteries, whether it's chains. They have a bunch of parts available. Uh, Firepowerparts.com on the show. And uh, thanks to those guys, man. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com. Check out all the line at Firepowerparts.com. Great product and great pricing as well. And uh, the batteries are very, very popular still, used by a lot of privateers and race teams out there. So congrats to the Firepower Honda guys, Yareev, and everybody there. Crushing no, it with Max. No big bores. No big bores. Yeah, no big bores that we know of. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get some phone calls, shall we? Uh, Brandon's on five. Brandon, what's up, man? Yeah, I was just uh, wanting to know, uh, where has Evan Ferry been at lately? You know, He joined the NSA Yamaha team. A while back after he, he left Rockstar. Yeah, he had he had he two surgeries uh, back to back, so uh, he's been out of action for a little bit. I understand he's going to make the last two futures. Okay, but yeah, he had had some injuries okay. going on. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's just been quiet, and I was yeah. I was just wondering. He's start, yeah. I, I saw think, him at A two, and he's riding, starting to ride a little bit now. So he's he's back yeah, in get, it. Just get ready bit. for the Insta Bangers; they're coming. Yeah. Is he still going to be on Yamaha? Yeah, or? still Yamaha. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. All right. All right, thanks. Thank you. Ryan, what's going on, man? Ryan? Oh, yeah. hey, what's going on, Steve? Hey. Um, hey, uh, the uh, re-raceables you just did, the 1984 Hangtown, mm -hmm. you forgot to mention something that you Racer X actually did an article on in 2006, Alan King's Mechanic. Okay. Which happened to, yeah. which happened to, which happened to be a, another Jim Anderson. It was another Jim Anderson. Weird. Okay, yeah. yeah it, his it, it it was Jimmy Ray Anderson, and he walked out from Team Tam that day. Oh, on that day. Okay. On that day, yeah. He um probably wasn't yeah, getting paid. He, yeah. He wasn't getting paid, and there was a fight over the box trucks. So each mechanic got to had a budget and could do what they wanted to their trucks, and he opted to add extra water instead of fuel and all the other mechanics stole his water yeah, because because they couldn't get the the uh vans out the day before because of how muddy it was right 
Wow. So they, yeah, so he, they took all his water. He couldn't wash Allen's bike, and then he hadn't been paid in a month. Yeah, Team Tam seemed like he, a disaster behind the scenes, right, from everybody I talked it, to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've heard a lot about it because yeah. it's, it, it's my uncle that was oh. his mechanic. Yeah, no, that's cool. Alan King won a national as a full privateer. That's pretty good, pretty cool accomplishment for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the update. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's uh, that's re-raceables. Everybody did one this week with Kit Palmer, about 84 Hangtown. Uh, privateer rider won Alan King. Uh, Coleman's on one. Coleman, what's happening, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? I I just want to thank Kiefer, man. I, I follow all your setup tips, man. And I got to say, man, I I eat it all the time. <laughs> I, I just... I, I'm as I'm, I'm as fast as Chase Sexton because of you, man. And, uh, <laughs> well, you need to teach me something then, if you're as fast as him. Yeah, man. If I could teach you something, I'd be right there with you now. Everything I know is because of you, man. I I'm just I just can't stop eating it. Well, we appreciate it. We work hard to uh, try to provide you guys with the sh- sh- short shortcuts. I thought, I thought this was like an oral sex thing where he said eating it. And I'm like maybe Kiefer. I, I, I'm confused. It's weird Al Yankovic. Oh, it is. Yeah. So something to do with your shows? It is weird, Alan. Okay. And, and I got to thank you and Rhino, man. It's all because of you guys. There we oh, go. Oh, oh boy. Put me in with Rhino. Well, we need to back it up a little bit then. <laughs> Let's well, back I mean, the train up. I, I got to be honest, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Coleman. Thanks. man. That's what it's all about. Hey, oh, wow. Not for me. I did that once, and uh, it didn't end well for yeah. me. Uh, thanks, Coleman. Thank you, man. No problem. Thanks, guys. Coleman. I love you. All right. See you. See you, brother. Uh, Riley's on, too. Riley, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. I just want to say thank you for putting that pop-up on the Pulpamex Fantasy for not choosing A-Ray. You still did but it? I did, too. Yeah. I did choose to do it. You know what? I, Even guys that are like boozers, uh, they, they, you know, you fall off the wagon once in a while. So it happens, you know? You know, I just I remember you guys talking about it before the season started. I was like, eh, I don't think I'm going to end up in that position, but... There I was. The handicap was enticing, and mm-hmm. here I am. Yep. What was his handicap? Uh, 14. 14. Yeah. 14, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, you got the warning, and you still did it. It happens. It happens to the best of us, man. Uh, I didn't. Yep, yep. It's on me. Look at how many times have you done something questionable when you're out with your boys and you got a chick, and you're like, uh, I don't know if I should do this, but you do it anyway. You know what? There, yep. There you go. That's right. A-Ray. Thanks for playing, man. You guys. Thank like you. you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, Coleman. Is Coleman a proper name for you? Is that okay? Andrew's on five. Right. Andrew, you got a question for Chris Kiefer? Yeah, I do. Uh, hey, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Andrew. Uh, I'm a big Kawasaki fan, and I and I guess the rumor is that a new generation is coming out next year, and I was just wondering if Kiefer or Steve if you had any information on that. Um, I probably know about as much as you do from what I've seen on the Internet, but... It's actually a, a year late. This was supposed to happen last year, but obviously with everything that we've been dealing with with pandemic in the last couple of years, um, that was um, a year behind. So I think we'll get a little bit of a, of a different chassis, kind of what I was diagnosing over on Vital. So, um, yeah, I don't know too much about it, but most likely we'll be able to ride one here, from what I hear, in late August and September. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but... The current generation bike so uh, planted that I, I I hope they just refine and update and uh, maybe get a map switch on that thing. Yeah, I'd agree with you, man. I, the Kawasaki itself is a 
the most stable 450 there is. And it'd be nice just to get a little bit more front-end steering on that thing and keep that stability. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Andrew, have you tried a new yeah. Yamaha? They have, have, they have a map have switch on the handlebar. They have a map switch on the handlebar. Bike of the year. Well, if they only had a hours on an app, you know. What? An hours on the app? You know, you can check your hours yeah, on the app. They yeah. got that, too. <laughs> I know. Oh, He's I'm just busting your balls. Oh, you're busting my balls. Yeah, yeah. Just relax, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Chill down. Yeah. Payback. Right. Yeah. Right. I appreciate the question. Thanks, Andrew. Later, Andrew. Thanks, man. Uh, Nick's on four. Nick, what's going on, man? Hey, you hear me? Yep. Black. Hey, so... We have guys flying through the air on Supercross. I have a question about just general bike transmission, and maybe this is crazy, but it just seems like the the magnitude that these guys are jumping, the distances, the speed, everything, yet we still have neutral between first and second gear. This might I know this kind of sounds stupid, but if you hear like Jet talk last week, he's like, oh, it's so hard to find, but I actually found it the one time I didn't want to find it. Um, and Mookie, I think, hit false neutral, that first big one he had, right? Uh, is it ridiculous to say if we have factory supercross bikes, can we make neutral like a mechanism on the handlebar to where you can't go into it unless you do something on the handlebar? Like we have maps, right? Well, we have, I mean, something like that. Is I that mean, ridiculous to ask? It's not ridiculous, but there's rules. There's production rules. They want the bike to remain somewhat like the one you can buy, which has neutral in it. You need neutral, right? You got to have neutral. It makes the right, bike right. start. It makes the bike work easier. Like all of that. Correct. Uh, but you have to, you know, so I guess. Why can't we make neutral between fourth and fifth? That's a I great mean, question. Else. Yeah, I don't know why you can't do that. Right. Why? why maybe maybe of... something to do with the, the way you shift and the speeds you're at of mm -hmm. the, you know what I mean, of the of the transmissions as you're going because it was fourth Yeah, and even fifth, if you go yeah. all the way up and have to hit a button on the handlebar or something. I mean, some four-wheelers have that, right? Well, the button so would be a little bit more elaborate, but I think mechanical-wise, I don't think there should be a big deal just putting in between fourth and fifth. Like, the button would have to be some kind of electronics that would raise the cost of the bike. Yes. Yeah, you couldn't really do the button unless you do it production, and then now you're getting into the whole electronic transmission stuff, which would be pretty gnarly. But being it, you know, just a standard transmission mechanically and moving that neutral to later in the gears would prevent that because you're not in fourth and fifth as much as we think they are anymore. Like a lot of the whoop sections are third gear now. Of course, they're in fourth at times. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are in third. There has to be a reason yeah. that you can't put neutral between fourth. Yeah, and there fourth. has to be right. Right. Dinner. right. Yeah. I mean, it, it just so. seems like what with what they're doing. I mean, it just it's like and those are the worst wrecks. Like when those happen, they're so sudden and. I, it just seems like there's got to be something different, something better. But right. anyway, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it, uh, I don't really know the answer to that. I mean, I think about the teams make neutral harder to find on mm -hmm. the bikes um, to stay out of it. But yep. I, you think about how many times guys are shifting um, and nobody – I mean, the number, number of times you hit neutral is very low to how many shifts are going on out there on a motocross track or supercross track on a Saturday night, right? If there's – 20,000 shifts through the gears on the night show through everybody. Right, and there's three. Two neutrals, two, yeah. whatever. Like, who knows? I mean, there's a lot less neutrals than there used to be back in the day, I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah, oh, definitely with that, yes, especially with the fact Because they right? can make it where, just like you said, you it's very, very difficult to find it, even when you're in the pits trying to get it in neutral, like sometimes a pain in the ass. Uh, thanks to the folks at Renthal. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters at all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, more titles than all the other brands combined. They have a ton of these things, and they started way back in 1969 uh, making products. And whether it's uh, the sprockets or the bars, the grips, uh, Fat Bar 36, 
to the 7 eighths bar. Renthal.com. they got a really informative website as well uh, on there, so please check out Renthal and all that they have. Renthal, speaking of Renthal, uh, they're bringing you our next guest of the night. The uh, the rider who was running up front this weekend, uh, just off the podium, got a fourth, and uh, we he's always a good time on here. Aaron Plessinger, what's up, man? Oh, not much, Steve. How you doing? We're good, man. Thank you. Hey, so we we gave you the title of fastest rider without a podium through four rounds. So congratulations on that. <laughs> it's like a dig and a, and a compliment at the same time. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, like I remember Anaheim won. You were um, moving forward. I don't know if you would have got a podium, but you were moving forward. It tipped over, right? Uh, a couple of bad starts this weekend just off of it. Like, I feel like your speed's been better. Just, you know, not quite yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, these these bad starts have been uh, have been really uh, really hindering my uh, my ability to ride fast. I would say, <laughs> but yeah, I I, um, I was talking to Alden last week, and he said if I uh, if I don't get a good start this weekend or this past weekend, I have to uh, I have to start weed eating. So oh, shit. I don't want to weed eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, we had to make it happen on the start, but um, no, I felt good. I yeah. felt good running up front, and I should uh, I should be there more often because um, I can I can run up I, I can run up there with them boys. It just uh, you can't come through a bunch of champions through yeah. the back with a bad start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we were talking about this on our review pod. Like, it felt like so the the first start takes off, and I felt like Eli was kind of holding you guys up. It was a real good battle going on behind you guys. And and it was like okay shit we're in for, you know maybe a special night here for for yourself and and maybe maybe even Jason, and then the, Ferrandis happens. There's a staggered start restart, and then I felt like you guys couldn't get to him. Now I don't know whether it was you guys, including Sexton, that dropped off, or if Eli just needed the uh, the break a little bit. But do you agree? Like the staggered start, I thought ruined some momentum you had. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it was weird, honestly. Like I felt so good, and I felt so calm mm-hmm. um, right there with Eli, and I felt like I was pressuring him pretty good. Yep. And then, um, you know, unfortunately, Dylan went down, um, and then red flag happened, and uh, it it almost felt like I it it lagged me down a little bit. Um, and I think for Jason too, I, I could be wrong, but yeah. it, it seemed like me and him were on the same page of like we could go fast, but like as fast as we went is is about as fast as we could go. And, um, <laughs> sure. And and yeah, I mean Chase was obviously a little bit faster, and then Eli turned it up like to another level. And uh, yeah, I think he figured out the whoops quite a bit. So um, yeah, he was he was killing it for sure <laughs> you were you were crushing the whoops too how yeah. good did you feel in those things uh, oh dude i felt i felt unreal like <laughs> that first half or yeah. that first three laps i should say mm-hmm. and then i did feel pretty good when i was when i was close to anderson and then when the track kind of broke down a little bit i felt like i struggled lost my lost my mojo in them a little bit but um no overall that was that was probably the best uh race i've hit the whoops so far <laughs> yeah so we were talking to that like, sexton was so good in the heat right um and then his advantage in the whoops went away uh and then you said too like as they got beat up so yeah it was funny like i guess just yeah they're getting cupped out they're getting hammered and 
any advantage you guys had went away, which which that's a suck for you guys. And then when they got when they got beat up, Eli figured them out. It's a it was a it was a yo yo effect for you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was it was crazy how their track broke down, man. It was like it was like hard on top, and then once you broke that surface, it was soft, but the the parts of the track that um that didn't break the surface i felt like unreal in and then when it did or when we did get to that surface like uh like the whoops per se um mm-hmm. i i felt a little a little off so like for us idiots at home that are watching you and we see that you kill it <laughs> first four or five laps right is it a matter of just finding little areas eight inches ten inches over to find the non-cupped out areas is that is it as simple as that or is it just like all right, my setup is going away because they're getting cupped out. Um, I would honestly say it it's kind of finding that line, yeah. um, finding that, like moving over and finding that line because right. usually for me, I find a line and I try to stick to it unless somebody's in front of me. And, um, like, my bike setup was, was awesome during this weekend. And then um, – so I don't think it's it's bike setup. I just think it's it's just I don't know experience with track breakdown and and just finding that right line. Because do you like running the sides? Because obviously that's a big reward and and you know a huge loss if you screw up because those are the smoothest areas. Are you that kind of guy like find the edges? Or are you just guy like okay, I was here for five laps. I need to move over a foot. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't really like riding the edge especially in the whoops because i i'm not one that that holds on to the clutch um in the whoops oh so so you're on a full bar you're on full grip bar yeah yeah so if anything goes wrong i'm leaning back and i'm I'm going (laughs) wide open (laughs) um, usually on the sides of the track that doesn't really work out for me because i'll end up riding hay bales (laughs) so um i'm i'm usually trying to find uh, a good line in the middle of the track okay what was the staggered start like for you i see they're using the 30 board now which is kind of new um what's that like is, is it any different or is it is it i mean yeah what's it like Dude, it's it's crazy because i, I think i've only done like two mm-hmm. in my pro career and one was in i think phoenix in 2019 and then this one this weekend so it was it was a little weird especially because the u-turn i think that kind of threw me off a little bit because we didn't have whole shot devices in and we had to do a u-turn on flat and it was just um (laughs) weird it was just a little weird yeah and and i ended up sliding a little bit which made me go left and then yeah jason kind of ran it down the inside but um yeah it was it was a cool experience (laughs) <laughs> that's right jason you guys came close there right yeah it yeah was, it wasn't too it okay wasn't too too close yeah. but it was like it was it was like he saw the opportunity of me going left outside and mm-hmm. he was like all right i'm going for it <laughs> right yeah he, he's not scared so he's putting it in there um yeah. so through four rounds uh like we said like we think you're the fastest guy without a podium but have you been happy with your results have you been okay with this or has it been a source of frustration for you after the races a little bit? No, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been weird because I've been happy with my riding, but I haven't been happy with the results. Like, okay. I've been, I've been okay with how I've, I've came through the pack and stuff, who I've been battling with, and 
obviously I was happy with uh, with the start and a couple laps running up front with um, with Kenny and I can't remember who else was up there, um, but uh, it was it was cool running up there with them at A2 mm-hmm. and then um, obviously went down, but. Yeah, I haven't been really too happy with the results. Um, this was kind of a, a sigh of relief for me, um, getting up there and, and riding like that for the whole race and and not really dropping off. Um, but yeah, I think I think I for myself I need to get these starts and I need to run up there with those guys. I told a couple people this weekend if I can keep doing that and keep pacing with these guys, and I think I can really get up on the podium and, and try to go for one of these wins <laughs> on the starts like when you say i need to get better starts is it something that you're doing wrong or is it just you know there's 22 guys that are insanely good on starting right <laughs> and like you could nail it and still come around ninth like that's what i don't understand like what is it that you can pinpoint it to uh i i looked at some video of my starts and and just tried to pick apart the the pieces that that weren't really good um and it it was it was kind of it was it was all on me really like okay. the bike's good everything's good um my reaction time's good it was just me having my elbows too far down and mm. like tucked in almost mm. and i couldn't really control the bars after i let go of the clutch so i was coming out and my bars would be turned to the left or to the right and this weekend, I kind of raised them about four or five inches, and that helped me keep the bar straight. And I think that that ultimately helped with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Have you looked at Steve's starting procedure? Have you ever seen that? Oh, stop it. I did. I studied it uh, pretty good. Um, and and that was one thing I really, really noticed that he did, and I tried to implement it <laughs> this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Listen. I really who, – who, who filmed that? Was that Dark Side? I don't fucking know, but it was bad. Yeah, I, I, that, that gentleman needs to be banned from my life. <laughs> I can't believe I went to a race without, for the first time in seven years without practicing any starts. It was really a bad, bad Aaron, choice. By Aaron, me. his his legs are so far out. They're not locked in at all. Like, they're out. Like, the guy – if there's guys next to him, he's basically on their foot pegs. That's how far out can he we, is. Can we talk about my starts this year? They were good. They were, they were better. Yeah, can, can, we, can we lock him in a little bit? Though. Yeah, just lock in. <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry, I'm not a pro, guys. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Aaron Plessinger brought to you by Renthal, renthal.com, 702-586-PULP. You got a question for AP7. Give us a call. Uh, why don't you? And uh, and we'll see if we can get Aaron to answer the question. Um, Aaron, uh, contract here for you a little bit. You, you feeling that? I mean, look, you you laugh. We, we make fun of, of your attitude. Not fun of. We like your attitude because you are a lighthearted guy. Yeah. And when I ask, when, whenever we ask you questions, you laugh first. You know, you have a great attitude about really everything, right? Um, but it's a contract year. Like, is this, is this, is this something you think about a lot or, or how, how's that like for a professional athlete? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely in the back of, in the back of my mind. Um, but I, I don't really see it as like added pressure. Um, I know a lot of people think that it's like, oh, contract year, I have to do this, I have mm-hmm. to do that. Um, really, it's like to me, it's if if I can keep riding like I did over the past weekend and keep battling with these with these top dudes, um, I think you know I could really resign with KTM or somebody's going to notice. Um, mm-hmm me riding like I am and, and 
pick me up. But um, no, I I really think if if I just do that, um, I'll turn some heads and and get a couple podiums, if not a win, and and hopefully lock down another contract pretty soon. You know, it's interesting. You made a comment about you can't get a start and move up through these champions and. I was talking to an industry guy this week about Christian, and he's off to a bit of a slow start. And this this person was like, "Yeah, but you know, he just he just won the title." Like, and I'm right. like, "Yeah, but everyone has won titles exactly. that he's racing. <laughs> like everyone in the class in the top ten have titles. Like they're they're all bad dudes, you know. So uh, nothing against yeah. against Christian, but yeah, like I just I think that's you know. what makes what Eli's doing is so special because there's a lot of good dudes, and he's consistently up there, right? So it's just it's crazy to think about like guys like Aaron how fast he is, and sometimes it's a struggle going going through the pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AP, we had Alden on a few weeks ago, and he told us that, uh, and I, maybe it was just all trainer <laughs> bullshit, but he was like, honestly, he said the attitude is fantastic. I mean, this is your second year there. Um, he said the addition of Craig over there, and you know Mookie last year, and yourself, and. Uh, Coop came back, but he said Coop's got a new attitude. Uh, he said it's been really good. He said everybody's been really, really good. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, man. It's It's been a fun, fun group down there um, with myself, Mookie, uh, Christian, um, RJ, Coop, uh, everybody down there. It's, yep. it's been really fun, um, really lighthearted. There, there hasn't been any – really drama um right and it's been it's been a cool it was a cool off season um it's been a cool season and yeah i i mean i go to I go to the track every day looking forward to ride with these guys and hanging out with these guys so it's um it's fun who's the best cyclist brownie um brownie <laughs> i mean <laughs> if you if you're looking at it stats wise I, I would say brownie but you know i i kind of have a bias towards myself um you know, you don't see the mullet flapping in the wind every day, and uh, and, and I'd, I'd like to give it to myself, honestly. Okay, okay, we can do that. Yeah, AP gives it gives, gives the title awesome. to himself. I was talking to um, Cochran uh, at after after the futures. Yeah. I don't know how how old is that Cochran kid? Is he sixteen, seventeen? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, around there. He, you know, obviously he's yeah. too young to remember Mike Brown, but but he he was just telling me he's like. He's an animal. Yeah. He he and I'm like, dude, yeah, you don't even know like when he raced. You know what I mean? Like you don't he, like he was just saying Still oh. races. We mean race. Well, but like when he was, you know, a top rider, like <laughs> right. like this kid was just in awe of Brownie's everyday animalistic training and work work ethic. Yep. You know? So Yeah, Mike Brown. I mean, he still is a uh I mean he's a he's a he's a legend, but he still is an animal. I mean, my dude, when he gets out in the front and in the cycles, we go at least uh, 27, 28 miles an hour. Jeez. And he, yeah. he's looking back like, what, what are you guys doing? You guys tired? Yeah. Do you – I mean, I know he does the 250 side. So do you do you talk much to Mike Brown? Do you, like, uh, be, either bench race about old races or do you ask him questions or, like, do you, do you pick his brain or is it more like uh, he's on the 250 side, uh, we cycle with him, but we don't have conversations? Um, no, I, I try to, I try to talk to Brownie, um, a little bit, but, uh, ultimately he's, he's more yeah spending time over there on the 250 side. It's hard to right. really get to like pick his brain. Um, he comes over, uh, a, a couple times, but, um, yeah, I haven't really had to, had time to really pick his brain about, about any of the old races. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was just, I didn't know if you 
Do you have any Mike? I would love uh, to, yeah. though. Dude, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, behind, got, yeah. he's got a lot, and ones that he really can't tell publicly, like, some pretty gnarly, <laughs> some pretty gnarly shit, like, went down with Brownie uh, a few times out there. Uh, I asked Coop this, and I want to ask Aaron okay, this. Right. So when I interviewed Coop about his bike, and we talked about his bike and bullshitted, I asked him, I go, is there one thing on your bike that you think is cool or that you, that you like to look at or, you know, every time you come out and, you know, see your practice mechanic, look, you know, shining up your bike? He's like, honestly, I don't give a shit about anything on my bike. I just want my bike to work good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So is, is there, on. are you like Coop or do you actually look at your bike and like, dude, that looks sick? I mean, I, I think my bike, I think everything about my bike looks sick. Um, I do like looking at my bike and honestly, um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm bad with numbers. I'm bad with anything on my bike. Um, like when it comes to what's on my bike, um, what I'm running, I, I really couldn't tell you anything. And, okay. um, but the way we, uh, the way we set my bike up, how I look down at my bars and, and there's a little space in between like the the front number plate and the triple clamps that I can see mm -hmm. and I don't know why but it it just looks so sick to me like my bars are back a little bit I, I don't know it just it it's, yeah. it looks sick I appreciate that shit that stuff's awesome because like you know how you sit on a bike you just have that cozy feel and it kind of looks like oh this is home this is like where I belong you know yeah, yeah, and I, I found well, that this off season, and, and I was pretty stoked on it. <laughs> we have some phone calls for you, AP, but that brings me to one of my questions. Um, you've come on this show, and you admitted that you were not a good test rider uh, last year, <laughs> and I've heard from people who've worked with you, yep, AP doesn't know what's going on with his bike that much, and you know he know you know the feel, but as far as what you need to do or what's going on, are you any better? Do you feel like you're going to hang of it a little bit? Like, is it is it is it coming together for you? I I feel like I do like I, I feel like I'm getting better. Um, like I said, I'm I'm not good with numbers. I'm not mm -hmm. good with like, hey, do do this on the low speed, do this on the high speed, do this on the shock and the forks, and it'll it'll be good. Um, I'm just like, hey, can we can we lower the rear and, and lift the front a little bit? I want mm -hmm. this thing like a freaking chopper. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like I am getting better with testing a little bit. Okay. All right. I kind of, I kind of, um, I don't blame the star guys, but a lot of guys that come from star, mm. they just get setups thrown at them without a lot of info, I think. And I think it's a star thing with like, this is the package. Try this, try this, but they're not telling the guys what well, you, they're doing. You got to think about it too. Like the star program, they don't have a lot of, you know, seniority riders. Like Tomac is the guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Cooper's new to this 450. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of guys that know how to. Yeah. Count. I guess I take, I exclude Eli. I mean, the star 250 team. Right. Those guys that came up through the ranks. Like, I think the star guys are like, here's a package and here's a package and pick and then. But there's it. more guys like Aaron than there is. Yeah. Like someone that, like a Nick Way, right? right. Like, you, in order to be really good, Phil says it the best. You got to be kind of stupid. <laughs> like to go fast. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. I could definitely because do that. the yeah. less fucks you give, the better you'll be. Like yeah. I feel like that is a true <laughs> right, thing. Right. Yeah. Stop you know? thinking about your bike out there and just pin it. Exactly. Right. No, that that is true. All right, we got some questions yeah. for you, uh, AP uh, Public Mech Show. Aaron Plessinger brought to you by Renthal. First up, it's Tim. Tim, what's going on? What's your question for Aaron Plessinger? What's up, guys? Uh, Plessinger, dude. We were in Houston and uh, you were killing it before the restart. But I have a serious question 
Um, what was up with Barsha looking like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber coming into the Houston Stadium this weekend? <laughs> oh man, I think uh, you know. I think he was just trying to pull off the, the cowboy look, and and I give it to him, man. He he had the he had the Texas flag shirt on, and he had the cowboy hat, but um, you know the I t- I told him the the. The pants need to be over the boots. Um, that was that was one thing that I think I think made you think you look like Jim Carrey. Um, the pants inside the boots just doesn't work. But um, no, I give it to him. He he, he definitely uh, went to the stores and, and got the right look on. <laughs> so you weren't upset about him stealing your thunder? No, okay. no. I mean. It's, it's kind of hard to steal this, Thunderman. Okay, right, fair, fair, <laughs> I, have you fair, noticed since you changed, like, because you weren't always deep country like you are now. I feel like it's it's been deep the last couple, two, three years, right? And have you yeah. seen like the change in your fan base since you've done this? Um, a, a little bit. I've 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 noticed a lot more cowboy hats around the uh, around the paddock. Um, but as far as like fan base, um, I I feel like I've always had that, you know redneck side of the fans that that i love and and that i'm kind of in with i i would i think um but i mean i i think they're just coming out of the woodwork <laughs> gncc fans oh. love them yes, oh man. that's his that's his group yeah that's his group um i'm surprised you, we don't you have see it like you're good old boys Deep in the forest, you see some smoldering smoke, and you see some fucking dudes come out of a tent. Those yeah. are AP Those fans. Are AP guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's his. That's his. That's his crowd. Uh, we got eight, uh, Brandon's on three. Brandon, what's going on? What's your question for Aaron Plessinger? Hey AP, I had a question around uh, altitude. Tomac lives at altitude. Cycling um, background with his dad. Alden has a background in cycling. Why aren't more pros living in altitude? Because the benefits in any sport, um, including yours, seem like they'd be well pretty big. Yeah, I mean they got to move to Colorado Springs like the Olympians, right? Like I don't think people want to do that, huh? AP. Yeah. Well, you yeah, got altitude I mean, tents. Yeah. It. I mean, a, a lot of people do do the altitude tents, um, but I, I like like Steve said, I, I think a lot of people don't really want to live out that way and and just be in the middle of nowhere. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know why a lot more people don't. Uh, I mean, they're they're definitely expensive. The altitude tents are, but um, oh, for sure, I don't know. I, I've 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 tried the the altitude stuff and. And it really like it's it's kind of a little bit of an edge, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm drawing a blank, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think if you if you live there, like the Olympians do, or like Eli and John, they grew up there. I mean, it definitely helps. There's there's no doubt. It's science, right? But but the bad news with elevation is cold, right? <laughs> and you can't you ride year round. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for the call, Brandon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, I see. I see riders with those elevators. Uh, People won't those. talk about it, dude. That's going around. You they know won't that. talk about it. No, oh. like the competition is not going to say, "Here's what I'm doing. I'm in an altitude tent, fucking during the night." You know, they're yeah. they're doing that. Are they doing it with their yeah, chicks? Yeah. Like they're like they have chicks and they're still no. In this they tent? crawl in there by themselves with yeah. Whatever that's what I mean. So they have chicks, but they're in this tent. By yeah, themselves? dude. Riders are selfish. You don't know this already. I do know that, but <laughs> Jesus, if you're married and you're gonna like, hey, honey, I'm crawling into an altitude tent. Sorry, honey, I got to make money. I'm crawling in my tent. I'm gonna do the. 
do the one-handed jack know, uh, tonight. Sorry, I'm out. Yeah. I know. I know. Barsha used to have one over his uh, over his whole bed. Um, yep, I'm they have those. Sure. Oh, that covers the whole bed. Chick's getting in shape too. Sorry, honey, you're getting in shape too. <laughs> I could be, I could be giving away secrets here, but uh, I know yeah. that he used to have one. Yeah, he's right. Because when Ricky Brabeck used to go to Dakar, yeah. before he went to Dakar, he would sleep, and it would go over his bed. Oh, okay. So that so, is available. Yeah, so they make them. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. I just knew this the little solo ones or whatever. Right. And then, like for injury stuff, they help too, right? You know, yeah, when everything. You, when you have an injury, you crawl into more one red and blood do all cells. That. Right, right. I don't know, man. That's, I think you should get in there. Yeah. You think I should get in there? Yeah, get would a it, tent. Would it help my e-biking? Yeah, just get a tent. And it, just... it definitely could help the Yeah, e-biking. so when you take oh. these dudes Monday, you know, pre, pre-show, pre yeah, yeah. just hammer down. I like that. Well, dude, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Well, it's not really a question. It's a did you see, and did you see A-Ray this weekend? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Who didn't, dude? Dude. Oh, I was screaming. Okay. Dude, it, this we were truck. we were dying in the press box. Dying AP. We're just like <laughs> I don't know where to begin. First of all, poor Freddie cuz Chiz poor, just yeah. obliterates him. <laughs> but now both, AP both of them, poor both of them because Chiz, I think if he would have had electric start, oh, man, oh, I yeah. think he could have got in. No, I, I tweeted uh Chiz fucks Freddie. Chiz got fucked. <laughs> Freddie got fucked Chiz by Chiz. Freddie. Soundbite. Chiz Freddie got fucked by Chiz. Chiz got fucked by his Kickstarter. Right. A-Ray gets fucked by himself. So this is what I want to know, AP. <laughs> by, you, Freddy's, by Freddy's uh, handguard. But now, AP, did you know, so a little twist to this story, though. A, uh, A-Ray was getting docked two spots for pinning it on the concrete. I figured that. Yeah. I, I saw that, and I figured it, but yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> So when you yeah, when guys that. like the factory guys like AP they see this shit go down right they see the LCQ they see A Ray going ape shit uh, do you sit back and go yeah I get it or do you go what in the holy hell of mother of God is going on out there <laughs> <laughs> so, well sometimes right sometimes I am like oh, okay like that happened whatever it's LCQ and then this weekend I was like. Oh my God! Hit the brakes! Hit the brakes! Go around him, dude. Hey, Bales, no! It, it's just <laughs> he was. I, I I talked to somebody who was at the Yamaha track, and Tomac was behind him doing motos. Oh behind to, behind That's A-Ray. dangerous for Tomac. A Ray asked, or Tomac said, "Hey, let's jump in, do motos." So A Ray was all excited. Yeah, and he just wads up in front of Tomac. No. AP. He's just, and <laughs> Eli must have been like, "What am I? What am I doing with this guy out here?" Because, you know, he just pinned it, right? And just so, God, we love A-Ray. He, he, uh, yeah, I love A-Ray. He, I love him like a brother. I don't but. know what he was thinking there, though. I don't I, like I have his back, AP, <laughs> Steve. Like, that was kind of a weird situation. He has some guy in his ass. He's going around the side. He didn't expect him to pick up the bike and, and just it clipped him. Like it so happens so fast. Yeah, I I can see that. It's 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 definitely easier like looking down on right. it. But man, I was I was what? like, get in there, get in there, because I'm cheering for A Ray every weekend. I'm cheering. Right. I'm, I'm 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 right there with him. And and man, that was um, that was tough to watch. Yeah, you say that now. He's not an A practice yet. Wait till he's an A practice. I was telling him to get behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why AP and I'm sure you have ridden this Melcy Q's. Just get the hell out of there, dude! Like just oh, yeah. sprint away from these dudes because yeah. do not get involved with these animals. This is what yeah, happens. It's almost it's 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 almost better 
to get a good start in the LCQ than it is to get a good start in the main. Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. like I would say prisoners yeah. getting wreck time. Like these prisoners are just trapped for four days, right? <laughs> and they get out for rec time for fifteen minutes, it, it, and they're going ape shit. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing, and that's why I've been saying like put the LCQs in the triple crowns to start the night. Start the night oh, off yeah. with like, ladies and gentlemen, four. Are you ready? Are you ready for four of these guys only? Get, <laughs> there's there's twenty two guys on the line. Four are getting in, and let's and Kevin, drop the flag. Yes. Uh, so have you, like some limp biscuit before the fucking LCQ. So do you know a, uh, AP for Pulp Mex Fantasy? We have if you pick A Ray as your guy. A warning pops up. It's the only rider we have. No, no. Yes, the only rider in the whole listing we have. If you select A-Ray, a pop-up comes up and says, are you sure that you want A-Ray? Because he does tend to get sketchy. And you have to oh. you have to double click that and be like, Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> because we don't want we don't want you to like, you know, not realize what you're getting into when you get A Ray. So it's, I think it's also awesome. Antonovich took a shot of A Ray's patch that he left on the concrete when he went yeah. down the concrete. Yeah. And it's a rubber mark all the way down yeah. like he's on it. Yeah, I know. He was getting docked uh. doc two spots. Um uh, before we let you go, AP, we got a question asking if a fan can get the Red Bull KTM Cowboy hats, and I'm guessing they cannot, right? Ooh, yeah, dude. Well, I I had two, right? Mm-hmm. I had two of them. And I don't know if somebody snuck in there and stole one of mine, but there's only one now. There's only one in existence now with the stitch on Red Bull KTM um, I got a couple here with the Red Bull stitching, uh-huh. but unfortunately, yeah, until yeah. until more come around, I got a deal coming that that I'm gonna present at uh, at Dallas. I think it is. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty exclusive. And uh, AP I cowboy got a deal hats that maybe get us some cowboy hats coming out. All right, so. Well. Stay tuned, and and I'm gonna plug right now. DBK just uh, just restocked all of their stash mullet moto tees and all of my clothing. So head on over and get you some before it's sold out. It sold out pretty quick last time, and yeah, that was my plug. Can we? Can, can older guys wear DBK? Is that allowed? Like we're 45. Is that cool? Kenny Taco Bell does. Well, yeah. Okay, I Kenny didn't know. Taco, like it makes you that much. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I don't know if I would go as far as like you know the, the regular DBK merch, but my merch for sure. Okay, I would, I would definitely. <laughs> I was thinking I mean, about DBV Dirtback Vets. My, uh, my, yeah, uh, I mean, my idol is Kenny Taco Bell, and he runs DBK. Yeah, who cares then? So I feel like if, if <laughs> Kenny Taco Bell can do it, why can't I? Uh, a compliment before AP gets off the phone. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to give a compliment to each guest tonight. Okay. And AP's writing. He's a tall son bitch, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Um, <laughs> People don't understand how hard it is to get off of your seat to soak up either A, a rhythm, the first part of the rhythm, or mm-hmm. a triple, or whatever you're trying to get up out of the seat as you accelerate out of the berm. I watched AP a lot over the weekend. He stands up before the face of the jump. He's not seat bouncing A-race style. He's not right. coming out of the bowl <laughs> seat bouncing, right? Yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. off oh, of his ass and stands up, which is extremely difficult because you're a tall dude, so that's a lot of push to get up. So, kudos to AP for doing that, man. That is that is how impressive. you go fast, right? Yeah, yep. I, I appreciate it. And one thing comes to mind when I when I hear that is that double before the finish line this weekend. Yes, was 
kicking my ass because I had to do that. And it's tough because you have G-forces, right? Like holding you down on the seat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely, definitely not easy to do that every lap. (laughs) No, I bet. Uh, thanks for calling in, Aaron. Good job. Uh, congrats on the title of a fastest rider without a podium this year. Maybe that streak will end this, this, this Saturday in Tampa. So I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to, uh, to end that streak as soon as possible. But um, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always a great time to uh, get on here and bullshit. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, AP. Thanks, AP. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, that's Aaron Plessinger, Red Bull KTM, brought to you by the folks at Renthal. And, uh, yeah, this next gentleman uh, knows a thing or two about that LCQ2. He called the action from the booth, uh, brought to you by the folks at Wiseco. Wiseco's been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for over 80 years. Performance partner of Factory Honda HRC. Both the 250 and 450 programs uh, have Wiseco as well. Full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, jet skis, you name it. It's Brockham in Ricky Carmichael. What's up, RC? How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Just uh, that was a good, uh, good little segment there with AP, and uh, glad to, uh, glad to be invited on. Hopefully, yeah. everybody's having a awesome monday and uh i'm glad i'm on thank oh, you good good yeah you know chris you know ricky you guys yeah. know each other that's yeah. good yeah, yeah. that's right Fantastic. yeah we do okay yeah. okay good um hey so that that lcq rc like i don't even know where to start but like when you call these things are you just rubbing your hands together because they're eight out of ten times they are so good <laughs> yeah i mean that's a, like when i watch an lcq like that's what i'm wanting like the worst thing <laughs> The worst thing for me in the booth is like if the LCQ lays an egg. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love the chaos. I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy. It's hard to call races like that, actually, because to your point, you, I mean, you're just you're so entrenched and watching. Like as a fan, you're like, what's going to happen? And, and and it's so unpredictable. Like when you're watching a main or you're watching some, a pass for you know the top five, you can you can really predict and see what those guys are doing. You can see the pass coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, those last chance qualifiers. I mean, you just know, like in that situation, when they're when they're uh, nose to tail, you know it's gonna get your popcorn ready. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. And you know what? Hey, I I even said on the broadcast on the when it's the last corner. Last lap for transfer position, all bets are off. <laughs> Even mild mannered Chiss, who he's he's eighty years old, <laughs> right. and he just cleans Freddie out. Just, just loses, yeah, it. just loses it. So I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for all of that. I mean, dude, like, I mean, you think about it. I mean, um, financially, yeah. just pride, and you know, I just go back to so so that happened. You're like, oh man, okay, well now this guy's in the catbird, and then A Ray comes around. And, <laughs> You know, it doesn't think about Norin's uh, handlebar there, and, and, and he goes off, and that was, it was oh, crazy. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, poor A-Ray, too. Just poor A-Ray. I, you know what I feel bad for, like, for A-Ray is clearly he's riding better. Like, when I watch him, yep. he looks like he has better control on the bike, and he, it, it just, but he's still in the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> all the time. And I feel bad for him because, I, like, I do feel like he's taking it more serious this year, and the results aren't um, no. No. Aren't, aren't matching that effort. No, no, I agree for sure. Uh, Ricky Carmichael on the show, 702-586-PULP, if you want to uh, give us a call and talk to RC. Uh, brought to you by the folks at Wisco. So we spent the first 10 minutes of the show, Ricky, 
And yeah. you've been in this position, I imagine, and I want to—I probably should have prepped you, but maybe you can think of one off the top of your head or you can think of an mm-hmm. instance like this. Like, we spent the first 10 minutes just praising Eli Tomac. I mean, he got smoked in that heat, and mm-hmm. Sexton was yeah. fastest all day, and mm-hmm. he blows his doors off in the heat, and mm-hmm. then he comes back and wins the main. Like, this is the stuff. And, and, I, was, and I saw this with Chad a lot, like, uh, in the test yep. track, where he was off all day or off of the test track, and... and Guys like you and guys like Chad and guys like Eli. Not very many of them. No, 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 Coop. Right. When yeah. when the when the pressure's on and the sh- you got to make it happen, he didn't make any bike changes really. It's just mm-hmm. so impressive. It's just so impressive because it's yeah. such a mental game. Exactly. You you are absolutely spot on. Um, Chad Reed, in my opinion, was one of the best guys to do that. Um, and the reason that I say that is because he was in a spot so many times, whether it was with me or whether it was against James Stewart, where he, I swear, used to talk himself into winning. <laughs> and he just had this mental fortitude or mental ability to overcome not being the fastest. And James and I were talking about it one time. It's like whenever we thought we had him covered, that was the worst thought that we could ever have because the dude would be right up our ass and and beat us in the main event and that's where i was trying to explain on the broadcast over the weekend it's like you know hey i'll be straight up i'm like there's no there's no shot that uh that anyone is beating sexton tonight he has over a second time gap mm-hmm. he asked he, he absolutely decimated eli in that heat race and to overcome that to your point steve it is so hard to do that mentally and damn damn if he didn't i mean yep. i'm just like okay i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting and dude um sexton couldn't answer it and um and and eli did and that was a huge battle of the minds and even even eli said it on his post-race interview on the podium and yes yeah, so to your point it's really really hard to do that it and is, i hope yeah. that everyone can appreciate just how hard it hard it is to do that uh, i've been on the opposite end i mean reed used to get me all the time especially you know you go back to oh three it just, you, you know, I, I couldn't overcome him just taking it to me. Like if he, if he whipped me in the, in the, in the heat race, it was going to I would certainly try to beat him, but they're in the back of my mind. And it's like, it, it's going to take some luck. And I don't think that that was the case in the main event this weekend. Well, I was going to ask you if you have any specific examples. Uh, I mean, look, you won a lot. So do you have any examples of getting beat in practice or, 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 or you know, whatever? I guess you were sick a few times and you still won. I remember one of those. Yeah, cases, but, yeah, but, yeah. Like, well, yeah. when I was sick, like like especially in 07 uh, towards the end and outdoors, but I just go back to 03. Those are the ones where, mm-hmm. I mean, they just, I mean, I got beat consistently. I wasn't even close. And I did, honestly, I just knew that it was, you know, unless something happened, happened to Chad or or if the whoops were small, I knew that it was going to be really, really hard for me to win. Uh, I never gave up, Mm -hmm. but I knew I was going to have some help. Um, I I knew I was going to need some help. So, yeah, I mean, all those instances, um, Steve, yeah, like all those weekends, the the latter half of the 03 season, I just, I just, my back was against the wall, but I knew I couldn't give up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I just was never, ever uh, able to overtake him. I just, I, I just couldn't. He had, he had me completely covered and i mean that that ride was i mean to turn that around 
I mean, I don't, I don't think words can justify uh, just how impressive that was. I mean, you, you, you guys, the, I mean, Chris, Steve, you know how impressive that is just because you guys have been in situations and you've ridden at a level, a high level, been around people that ride at a high level, and how hard it is to do that. I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting here trying to parallel yeah. what that would be like, you know, and, 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 and something that people who watch Supercross that don't ride at that level, you know, a certain sport that everyone can basically do and it's just I can't, I can't think of a parallel so like with that RC do you think mm-hmm. this is something mentally that you you have when you're born is this something that normal people like guys listening to the show can learn how how does that mm-hmm. go about great absolutely this is this is a great question um, I think there are things that you just can't teach I really, truly believe that. And when I say that, uh, you know, uh, without naming names, like guys that I've worked with or guys that my mentors have worked with, and I'm like, man, didn't didn't you tell this guy, like, the same (laughs) same shit you used to tell me? And like, dude, yeah, like, it's the same playbook. And, yeah, you just, some things you can't teach. And that's really, really, really hard. It's a tough pill to swallow, you know, because you're, you're giving these riders all the insight that used to work for you and that has worked for others. And, and Chris, to your point, yeah, there's just things you can't teach. And what Eli Tomac did, and um, he, he's just, he has that special something. There, there's other, I mean, I think, you know, Chase Sexton is special. Cooper Webb is special. In instances like that, they just, especially Cooper and Eli, you know, in, in the current day, they have shown what they can do when their back is against the wall. And that stuff, yeah, to your point, you, you just can't. There, it's. I'm sure you can teach it to some aspect, but it's really, really hard. It's it's funny because you know you say that, and I believe that. I feel like I never had that, right? Like right. I only went mm-hmm. to a certain level, and that's what it got me. I didn't have the mental capacity of you, Chad, James, or the ability. But for me, on the mental side of things, I think, as we all know, as racers, that is a huge mm-hmm. part of the whole puzzle: is having mm-hmm. the mental capacity and strength to yeah. not only tell yourself, "Hey, I'm going to smoke this this dude." but to mm-hmm. actually be able to act upon it. And when I look back at myself at a young age, how I was raised and just things that you know I was brought up, I just wasn't raised that way. I was raised different, so I'm wired different. I think that has a lot to do with what we see now. 100%. And you know another thing, too, you, you touched on this a little bit, is it, we've all been around guys that, they say, man, I, I know I can beat this guy. I know I can beat this guy. Like they're almost talking themselves into, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. into beating the guy. Right. And I almost feel like that's worse, you know, because if you can't beat that person that you're, you're sitting here telling me, yeah, I'm better than this guy. I can beat him. I can beat him. And I'm in the background thinking, like, man, <laughs> yeah, you I don't might know, bro. <laughs> be able to beat this guy, but it's, it, he's going to have to get like an 18th place start and he's going to have to get jammed up with some other guys, and every you're going to have to get the whole shot and put in some five good sprint laps. And, but there, there are guys that try to talk themselves into winning um, every single week, and almost as as they're discrediting their competition. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a fine line. It, you know, I appreciate those guys, those riders trying to believe in themselves. I certainly do. But at what point? At what point do you have to be 
to be real, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be negative. Like I have conversations with people. It's like, mm-hmm. but my here is my motto: I expect the worst and hope for the best. And some people say, "Oh, you're you're just negative." I'm like, no, I want the best outcome. Right. But I'm building myself. Yeah. I'm preparing for the worst. That way, if it happens, then then I'm not completely gutted, and you know, I can get on with it after after I get beat or whatever it yeah. might be. It, you know, it can be real life situations. Talking about, uh, you know, I think I could beat that guy. I think I could beat that guy. I remember one time we were watching video of Stu in the Yamaha truck, and Timmy, all three guys are in there, and Timmy's like, man, we just got to hope he crashes. That's awesome. It was so funny. Yeah. Like, I, like, Chad probably was like, you know, I can beat him. And right. Timmy's like, we just got to hope he crashes, man. He looks pretty crazy. <laughs> he looks pretty loose no. out there. Dude, hey, I and I was the same as Red in that situation. Like, <laughs> yeah. I knew, like, I'm like, well, I, I know I can't beat the dude. Like, I'm, I, he's got to get a bad start, and yeah. I have to get the whole shot, and he's got to get hung up behind the guys. I need at least five laps of <laughs> shitty riding from him, or some dudes jamming him up. Otherwise, I'm screwed. And yeah. you know, if if I would have said, oh, dude, I can beat that guy, I can beat that guy, I'm almost faking myself, right? Because yeah. I know, like, yeah. there's just there's just no shot. If he gets if he gets second on the start behind me, dude, he's just gonna be he's gonna be all up my business and just giving it to me, right? I can't if I go faster, I, he's just gonna go faster. You know, it's yeah. just he's just that good. And I'm just like, well, I, I'm gonna have to win on a on a technicality here. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Why school <laughs> Pistons bringing you Ricky Carmichael here? Check him out, uh, Racer Elite line of Pistons and Rods. Uh, visit your local uh, online uh, dealer or motorsport.com or whitesco.com to find products for your machine. Uh, 702, oh, we, the lines are full, but shocking. Seven, shocking. 702 586 yeah. Pulp, if you want to talk to Ricky Carmichael, we'll, we'll get you on in a second here. Uh, RC, also, um, yeah. uh, Hayden Deegan, like, I'm not comparing him oh, to oh boy here no 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 listen i i saw the number 70 pro circuit 125 guy come up right his mm-hmm. first year of supercross i was there yeah. and i'm not saying he's you that's a long way to go but honestly he reminds me of you in that he was really fast in practice seventh quickest i thought mm-hmm. by the eye test i could have sworn he would have been better than seventh quickest by mm-hmm. the way um yes but he's loose He's yeah. He, loose. His feet are off. He's railing the turns. He's landing on the back of guys almost. He held it together in the main event, and full props to him. That fourth is awesome. Honestly, I thought like I'm like this dude is fast and loose. <laughs> yeah. So here, here, here's my analysis on on Hayden. Okay, yeah. let, let's first go now. Think about think about the futures race. At, mm-hmm. at Anaheim, okay, and just try to get a visual. All you, everyone listening right now, just just think of where he was. I know he fell down, but just just think about his lap times and riding and what he looked like. Now, fast forward and let's let let let's think about how he was riding at Houston, okay, and just how much more comfortable he looked. And the reason that I think that is because. He thought about what he did wrong. He had that feeling. He know he knew what to expect. Come leaving one race, going to the next, and that learning curve was really steep. Right? He probably only rode two or three days last week. I'm guessing three max, two probably on an average. 
think about the adjustment that he made and how much better of a rider that he was from one week to the next, just mm-hmm. being able to make that adjustment. He was loose, for sure. There were moments, uh, I will also say, like going through the whoops, he really kept his composure. Of course, he had some moments. Mm-hmm. All of those guys did. But he was willing to take the risks. He was. They were calculated risks. And, dude, he was there at the right time, and it was impressive. He came from behind to get to where he was. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had. A, he got a couple breaks. Um, you know, when you really dig into it, and you look, you know, you look at the kind of well, how did he get the place that he got? Well, a couple guys fell, and, and but I thought it, I was really, really impressed. Um, he, dude, he yeah. he stepped up when he needed to, and uh, it. it it's pretty impressive. Really, really cool to to see that. And you know, people can throw shade and whatever, but when when guys like that, when kids like that are able to handle the pressure, and 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 rise to the occasion, you've got to give them respect. Don't have to like them, right. but you got to respect them. Tur- turning down every jump too. I was, I was bugging yeah. him in the post race. Yeah. <laughs> He's just turned down, turned down, turned down. Hey, yeah. you know what was crazy too, or not crazy, but was uh, impressive, is just how he never gassed out. Like, no, I say no. gassed out, but yeah. he was able to maintain. Mm-hmm. He was able to maintain. He was vulnerable. I thought, oh, it's getting towards the end, like the last five laps. To be expected, his age, you know, he's young, very young, and I'm like, oh man, he's going to gas out, and you know, like, and those those are the real touchy moments when you're a rookie, and you guys know this because you've been around forever. Is you're trying to ride the same speed, you're either pumped up or you're fatigued. Mm-hmm. The track is getting gnarlier, and that's when stuff goes wrong. And my goodness, it didn't happen. Yeah. You can uh, yeah. you cannot like the vlogs, and you can't you know you can. Yeah. And, I, and I've told Brian this. Brian was uh, Brian called me one time because I I said on the show like I would never do that to my family, just my personal choice and what whatever. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. we discussed that like adults did and, and whatever. But and you cannot like all that. But the kid is doing the work because you don't yeah. do what he did without doing motos and right. putting in time, and so. That's not fake. And that's, Brian's not built that way. Anyway. No, no. Yeah. So, no. you know, you don't fake that. I was watching practice. I don't know if you guys saw it, like, mm-hmm. and you were there, RC. He turned, he yeah. scrubbed the triple and then mm-hmm. came around this bowl turn. And it was, of course, you got good yeah. dirt in Houston, yeah. but he bar dragged yeah. the bowl, t- like, yeah. insane corner <laughs> yeah. speed. Yeah. Like, I stopped and I go, holy shit, yeah. that was impressive. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's unbelievable just how well he does. Uh, it, how I saw that particular lap in that corner that you're talking about, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's just. But that's the young generation. I mean, you see Chase Sexton does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all the 450 guys, I feel like he's one of the guys. Ferrandis is really good at it too. They just rail those ruts really, really fast. And then yeah, you saw what uh, what Hayden was able to do that lap, that practice. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. But that's, I mean, that's the future of the sport. I mean, it really is. I think moving forward, and I don't want to, I don't want to jump uh, jump ahead of what you guys had to go. But I think the biggest thing that um, go, going into Tampa is like if, if you're Hayden, it, assuming guys don't don't have the issues that the, some that they had this weekend, mm-hmm. I I don't I would hate for him not to get like say get say he gets seventh to not get discouraged mm-hmm. still look at the big picture and, and 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 realize what he's learning and 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 keep progressing you know that's 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 where i feel like guys that 
make it in the long run, and when I say make it, like multiple champions, mm-hmm. championships at the elite level, the guys that are able to manage mentally those bad finishes and look deep into the reason why, okay, okay, this weekend I got fifth, or why did I get fifth? Well, this guy didn't fall, this guy didn't fall, this guy didn't fall, because really, he wasn't going to catch me out, right? And then I think there's one other guy that maybe he was behind, so that would have put him in sixth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I think Brian is super smart, and he looks at stuff like that, and that's kind of how I look at it, just because of my position in the booth. You know, it's like, okay, this guy got this, and and how did he do it? Was it straight up? Did he get a gift? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm kind of hardcore when it goes to stuff like that. And uh, um, so that's the biggest thing. He can't get discouraged if he doesn't get better than fourth next weekend. Uh, to piggyback off Steve's question, is there one uh-huh. guy that you can look at nowadays that reminds you of yourself? I think that um, from from a mental standpoint, I think Cooper Webb is that guy. Um, I feel like uh, riding style after this weekend, I feel that um, I feel that Hayden was very similar, willing to uh, willing to risk it willing to get a little sideways that was really really cool to see um before this generation chris i think that uh i saw a lot of villapoto in in myself you know we kind of had the same stature uh he was probably a bit smoother than i was but still willing to do whatever he had to do um to, to to get the job done and when i say willing to do whatever he needed to do i'm not saying go out there and put yourself at risk but take a calculated risk and uh so yeah Villapoto, i think i think hayden is that guy and uh but i uh mad props also to the to the other rookies i mean you know hymas did great i i really did i i didn't expect him to fall back as far as he did but everyone needs to keep their eye their eye on him and and I think Talon will continue to get better. Hawkins, yeah, Hawkins will get better. Um, you know, the, the, some guys just take a little bit longer to uh, get going and figure it out. And and uh, I, it, the cool thing is, is we get to watch them and, and see the progression. So, all right, let's yeah. uh, let's take some phone calls, shall we? Some from some listeners of ours. First up, it's Mason on three. Mason, go ahead. What's your question for RC? Oh man, I could ask you a million questions, man. I'll give you a choice. <laughs> You want to talk about <laughs> J-Mart, Tomac, or satellite teams? Nah, you go, you pick. It's a, dude, it's your barbecue, man. You, you, you <laughs> all right, Mason, you pick. Go for it. Uh, all right. I, I'll, originally, I was going to talk about satellite teams. You've ran a team, and like mm-hmm. Star, I think, originally was a satellite team, and then yeah. they got the factory effort from Yamaha. The way that a lot of these other teams are trending up that are satellite teams, is it possible we get like an era where the freedom of having a satellite team um, is actually an advantage over what some of the other, like a team like Factory Honda is right now? Yeah, Mason, uh, great, uh, great, great question. Um, and I would love to hear Chris and, and Steve's um, um, thoughts on this. I feel in this day and age, with how well that the OE bikes, the the, the bikes are just stock, um, that certainly helps teams, you know, B teams and, and C teams. And I feel like there's less influence from the uh, Japanese than there once was. I feel like um, there's really good aftermarket um, companies from suspension 
to you know to engine so to to your point i feel like we are at a time yes where it's not that bad to be you know um a satellite team i i really truly believe that i mean when we had rch i mean there were time i mean we were doing most of our own development um and i feel as though this is a um you know if you have a manufacturer that is pushing the envelope and and you have a lot of support that's i feel like that's an added bonus for sure but uh the nice thing about the satellite teams is when you're not governed by by the factory you can go out and try the best things and there are good aftermarket products out there so uh that's the beauty of it it's just finding that right balance and in, in, in my opinion Chris, Chris and Steve, I mean, well, like, what do you think? Well, there's no doubt that Star got better with uh, less factory Yamaha interference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were, and one of yeah. the reasons was they were letting John and Eli and Gilmore try anything mm-hmm. they wanted, right? Um, yeah. So I think that that's, that's a good point. But I also think I, – I also lean like – so what you need to do is maybe – I don't know, RC, RC, if you guys had this at RCH, but to me, and I've seen it being on a couple factory teams, there's nothing more valuable – then calling the guy in Austria or Japan who designed the frames and finding out stress points and weak points and thickness mm-hmm. and knowing what to do. And if you're a satellite team, you can't necessarily do that. But if you're a factory mm-hmm. team, you can. But maybe RCH, maybe you guys had a good enough relationship yeah. with Suzuki where you could do that, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. I yeah. mean, yeah, I think, yeah, obviously we were plugged in. You so know that, what I mean? But yeah. we, had, we had freedom to, to do what we wanted and try try things that we wanted, uh, you know, per per Japan's um, mm-hmm. per Japan's approval. So yes, yeah. and and then obviously I think you know my 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 relationship with Suzuki and and sure. my past with Suzuki. I you know I, I was able to make call, call the decision makers and 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 ask for requests and when we needed to when we needed to get stuff done. So like, that that's a great point. I didn't I didn't I didn't um, really think about that. So, so well, but yeah. also like remember when sorry Chris, but oh, yeah. uh, like. Kenny, like, okay, so Kenny went from Showa to KYB at yeah. RCH, yep. and, mm-hmm. like, the factory team would not have been able to do that because the Suzuki sell yep. came stock with Showa's. Yep. And to me, it's ridiculous. But there's an example of, like, an RCA satellite team being like, you know what? Our rider wants to try KYBs. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So there's the benefit of a satellite team. And, uh, and yeah. you know, a, a factory team is not letting you do that for the for most me, part. For yeah. me, I haven't been a part of a lot of race teams, right? But I, I work with a lot with the production side of things yeah. since I was in the early 2000s. And for me, I, I'm a firm believer you're only as good as the people that surround you, right? So yeah. some of the best ideas and parts that arrive on these bikes are from people within the team that you're in. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to come from the Japanese or the factory or Austrian or whatever team you're on or the factory. I think some of these teams have great people around them. And you need to have guys that are very smart, but also the ego has to be really down. right? Yeah. And I think that's why RCH worked really good because you have RC, which has been at a high level, is a very smart IQ with dirt bikes, but also his ego is not going to bite him in the ass when he's within the team. If someone has a better idea or if it works... He's not going to sit there and say, no, I don't want that. We're going to go my way. So I think that has a lot to do with having successes within satellite teams as the people within those teams. Star is a great example of this. They were being successful before they got the factory effort. 
and that mm-hmm. is because of the people around them. Yep, uh, that, and that's and that's 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 a really great point. Uh, yeah, you you are only as good as the people that you have surround you. And it's funny. It's like I mean, you know, you talk about kids. I mean, Kiefer, myself, like I, I tell my kids, listen, if you want to be winner. Hang out with winners because your your chances of being successful are probably going to be a lot greater than if you're not hanging out with people that are successful. And the same with the race team, same with any kind of sports team, anything in life. If you have a business, like I got a great friend that owns a plumbing company here in town, and I'm like, did you send me the A crew today or did you send me the B crew today? <laughs> I mean, his you know his company is riding on his employees yeah. mm-hmm. and it's the same as it, Chris to, to your point it's the same as the manufacturers it's the same as whether you're a pro circuit whether you're FMS whether you're star Yamaha it doesn't matter you know you are only as good as the people that that you have and, and absolutely um, you, you know you talk about ego you can't you can't always think that your way is the right way the only other what I think is that he's like hey this worked for me when I had the feeling mm-hmm. that you're feeling you can try it. Might mm-hmm. not work for you, but right. it worked for me. Just give it a whirl. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, dude, you ain't you ain't hurt me. You're you're the dude riding the damn thing. If it didn't work, I'm just trying to help you get the feel that you wanna get. If you need to you know, yeah. if you need to widen the fork lugs, if you need to thin the uh fork lugs out or whatever, right. you know, like do it. Go for it. Uh, Mason, good question. Do you have good a bike, question. Mason? Do you do you got a bike? You got a bike, Mason? Uh, unfortunately not. All right. Sorry, was no I problem. Wish. Thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, um, thanks, Mason. Tyler has got a question that I was going to ask you, Ricky. So let's just let him ask it. Tyler, uh, go ahead and uh, ask Ricky your question. Hey, Ricky. Uh, we've been going to Daytona for uh, oh, man a while now, and we got the track maps. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this past week. And uh, it looks very similar to last year's setup, and I was just wondering if that's a picture or. Mm-hmm. Okay, or great, uh, great question, and I knew that. Uh, yeah, I was going to have to uh, answer some critics and, and face some music at some point. <laughs> but uh, so as we were um, as we were throwing down the layout, um, we had a couple different sketches, and just so everyone knows, and I know like you're going to have some people that are going to say, ah, that's BS, but I've always wanted to, and I tried to get Feld to do this when we were doing the residencies, I'm like, dude, run the same track two times in a row, and let's see which riders and which teams can make the adjustments, Like, like, let's see the improvement. So anyhow, as we're throwing the layouts down, I'm like, man, this is okay, and this is okay. But in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to run the same design, you know, just especially if you if you stumbled across one that worked really well. And obviously, last last year, it was incredible. Yeah, the split lane right before the finish line, which I'm like, I've always wanted to do that because my dream when I was making making a track, and this was like 10, 12 years ago, I'm like, man, could you imagine if it came down to like the last corner or the last lap and there was like there was a split lane and the suspense and watching this, whether you're live or on TV, it would be so cool to see that. And so we just couldn't figure out something or a, or a layout that was going to be as good as what we had, you know, what, what we saw last year. So I'm just like, at the end, I'm like, man, I'm just, I couldn't, I wasn't feeling it. I had all kinds of sketches 
and laid out, and I couldn't get there, couldn't get there. And I knew media-wise I was going to get beat up if it was very similar to last year. But I was willing yeah. to take the I was willing to take the risk of like I just want it to race good and it be safe and it put on a good show and the riders be amped on it. And so that 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 you know I'll take the responsibility for uh, the decision that we came to. And I think I think it's going to be a damn good track. I think people are going to be amped on the racing just like they were last year. You can't deny the racing and how good it was, and hopefully it'll be the same this year. There you go, Tyler. Great question. Yeah. How's that? I never yeah. thought about that, but thank you. I mean, I hope we get to see uh, Tomac and Coop and all the guys. Like, yeah. It was you're, great last year. You're also limited, right? Rick. You're also limited, Ricky, right, from uh, the certain distance from the yeah. corrals, and I mean, you got sprinkler heads. you got a limited patch of grass from what you used to have. Like, there's yeah, a lot of things that you have well, to adapt to and yeah. and yep you're exactly right steve thanks for mentioning that and i just didn't want to yeah like you know really get into the weeds with that but then also if uh you're going to run the if they're running the flat track before sometimes they like to lay the um the hard base down mm-hmm. before uh they put the supercross track on top of the flat track which you know you want to have least amount of track on the flat track as you do possible because it just gets so hard and crusty there so there's a lot of things you can't go there's certain um widths that uh you you have yeah. to abide by as far as getting on pit road and we you know obviously the trioval you can't get too close from a safety perspective which uh that's first and foremost what we're uh, worried about and uh hey listen uh if there's any track design that you wanted to be this very similar to the year previous mm-hmm. it'd be this year because last year was awesome and you know you think of all other forms of racing whether it's moto gp whether it's um, motocross or MXGPs, a lot of the tracks are the same. Yeah. So nope. it's just funny to watch the reaction. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What about like um, F1? They go to the same tracks all the time. Only thing they got to worry about is the weather, right? So right. it's going to be good. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, man. Thank right, you. Appreciate thanks. it. Uh, before we let you go, Ricky, we'll bring in our next guest here. Someone you're familiar with. Uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas, new to the TV booth this year. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, doing a great job, by the way. Good. Yeah, yeah, he is. There you go, JT. Doing a great job. Thanks. Yeah, I'm working on it, man. I, this weekend, I. Uh, it's weird to say it's the first time I enjoyed it because that's not really fair. Um, but I think I allowed myself to actually have fun and relax and and mm-hmm. not be so stressed out and nervous. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it more this weekend. How about that? Uh, RC yeah, you did. You do did you? A great job. RC, do you have to – so whether it's Daniel, whether it's Lee, last question for you. Daniel, Lee, no, Will, fine. JT, do you change your uh, questions, technique, tone, anything uh, but for the different people? 100, 100%. That is a great question. And, uh, JT, you um, – I mean, not – you know, working with, with Daniel um, – as much as you have just just within the industry um working with lee um i don't know that you've worked with todd um but you obviously you've worked with weed so you know you're you're getting the feel and each guy each play-by-play guy has their own design Mm -hmm. um how they announce how they call a race you know how they set how they set up everything and how they toss it to the analyst position, which I see a lot of keyboard warriors on here is they don't know the difference in position between what, what the difference between a play by play position is and an analyst is it's completely different. And, uh, so it, 
when I see these when I see these people commenting in there and they're like, "Oh, this guy's way better." I'm like, "Okay, well, you're talking about two different yeah. job positions." So right there, you 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 already lost me for a for a uh, uh, conversation about who's better and who's not. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have to change my tone, or not my 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 tone, but I would say rhythm. Um, okay. Uh, Lee, Lee 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 paints a great picture from thirty thousand foot view. He tells a fabulous story while he's calling the race, and then I tell the how and the why. And uh, it, it's been fun for me to. It's been it's been a huge challenge. There's no doubt about it. Having four different play by play guys since I've taken this job. Um, was it four years ago? Um, but it's been it's 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 been great, and I think that I'll benefit from it um, long term. So JT, that or um, Steve, yeah, that's a yeah. great question. It, it's tough, uh, but it's a great challenge, and uh, I can always be better. Like I, I, I'll be the first one to admit I screwed up the uh, segment one uh, this weekend. Just, just how uh, we came on the air mm-hmm. and the questions that we were asked and all that stuff. I, I could have done a bit better, based on um, how how Daniel tossed it to me. Uh, but that that falls on me. You know, that falls on me. Sometimes I get used to other styles and other tempos, and uh, I'll do a better job. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, if I make, if I do what I'm supposed to do. And, and what an analyst job is supposed to do mm-hmm. outside of the stand-ups, it shouldn't, it, you know, it should be, should come across the same for the most part. JT, can you maybe, when's your, are you working this weekend, JT Tampa, or when are you back? I'm not, no, okay. I'll be back for Oakland, though. At Oakland, maybe, I'd love to see you throw it to Ricky and be like, hey, RC, this, uh, this bowl turn here kind of reminds <laughs> me of Dade, Dade that one year we did the Winter Amps. <laughs> 94, Ricky, remember? Remember Bogard was there and, like, Bogart. Kenneth Jones? Like, yeah. just throw that out there, JT. Yeah. You know you, know you can do that, JT. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you're just – you're an extension, right? Like, I like yeah. you're so in-depth. I, I wish you would. Throw it to Dade you know? City. No, but, like, there's so – nobody's going to know, right? It's like <laughs> we want references that people actually know about. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like I haven't obviously been listening to the entire conversation. Um, but Ricky, you're talking about you know you could be better and and the different cadences of all the guys. I would be remiss if I didn't say how much better you've gotten. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I'm sure you guys have already kind of covered that, Steve. If you didn't, I think tell we, them that it's, well, we covered this last year. Last year was yeah, a, last year. Uh, it was a huge yeah. It, you your your year to year. Well, getting you off of track side was the best thing for sure oh dude i i, yep. dude, I hate I, I hey i'm glad that you said that because when they put me in there like f- five six years ago yeah i hated going i absolutely hated going to the race uh, races i'm like dude i don't want to do this anymore i'm like I, you guys want me to get fired i think that i think you're sabotaging me. <laughs> i hated it i don't have the tempo for that like right, i just right. i don't have the tempo for that you got to be quick quick with your words and i'm not that guy speaking speaking of not having a tempo i had to race against you uh for a very long time so if anybody doesn't have tempo i know all about that you know who was there this weekend that did race ricky and the stories was are pretty epic bogard was there shut up really yeah dude i saw bogey last year at uh, Arlington. Maybe the only walking. guy to beat you? Dude, he was flagging. And <laughs> yeah. he, like, bumped into me on purpose. <laughs> what? And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, yeah. what are you doing? 
Where, what was he doing? This he was week? flagging again. He Shut was working up. again. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's track Dude, That guy, that guy. We had some unbelievable battles. He, I, I mean, hear he was a warrior. I hear he was one of the only guys to like straight up beat you a few times. Oh, yeah. Straight, oh, I mean, yeah. I got, listen. There's a lot of guys along the way that uh, that beat me straight up in, in the amateurs, and he was he definitely. Dude, I was sweating him a lot. Like him, Jason Partridge, Greg Rand beat me multiple times. Robbie Horton would beat me, you know, straight up. There's a, there's oh, I a text, bunch of guys. I texted you about a guy. JT, maybe you know this guy. I was looking through an old cycle news. I've never heard of this guy, and he, he worked you. It sounds like he worked you out of Florida, at Florida Winter Ram in the 80s. On the 80 cc's, what was his Chris name? Chris Constadine. That's it, Chris Constadine. Oh yeah, yeah. JT, you know that name? Constadine. Uh, yeah, he won. Uh, dude, he won Loretta's in 1991, 65-7-11. Uh, my first time there. He was 65-7-11, 1991 champion. Yeah, so I um, just he's just a just Constadine. unbelievably fast. Yeah, the, the, a, this cycle news was saying like day. this cycle news was like Carmichael couldn't stop. Chris Constantine on this day or something. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. No, that, yeah, it was that. Oh, absolutely. And then, hey, I will tell you what, what took the cake for, the, and it still rings out, I can remember like it was yesterday, is at Fulton County Stadium, I want to say 1990 maybe, I was racing a KX60 or KX80, and this dude with a California raisin on top of his helmet, <laughs> Shea Bentley, absolutely <laughs> took it to me, dude. And I, I just like, you know, I'm supposed to be some badass little yeah. amateur kid, yeah. 10-year-old, 11-year-old. And I, I'm just like leaving there. You want to talk about an ego reducer? I left there. I'm like, dude, I got beat by a dude that had a California raisin glued to his helmet. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, uh... yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. But going back to going back to the the TV stuff, and I'm glad that um, that JT has been a part of it. Just getting to work with different guys with with Daniel and Lee, and I. I mean, he has countless times with. Um, with Weege and eventually he'll get to work with Todd as well. But uh, just seeing the difference, even even off air, how uh, each guy works mm-hmm. with the production crew. And, uh, you know, there's a value to that. There's a value to that that they bring to the table that uh, makes the broadcast better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks Before for leaves, oh, okay. compliment. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Kiefer has this thing tonight where he wants to compliment each guest. Okay. Something that I see. Okay, go ahead, okay. Chris. Okay. Uh, RC, I haven't been around him at all. You know, I've. Oh, you know how they say like not at all. No, what they say like you, you know. Well, we were we had a good time. No. We, we we really got to get to know each other a few months ago. Oh, which was, oh. yeah, I mean that's all Chris said. Not at let, all. No, and, let like, me finish okay. the damn sentence, right. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Just say they say don't meet your heroes because you okay. might be disappointed. Right. So when I did get to meet RC and and hang out with him, very very humble dude, looks you in the eye, shakes your hand, talks to you like you're the only one in the room. Like, you would not expect that from someone that you put on a pedestal really high growing up watching racing, right? So, yeah. for me, being around that and how he speaks to people, you can hear it tonight on the show. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely interested in what you have to say. He calls you by your name. Just things that I appreciate as a human being. For me, I see that in RC. And I didn't really expect that coming from RC, watching his mm-hmm. post-race interviews, how he was, you know, through the media and just things like that. Right. And I think it's a whole different side that I've never got to see. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate it. Oh, dude, I appreciate it. And at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people, you know, don't don't get to see the side that some of you guys have seen of me, like when in a, in a much more relaxed situation. And uh, man, I know one thing that I put my pants on the same way as everyone else does. And 
And um, I just, you know, I try to treat the same everyone the same way. And uh, until it's time for me to go home, then it's a little bit different. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, hey, we're we're all the same. And I think the older you get, the more you appreciate things. That yeah. certainly has has helped me. And uh, I, but but I appreciate it, man. Thank awesome. you very well, much. And, thanks and for calling thank in. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks very much. We'll see you this weekend in Tampa. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. In. Thanks to all the viewers and all the supporters and uh, everyone who tunes into a pulp each week. Uh, you do a great job, Steve. Proud of you. Keep up the good work. God. And, uh, we'll see you guys in Tampa. Sounds good. See Thanks, ya. man. Appreciate it. That's uh, that's Ricky Carmichael. Brought Could to you by imagine Wisco. him saying that shit to you like no. three years ago? No, I can't. Dude. <laughs> hey, he was gnarly back in the day, though. Like, he he yeah. was. He, yeah. He has really undergone like a personality shift. Um, for the better. Yeah, I mean, JT, you've been around so him when brutal. he was racing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, known him since yeah. we were little kids, man. Right. Yeah. And I went through phases where we were really good friends, and then we didn't even look at each other hmm. because we yeah. just didn't like each other. And I can tell you that it's, you know, it's genuine. Like, I think a lot of it's just you remove all the pressure and expectation and he can now be comfortable in his own skin more. Well, it's yeah. kind of like RV. Um, like I feel like RV was different when he was racing. Now yeah. he's just just kind of like RC, chill, relaxed, normal. And yeah, but RV was yes, but he was also like really cool away from the track too. Like Ricky was just man, he was so hell bent on winning. If you were not on Team RC, you were the enemy. Like there was oh, no gray area. There was no neutrality. <laughs> and I've been on both sides, man, and he was dead yeah, serious yeah. about it. And I, bet, it, I think it drove him a lot. I've been on the other side also. Yes. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right, JT, we have a Fly Racing Zone Oakley endorser, Rocky Mountain yeah. Fantasy endorser, Jason Thomas yeah. on the line <laughs> to join us, everybody. Hey, Marks, you think you know a guy, hey? I'm quite upset about this. Hey, <laughs> you just think I, you know? I, if you're, if I don't you're paying, like it. I'm saying I don't like it. <laughs> JT, so I'm lot. Whenever you did the Oakley thing last week or what, two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, I'm in the living room and I just go, "Holy shit! Holy <laughs> shit!" And Heather comes around. What? What? What's wrong? And I start laughing. She's like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I, I go, "Look at JT's wearing Oakleys." I go, "A little piece of him just died inside." I know he fucking hates this right now. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's part of it, man. Uh, I, I'm becoming more well-rounded human by uh, facing my demons. Maybe you're comfortable in your own skin now, too. You get a little older, you know? Yeah, Marks, you think you know a guy. Well, when I watched the broadcast back and saw myself in those goggles, I became less comfortable in my own skin. I mean, do you so, know when you put those goggles on, you know memes are just generated right then? Just uh, bam. That's fine. Everybody, everybody wants to talk crap and whatever, man. <laughs> you, you sign up for those positions and put yourself on TV, you're, you're asking for it. Yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I just had to come to accept that. Me, five years ago, I start freaking out and yelling at people on social media, but <laughs> I've, uh, I've really tried to just accept it, and it's just part of it, man. I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the anger at now? But, Damn. You're, yeah, I know, but, like, you have to just know that it's coming. Like, yeah. if you're going to put yourself out there, it's coming. People are going to take shots at you. That's just how it's going to go. Um, so, Ricky went a bit long, so we don't have a ton of time. We've got the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs coming up with JT as well. But here's something I probably should have prepped both of you at. I just thought of it, like, 15 minutes ago. So it's early in the East Coast, right? We, mm-hmm. we just saw one round. Mm-hmm. But what's the power rankings for 250 Supercross? Like, what? Like, okay, Jets number one, right? We're all, like, Jets the best? Better than Hunter? Yeah. Vegan, vegan oh, 250, over everyone. I want both coast power rankings. Like, Oof. is Hunter better than RJ and McAdoo? And where yeah. does 
Jordan Smith fall, and where is Enzo Lopes? In the, in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> where are we at? What's the top five? Uh, is 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 it all is it all jumbled? Like I would go Jet. I think I'd go Hunter because mm-hmm. this yep. was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I'd go but RJ. You look at last year too, like yep. he was really good last year. I'd go RJ. I'd probably go. Jordan looked good, but I might go McAdoo. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan. I'm, am I out on Anstey? I, I, I don't know. I only have two. I only have two guys, and then it's just a free-for-all. I think I think RJ is third. Okay. I'm pretty sure RJ is third. And but Jet, then after that, Jet Hunter. just throw them all in there. Okay. I'm going to say Hunter Jet. Stop no. it. Hold on. Okay. Stop Hold it. on. Let me explain. Everyone's going to freak out. Jet has more That's speed. That's a bad take. That's why. No, no. Jet has more speed. Okay. Oh, fine. I feel like Hunter this year. I'm talking this year. Yeah. Not talking no, about I'm, past I'm talking years. This year, also yes. This year, I feel like Hunter. I mean, it's only one race. I've only seen one race. Yeah. But he's very well put together. Better starts. We've seen Jet have some problems. Not the greatest starts. Have hole shots back and forth. I just feel like through the whole day, practice starts, heat races, mains. Hunter was more put together than I've ever seen him. Hunter had the mistakes last year. Hunter didn't look great starting last year. I'm not saying more speed. I'm just saying racing-wise, I think we're going to see okay. when they come together, I think mm-hmm. people are going to be surprised how good Hunter really is. Hunter's great, but you can't, you can't make a case that he's better than Jet. Like, he's, he doesn't beat Jet. He hasn't beat Jet. Like, that, that is just not a thing. And I know when they practice, Jet is usually the faster guy. Not always, okay. but usually. Like, I just don't think you can make well, that case. I'm just stating my opinion here. Just an opinion. I understand, but t- show me a time where Hunter has just been straight up better than Jet. That's that's really all. When I we're have talking to about 2023, I have I don't have a I time. I understand, but Jet looks amazing. Yes, as he always does. Yes, and you go back through the course of their life of racing, like find a time where Hunter's been the better guy. It's just really hard to find. But if you can, there's always a time when things change. Correct. Do so you think that Jet, as Jet matures and gets better from here at 19, that somehow Hunter's going to get better faster than Jet does? Like that's that's where I think it gets really problematic to say that is Jet's got so much runway left at 19, where Hunter's a little bit older, and I don't think he's going to just ramp up as quickly as I think Jet is going to here. Like you look at Jet, what he did on a 450 as first race ever at Motocross the Nations. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. The sky's the limit here. You know, but again, we're talking about last year. I'm talking about this year. <laughs> you said 2023 yeah, power I, I rankings did. right now, I just did. right now. I I'm would, not saying if we're talking the whole grand scheme no, of things, yeah, yeah. I would say jet, we, but you're just we, talking about right now. We are. And we just got one race from the East, but yep. Okay. So that's it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, you happy you now? Go, you happy okay, now I'll, what you started? Are you happy, Steve? I just see what people, no, this is debate. It's a, it's a, we're supposed to compare. Embrace debate. Embrace debate. This. Yes. Like, tell me this. How does Jet do if he was racing Houston? Like, you don't think he would have ran away from? No, I do not think he runs away. No, I don't think he pulls a chase over Eli. I think Jet and Hunter would be really close. No, no, no. I'm saying 250 class. Jet Lawrence racing 250 class at Houston with Hunter. You don't think he would have just ran away from Max Anstey also? Oh yeah, of course. Yes, I agree with that. But I'm saying you put Jet and Hunter in the same race. Does he run away from Hunter? No, but I think he beats him just like he has. Every time they've raced, for the most part. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see when East West comes. Around. Yeah, it's coming up. Dallas, right? Yeah. Dallas is a shootout. Hey, I mean, or Hunter was great at Atlanta, right? Hunter beat him in Atlanta, so maybe he does again. 
What uh, is it? A shootout in Dallas, or is it a triple crown? It's something. It's uh, triple crown, I think. Oh, okay. I'm gonna look. Uh, all right, uh, Max Ansi opened some eyes as well. Uh, that was really, really good. Like, is this a one race thing? Do we think, or is this firepower Honda? Is this? Can he win a race? Like, if he, if he does. Uh, not according to Keeper, because Hunter is going undefeated. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh no, I didn't say that. <laughs> here we go. I, I mean, Anstey, yeah. looks good. Is this for real? I think it is. Yeah, JT, do? go. Uh, Anstey is for real, yes. Um, but I don't think that this class is all that deep. Um, you know, Thrasher crashing twice changed the look of it a little bit. But I mean, if, if it's if you've got to beat a bunch of rookie guys that have zero Supercross experience that are all, you know, battling for top five, six, like it gets a little easier for these guys. So I think Max is set up nicely in this class to be a top five guy the whole time. Now, I don't know if he can win or not. Like Hunter is the best guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think he's for real if that's the question. Uh, the first East West is Rutherford, I think. Oh, wow. So yeah. not for a while. Okay. Yeah, there's only two of them, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, East Rutherford and, and then Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Oh, okay. We got a, we got so. a ways to go. Uh, for me, Anstey, I think, is a real dear one. I think he has the confidence knowing that these guys that he's racing, kind of what JT said, that the, the field isn't as deep as uh, he's raced against. He knows he's won GPs. Uh, I still think he's he knows what he can do in the 450 class. And now that he's down the 250 class, it gives him some more confidence. And as you know, confidence is everything. Mm-hmm. And yep. if his bike... He's not, he's not intimidated by those guys right. at all, like is what you're saying. Yes. Also, right. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like if he has a fast enough bike, which we have seen, people think it's a big bore, so obviously it's fast enough. And it hauls his big ass around off the starts. And he's really good in whoops. He's a bigger dude. He can get through the whoops pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he'll be podium guy throughout the whole season. Yeah. Jordan Smith. When you think about he, he was racing 250 Supercross in 2010. Yeah. When they said that on the <laughs> broadcast, I was like, wow. He's got a, got a little experience here. Yeah. yeah just, just a tad. Uh, all right, everybody. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Big win for X-Brand this past weekend uh, with, no, not with Hunter Lawrence. Uh, there was a win there, too, with the Alpine Star goggle. But Grant Baylor taking the win in Enduro, National Enduro Series. Yeah, X-Brand goggles. Did you actually find that, or did you someone text you that? It was on X-Brand's Instagram. Oh, okay, that's why. All right, Grant Baylor, everybody, brother of Stu. Uh, X-Brand goggles, uh, choice of champions everywhere. Uh, take a look at the FXR factory ride goggle. Take a look at the Alpine Star goggle. They look familiar. That's all I'm saying. Championship what? brands choose championship goggles. What's with the hands? Why are you doing that? I don't know. Okay. Leave me alone. Right. Uh, EKSbrand.com. Pulp Show 23 is a code to save. Get some lucid goggles. Uh, if, you wear, if you wear the X-Brands, you will not, you will not lose. It's obvious. <laughs> uh, so thank you to the folks at X-Brand. All right. These questions submitted by Corey Moser. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Steve. Yep. If you got forced to be a mechanic again, but got to pick the team, what team would you work for? And would the catering options come into play? Catering options would not come into play. Uh, I would go, I don't know if it's still the same, but the Cowie guys used to get paid hourly and then they got overtime. Mm. So if the rider didn't get hurt, they crushed it. Yeah. So I'll go Cowie if they're still using that pay schedule. JT. If fans could pay you to change your haircut slash style slash colors for each race, you will be on TV. What is the price? It's a new VIP program. 
Uh, I would like it to be some sort of uh, crowdsourced funding where there is no ceiling. Um, and then I would really lean into it because if we if we could really ramp the number up, then uh, it's something I could get behind. All right, Keeper. Yep. Who has the best looking bike this season? Ooh, let me think. Factory teams. Damn. I think Suzuki's look really damn good when you go in the pits. Suzuki's really really good, but it's hard to beat. Not a white Honda. Just the standard red, clean Honda. I yeah. think that's the best-looking bike. I agree. I think Hondas, they always just look... They got no energy drink logo on right. them, right? They just... Yep, they look good. The new... Look at the new Monster branding logos. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. Not a big M-Claw guy, but, I mean, it looks nice. Yeah. All right. Steve, which race are you most looking forward to this season? Mm, not Daytona. Um, I don't know. Coliseum? SMX race? Not Seattle. Something cool, right? Not Atlanta. Yeah, life swaps off, JT. No, it's not, JT. It's off, JT. It's not off. Yes, it is. He's trying to build this shit up. No, I'm not trying to build nothing up. You screwed it. You screwed life swaps. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. How? Are we getting in this now? No, we're not. Then let's just keep it going. You've ruined everything. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Uh, JT, what's your favorite Super Bowl snack and drink? Jesus. What is these questions? Uh, I don't know, man. Do you pull it out of the cooler? Drink Blah, the uh, vodka water, but snack, I don't really snack. So, yeah, I, I just kind of stand there and drink and uh, worry about when my next gym session is. Sounds gay. All right. I like the uh, Pookie is made at a few Super Bowls now. Mm-hmm. The five-layer taco dip. Mm. You know what this is? Seven-layer bean dip. It's beans, mm-hmm. cheese, Chipotle. sour cream. Chipotle in it. I don't know what that means. Like Ortegas. Like the, like the restaurant? Like, no, like the sauce. The Chipotle sauce. I don't sauce. know. But I like that taco dip on a Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Sour cream? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of chip? Preferred to dip? Doesn't matter. Like tortilla or like a Dorito? No, a tortilla. You don't want Dorito in there? No, don't be an animal. Nobody puts a Dorito cool in ranch there. Ranch Dorito? No. Nobody <laughs> does that. That's the move. Lime Tostitos would be a good move there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I would go down. Lime chips are blech. Right. Oh, so good. All right, I guess we're getting back into it now. Kiefer, what are you most excited about with Wife Swap, and what are you nervous about or not looking forward to? Well, it's not happening. Yes, it's happening. You just agreed to it. We just we got the dates already. I what are check, the rules here? I gotta like, check with Pookie. Like, Pookie's already talked to her. Are you guys going? Look at here's here's the deal. What most looking forward to is proving that I can do Steve's job. Right, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Because, yes, I understand. Unlike Steve, I understand that he does do a lot of shit. I get it. I understand it. I'm going to do it. Least looking forward to is riding the shitty trails that he has here in his backyard in Vegas. Wait till you get some arguments with me going on text message. Yeah. No. Yeah, you I don't to, have to live that yeah, life. Yeah, you got to live that life, no, too. I don't. Yes, you do. I'm not involved Absolutely. in those. You're going to have my phone. I'm going to take your phone. I don't want to sit here and waste my fucking time talking about Hunter and Jet Lawrence shit all day. <laughs> I'm going to be coming in hot, too. I'm going to give you my best stuff. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. You're fired. All right. Steve, what demo or product do you want to watch JT promote on the Supercross broadcast? I mean... Could it get any worse at this point? What other fantasy game? Could it get any lower? The hawk out there. Yeah. You know what? I'd like them to promote an internet radio show on Monday nights. That's not Pulp MX. It'd be great if you could be like, hey, everybody, uh, the DMXS guys coming at you Wednesdays. Like, 
you know, check out the gypsy, you know, like, yeah, like that, that might be the final straw for me. Yeah. So. JT, who's the best rider mechanic combo right now? Ooh. Like faster? Or what, what does that mean? No idea. Okay. Rider mechanic. I'm going to, I'm going to alter the question a bit. I'm going to go Gilly and Tomac. Um, I think their chemistry and their trust in each other right now is making a really big difference on the racetrack. All right. Kiefer, last one. Uh, what do you think Roxon needs to improve on his bike? Here we go. I know what the in should I nibble? Seconds. Should I nibble that? Uh, improve on his bike. I would say, obviously, the engine, I know that it is plenty good enough for him because I was told that he had to detune his ECU setting a little bit. So that is controlled. So that is better. So I will say chassis. All right. He didn't look comfortable this weekend. No, no. not good. Did not. But one week after looking very comfortable. So Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. I'm just, just uh, diagnosing the problem. Do, do, when you guys sit there and you say these things, right, like it makes me wonder. He got what? He, you're, granted, he got eighth. He wasn't a podium guy. Do you look at how far back he was? Is that what you determine he wasn't no, comfortable? No, he didn't, he, he didn't look comfortable all day. Yeah, he was never on the board, really. Justin Cooper he, caught he, and passed him late yeah. in the race. Yeah, he didn't look aggressive. Like, you can tell when somebody looks aggressive and they're kind of, quote-unquote, feeling it. Yep. He, yeah. he was not that guy. He was at Anaheim, too. He was. Wanted to be at the front all the time in qualifying practice, like, Yep. There's a lot of like body language things that can tell you if they're, you know, kind of everything's clicking. He just didn't have any of those things going on on Saturday. So that's that's what I'm asking. So like I feel like that maybe isn't a bike thing if he's not yeah. doing these things in practice and maybe it's no. a body thing. Right. Or a mental yeah. thing, right? Uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know knows. why. Right. right. You can just see it. Okay. Uh that's the expert on goggle tariffs. Choice of champions everywhere. <laughs> Factory ride goggles, Phil Nicoletti, Hunter Lawrence. And, of course, Freddie Norn. Poor Freddie. Um, all right, before I let JT go, uh, Chris Blow's coming up too, by the way. Do I hit the panic button on Christian Craig? Am I hitting the panic? Am I looking for it in the drawer? Am I opening the nah. drawer and finding it? Not yet. Nah. No. Okay. He okay. wasn't. He's not. If he was a championship contender going in, if like we're all Look. like, man, I don't know, Christian could win the title this year, then yes, you should be rummaging around. You probably already would have been rummaging around, but I think, okay. given the situation, he is a rookie. You know, like we, I know we argue about that or whatever. He looks pretty good when he's riding. It's you know, it, at some point the results are going to show up. Like you can't look great all the time and then never get a result. Um, it's just yeah, okay. he look had a few right. uh, bumps in the road here. Start twenty one. He was on twenty first, right? Well, he that, crashed. That, that doesn't count. He crashed. He crashed up, crashed. The, he know, crashed up, the, up the over yeah, under, right? Right. right. So. He worked his way up to 11th. So I feel like that is a decent ride. That's not like a panic button ride. Like, okay, sure, he's in the, the back of the pack as factory guys go, right? He caught up. But I feel like in practice, we text with him during the day. He feels better. He looks better. Obviously, you were there. You said, oh, you, you did the quad. He looks froggy. Yeah, yeah he looks spicy. Start the day. Yep. Right. Yep. So I feel like it's not panic button time. Okay, I'm not saying it is. I'm asking. Right. Yeah. I, I say no. And neither one of you... Seem to think it is. It'll okay. come around, and I think hey, when it comes it, around, I'm sorry. When it comes around, where is that finish? Like you're okay. Okay, six, that is good. Six. JT. Yeah, five to seven. If he looked awful on the motorcycle, 
I would say yes, get out, get out the button. But when I watch him ride, he still looks like Christian, so yeah. I'm not super concerned. But wouldn't he look the same if he were riding a Vespa? I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I, I when I watch him ride, yeah. I'm like that guy can be that guy can be battling up there. Like right. he's good enough. So it, yeah, he just things haven't worked out so far. Okay, all right, no panic button. No, nope. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, JT, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Check it out at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. I mean, God knows what you're going to endorse in, in Oakland, so we better get the Fly Racing plugs in there. I'm just glad that there are only so many series sponsors that that conflict. could be in there. <laughs> yeah. Like We're running out of conflicts right. for me quickly. Right. Yeah. God forbid. Uh, and I also have a lot of questions about this wife swap thing. Wife, just wife swap, wife swap, whatever it is. Life, I have, what, life swap. Can I submit? Yeah. I want to submit. There's like a, going to be a special segment possible. tonight called Life Swap Questions Tear-Off Segment. So if you want those questions, we'll it's answer. It's going to be tonight? Oh, I'm not going to be awake in 10 minutes from now. So, But uh, it's not happening. We don't know if it's happening. It's we, happening. We don't, we don't know. He said yes. You ruined the first one. Stop. Can we go to commercial? Because yeah. I don't want to get into this unless okay. you want to get no, into it. No, we got to go to commercial. Okay. All right. Okay, JT, thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. Your hometown, Supercross, Tampa. Yep. See you guys. All right. See you later. Uh, all right, everybody, go to commercial break. Zombie Blows will be joining us shortly. And uh, um, Sean Murdoch as well from Decal Works. Maybe Will Hahn will be calling in. Mm, yeah. 4 0. 4 and F and O. Uh, and we got much more to talk about when it comes to Houston. Uh, we'll break down that LCQ a little bit more as well. We got a big statement about the Honda catering coming up. So, yeah, you guys want to stay tuned for that. Life swap questions. You blew it. Huh? You didn't say that earlier. You just said Honda News. You blew it. All right. Well, Ricky, Ricky almost blew it. Blew it. Ricky almost did. Ricky almost. Nope. Bye-bye. Commercial break. Thank you All for right, joining buddy. us. Yep. We'll be right back after this commercial, everybody. Don't eat that dick. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, Choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but 
getting to perfection is always the goal and I think that is something that both myself and Race Tech have always worked towards and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Race Tech components in my SGD suspension and also the Race Tech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Race Tech because of their convenience of having Race Tech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, 
Go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win. Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium-soft, medium-hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. 
In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tithe, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, 
but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams, and they've the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection is impossible, but 
getting to perfection is always the goal. And I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards. And I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. 
In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Ricky Carmichael was on. Um, the great interview there. Aaron Plessinger as well. And uh, Chris Kiefer, of course, in studio. Can I say something? Yep. Know what I miss? Yep. Our lead-in songs that we used to choose. Yeah, YouTube. Can we sing something? Like uh, we're leading in? Can we lead in with the song? Just don't make it too good to where YouTube thinks it's the real song. It's a huge pain in the ass to cut it out and put it back up on YouTube and all that. Like, it was so. always fun to listen to what people would pick for their songs. It was. I agree. As yeah. music people, we always were into that, right? What song would you have on right now? Creed. Creed? Yeah. Which one? And I would mute it. My Sacrifice. That one? It, uh, it, that one's so good. Can you take uh, me? New Peter Gabriel song. Really enjoy. like that. Just, uh, just no, dropped last week. Um... So that's pretty good. Um, and then um, I don't even want to. I, I got into. New Third Eye Blind album. Really good. I got into Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. I got a Phil Collins thing going. So I got some songs for Phil. Yeah. Not bad. We I just been, got clipped from YouTube because Chris was doing it too good. I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was uh, going down the heart bandwagon today. On, oh, yeah, yeah. On the way here. That yeah, solid. Uh, thanks to the folks at uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. It is the uh, number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates, looking for employment opportunities. And if you're a company out there looking to hire some people, go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com and uh, get them on board to find some people for your company. I know it's not the easiest right now to get guys. And MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is doing a good job. Job of the week, Chris, 6D. You're, oh, you're shit. 6D guy. I am. Operations and purchasing, uh, Brea, California, full-time job. Purchasing, supply chain, logistics, warehouse, and operations. So they're looking for that. Uh, they're looking for that person. It's a multifaceted position with a high level of responsibility and reward. And they got an opening for a unique individual that will be involved in many aspects of the day-to-day -day, uh, operations of the business. Good people there, too, by the way. Sounds like a really good job. Um, More seconds, only two up, helmets huh? that I would wear. That if I was purchasing my own helmet, so there's only two brands that I would purchase, and that is a 6D and a Fly Formula. Thanks to the folks at OGO for bringing you Chris Kiefer as well. Uh, OGO Power Sports, email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com if you want a discount from the folks at OGO. And uh, yeah, whether it's a 9800, I mean, look, if you're leaving for two days, day, nothing says that, nothing says uh, the ability to handle that. Then a I took the 9800 to the FXR dealer meeting for two days, 9800. Did you really? Yeah. You didn't learn anything? I did, but I thought I would need more clothes because it was so cold, so I packed a shit ton of 9,800. Okay. Uh, for sure, I thought Darkside would have took a picture and sent it to you. but Yeah. Layover bag is really good. Uh, the, the, the rig bag is what I use my, for my moto gear, and I just used the, uh, the um, Camelback the other day on a mountain bike ride. Really? Yeah, I got some Camelbacks, yeah. It's not even hot. Uh, I know, but the bike I had did not even have a, um, 
uh, a water bottle holder. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I had to use that. So uh, thanks to folks at OGO Power Sports for bringing us Chris Kiefer here. He's an OGO guy, and uh, check him out on the website, man. they got lots of bags, lots of things going on with them, backpacks. I still got my 10-year-old OGO backpack that I use. People talk shit on. People talk shit on it? RV was like, how old's that fucking bear? I'm like, it's pretty old. Yeah, I used to have that when I was on 85s. So, yeah, check it out, OGO Power Sports. Thank you to those guys. Let's get to our next guest here. We're calling on Audible. We're getting him on. He's a friend of the show. Everybody loves him. Well, not me, but everybody else. Will Hahn. How's it going? 4 0. Fuck you. 4 0. I was there for. Uh, did you guys talk about this last week? How we did it? No. So I was there for the one that we were deep in the WPS area, the Fan Fest. We're just hanging out, talking with a group of Steve's friends and his mom. And then all of a sudden, pops Will with the middle finger. And Steve is immediately pissed, and he just keeps going, walks, and it, it was unbelievable. Like, out a sea of people, just normal mm-hmm. people going to the races, and then there's Will who, Hahn in a pit shirt. Who told you, Will? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll never tell. Complete BS. Can you, can you say this? Did someone tip you off, or yes. did you just, were you just, there's no, no way you were no, over someone there. tipped him off. He just said he won't tell. Okay. Industry or fan? Um, just to say the wrong answer that way. Middle does. middle ground. Middle ground. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not really either or. That doesn't make sense. This week, uh, I got to the track a bit late. Track walk was ten thirty. I got there about nine forty, and I usually try to get there for nine. And I knew Will was already there. So I was scoping it out. I had a plan to wait. Well, I don't want to give it away because maybe this, maybe this plan will come into effect again. Okay. So I'm just going to – I had a plan. Can I ask you this? I had a plan. Out of the four so far, how many of those did you for, genuinely forget that uh, you were doing two it? Two of the four. Okay. Yeah, two of the four. Um, and so I had a plan, and I was going to uh, stage that plan. Everything was looking good. Uh, we were smooth sailing along. I walked into the pits, saw Benny Bloss, saw the TLD rig, and knew that he was in there. Mm. And so I was talking to Benny, but one eye on the TLD rig the whole time. Uh, but if I'd seen him, it was going to screw my plan up because I had a plan. But right. I was like, well, track walk's coming up. Maybe right. he'll walk out that way. Yep. Talking to Benny, talking to Benny, talking to Benny. It's getting close to track walk time. I don't see him. I don't see him. Tap on the shoulder. There he is. And just with the he, finger? He came from the rental car lot because he was late. Mm-hmm. Silence is golden. Will? <laughs> I mean, when it's just your, it's, when it's your day, all I can say, it's fucking your day. Because <laughs> I, when I walked in, it was like this golden aura around him. And I'm like, there's no fucking way he's staring at our <laughs> truck and I'm behind him right now. This He's going to snap. Oh. Yeah. Nah. It, it, it's what's funny if you people don't know like Mark's wanted to record this there is a 10 minute conversation going down between Steve and Will before the show about this whole fucking thing so like to listen to these two guys talk about Will's in the zone it's like you know you get a flow on the track this is what Will's saying to Steve like it, it is unbelievable how much I, I fun wanted it is. to record it because they were so serious like it was there was no 
it was just a very serious conversation. It's a, like, it's a I, serious I game. I to see how serious they take this. The, That's why I wanted to record it, but I got shut down. The streak down, so. ends. The streak ends in Tampa, everyone. That's a big claim. I'm here to tell you. It's a big claim. Yep. But my, I will engage my plan. You're too close to missiles? Just, You're switching to guns now? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's it's honestly, like, at this point, we have to start talking and you know, just going undefeated. Like, I, I just I feel like I'm so harnessed into this at this point that it's it's literally, I can do no wrong. Bogle and Nichols seem to be really enjoying this. Yeah, they like it, too. Every, everyone, honestly, like, I feel like they're really enjoying it. Like, I'm on... On track walk the one time, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like, check this out. And everyone's like, yes. Yeah. He called a shot. Yeah. Dude. That's like a guy stepping up to the plate, yeah. pointing out there. And and, and I, I got distracted. I was looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. Couldn't find him. Yeah. But see, the fucking guys. He hides well. Well, he hides well. And also, he's working with Nichols. So I got to look at the Honda shirts. Yeah. I got to look at TLD shirts. Like I got a lot going on now. Okay, he's he's in the mix now, right? With different people. He's like a chameleon. He's yeah. Blending in. And in when the photo came out on Verb of you getting me, was I good. was looking everywhere for you and got distracted, <laughs> and my guard went down. Speaking to a fan of the show, and that that cost me. That cost me. And this week, he was late to the race. That cost me. There's no way, Will, that that's a normal time for you to arrive. There's no way. No, it's not. No, right. It's a, it's a bit. It's a bit late. Yes. Um, yes. Later than normal for sure. I mean, then I normally get to the truck. I normally go with the crew. Um, right. When they go, but we. I've I've yeah, gotten you we, driving into the parking lot, walking to the into the pits a few times. You that's know. That's legal. That's legal. Yeah. I thought you have to be in the pit. No. 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 Okay. No. It's fine. Okay. No. No. It's honestly. I think. I feel like the morning of. It's like. Oh no! Remember the one time you got me in the Starbucks drive-through? Like in the oh. middle of nowhere. Did you get out of the car and do no. it? No, I'm sitting in the drive-through at Starbucks at Bud's Creek, at six a.m. Yeah, and like Marcellus Wallace walking in front of Bruce Willis. Yeah, Will comes out of Starbucks while I'm waiting oh, for my drink. Oh yeah, and I mean honestly, this and I can relate to Will's satisfaction this weekend. Yes, the satisfaction I had of knowing that he didn't see me. And I just went beep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no better rush, Will. Oh my there's god, no- that that one, that one hurt incredibly bad because not only is it early as fuck, it's like <laughs> on the East Coast, so it's like three a.m. at home, so you're like barely operating anyway. Yeah. And I come out and I hear this honk, and I look over and I'm like, "You're kidding me!" And we were way like we weren't even on a normal path to the track. No. It was great. We like way out in BFE, and I'm like, there's no way anybody moto could be at this Starbucks. I could let my guard down. No. But this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, we're talking about earlier on the phone, like, when you get in that flow, you just, I mean, like I say, and like, it's, like I can do no wrong. It's like I'm hitting the whoops perfect right now. Like, everything is just, it's, I don't know, you can't explain. Well. It's just too easy. Some things are bigger than you and I, Steve. The, the streak is stopping this weekend in Tampa, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny a quick story about will so we got glenn helen a lot aiden and i yeah and aiden trains with bud man aiden's training rides with liam aloff joe's kid and they they're pretty close in speed and and aiden comes up to me and i'm testing doing something different he's like dad i'm like yeah he's like i saw will and i'm like oh that's cool he told he he basically said i'm not trying hard enough he says 
you need to fucking dig in more. What the fuck's wrong with you today? And I go, this is awesome. This is why I like Will. <laughs> Jeez, Will. You don't want well, He said, you don't want it bad enough. And I was like, hell yeah. Rip his ass, Will. <laughs> I love it. I actually felt bad because then later on, I felt like he took it like really to heart. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did because he came to me. He's like, dude, he says I wasn't trying. I go, maybe you weren't. Maybe you need to dig in harder. <laughs> well, dude, I'll be honest. In, in our little root group, he like... He kind of talks smack really well, so sometimes he kind of puts me in my spot. So, like, when he pulled off, I said, dude, just quit making Liam pull you around everywhere. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Like, he just, like, you know, work a little harder. Fuck. And I walked off. <laughs> Wilbur, let's uh, let's talk Houston a little bit, if you don't mind, um, and before we get going, fuck you. But um, Mosman. Mosman wasn't good. I don't know. Michael Mosman can go really fast. He worked his way up from a bad start, or maybe he crashed early, but definitely not where he and the team wanted. Was there anything going on that, that – that was it just an off, off night for him? No, it's just, um, I mean, essentially, you know, bad start turned into, um, feel like, riding a bit too defensive in the opening laps, probably trying to stay out of trouble, and, yep. and they're not getting going, uh, taking a long time to get moving. And then uh, in the end, yeah, it's too late. Once we got in the flow, it's, you know, how the separation is and everyone mm -hmm. was gapped and um, just didn't put it together. He didn't seem like on the board as much as I would think during the day. No, no, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, because he can, he, can, he can lay a heater down. Mosman can. We know this, so. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, you know, no, the day went pretty well in that final qualifier. And, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, just um, starts weren't there and, like, honestly, just didn't execute the first couple of laps. Right, right. Yep, um, I agree. I'm sure he'll be better this weekend. In The start, uh, in yeah, 14th off the start. Well, that's the end of the first lap, so that's oh. not the start. Oh, so he kind of been back. The AMA just fucks us. So they say start, but it's not the start. It's not the start. Got it's it. the end of the first lap. That's Copy that. The, yep, so. Oh, it's at the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a joke. Uh, Will Hahn here on the show, by the way. Um, I'm just going to I'm just gonna do this because I'm a little upset about being down 0-4. Mm -hmm. Will Hahn brought you by Troll Training. Troll Training, an online training program for riders of all skill and fitness levels. Looking to get fit and go fast. Will, have you heard of Troll Training? Is this something that may you want to, might want to pick up? It's uh, not offensive at all. I actually have like a really good relationship with Alex and John, and we've shared stuff. And those are, um, I recommend them highly. Well, that didn't go the way you wanted it. It did didn't. It? No, that did, that went sideways. Yeah. Uh, I love that that backfired. I'm glad to be presented by them. All of Alex's training and racing mistakes are your gains. Uh, Alex and his longtime trainer and fitness expert John Wessing share similar passions passions for health and fitness, and created TrollTraining.com with the goal of providing the resources you'll need to prepare for your next race. Whether you're um, a vet rider trying to beat your buddies, whether you're an off-road racer, whether you're an up-and-coming amateur racer, uh, whether you're preparing a three-hour race as an off-road guy, whatever it is. Alex Martin and John Westling, a troll training will prepare you for the best season yet. All aboard the troll train. Thank you. Troll train. Troll training. Check it out. Will Hahn on the show. Uh, Wilbur, Barsha was really good. The, uh, what am I talking about, Barsha? I guess TLD. I don't Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. He's, yeah. he's great. So he was good. Uh, I know you don't work with him anymore. I brain farted there. But he was uh, solid in the heat, dug deep in the main. He crashed, so that kind of skewed his finish. But I think he had a really good Houston. Uh, I I agree. Um, when he got back to the truck, just being honest, um, he looked like bummed, and I just I went to him like, dude, you rode good. Yeah. I mean, he did. There was no taking away from it. I mean, he ended up still in the whoops mm -hmm. and got back up and still finished there. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was strong. Uh, your other rider, Colt Nichols, uh, him and Dean Wilson have just uh, they've seen a lot of each other through four rounds. 
Yeah, there's been some decent battles there. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, <laughs> seemed right? To, seemed to, yeah, seemed to find each other no matter what in the main events. Um, going one way forward or back, one of them. In, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, obviously, Colt's been. Um, I think he's been since Anaheim a little bit bummed on the results for himself and and also just in general. I mean, it's not where he wants to be, and unfortunately, he didn't really haven't really been able to do a whole lot during the week since Anaheim mm-hmm. um, for him. Like riding wise, has been very minimal um, since the opener. So I think now from this race forward, and now getting back on a schedule where he can actually ride during the week, I think was going to help him quickly. So you guys know, the more you can kind of work on weaknesses, the better you get. And uh, yeah. Not being able to address those since Anaheim has been a little bit tough. Yeah, he said he has been battling a groin injury, right? Um, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, he twisted it pretty good, and it's been, um, yeah, it's been a really it's one of those things like that. Nothing you can really do for your groin other than than rest, and it's and it's not a lot of movement, not a lot of exercising you can do as well. So it's a little bit tough. Did he pull it in a crash, or just yank it off in a turn, or something, or what? No, yeah, just turn, yeah. just popped it, and it's um, fuck, you know, one of those weird ones. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. No, no, and, and and you can't do much other than you yeah. can't squeeze, you can't no. do nothing. No, yeah. no, yeah, you don't. You don't realize how much you rely on that until. I remember, I remember I did it like two weeks before Glen Helen, um, I think in '08, and I, I was still suffering so bad at the opener, and I and I couldn't ride, man. Like to like engage your hip to like lift it or anything, it was just impossible. Ugh. That's what I people don't really understand. I think you know we can all. We ride, so we relate. But the the casual fan doesn't understand of all the the things they don't know what's going on in a rider's body and what it takes within the body to do what those guys do. And it, if it's a, something little off, it's tough, man. That that could be from fifth to the thirteenth, like you say. You don't, you just don't know. Um, yeah, and just and, and especially you know rookie year, and you're working. Well, not only, you know, a new class, new bike, new everything, right? And you're trying to get the most out of yourself. And it's, yeah, it's frustrating because he started off with, you know, I think Anaheim was a really, really good result quietly. Yeah, and, it was. Um, you know, I would have loved to get six at my first 450 race. I think that's, I think that's badass. Um, and not being able to work on that since I think has been also tough for him um, to swallow because it's like now there was an expectation, even though coming in it was like a, let's just go get our best, right? Like, he's happy and thankful for this opportunity. He's going to go make the most out of it. But he was also kind of like, you know, I'm coming off a pretty brutal injury, um, missing the whole season. And now, you know, I'm on a one-year contract. You know, i got to figure this out. And I think he handled it really well at the opener. And then he was like, then an expectation changed to that's where he wanted to be, you know, like top six, top five. That was the new expectation from not really having any – um, and then not being able to, you know, since then really work on it, I think it's been a little bit frustrating, but um, he's, you know, he's resilient as hell, as you guys all know from what he's been through in his career. So he'll be, he'll be back. What'd you think of Hayden Deegan and uh, Jay Coop and their debuts? Uh, both fantastic. I mean, dude, that's Jay Coop absolutely crushed it. Like to come in, you know, round, round what, four, five, um, while the ball's rolling in that class. And especially rookie race, um, I thought it was fantastic. And he was really strong at the end of the race. Um, fitness was really good. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool. Um, and then Hayden, I think I think a lot of people, uh, just because of the hype, I think want to see it fail, which is a shame because, um, you know, I mean, he wrote, he wrote fantastic. And it could have went the other way. I mean, I saw some stuff in practice that you're just like, man, oh, yeah, we were pretty, pretty on the edge. We were sure. talking about that. Um, yeah, he looked loose. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I mean that's but that's sixteen. I mean that's that's how I imagine I would have liked to felt on Supercross at sixteen. You know, like yeah. Um, and you know when it came down to it, when when the money was on the line, I and mean, he's fourth as, uh, at an open on your fifty, and a, and a pretty I would say deeply fairly deeply field. You know, at this point, um, everyone's healthy. Yeah. And, um, other than you know Joe, I know Joe and Seth are out, but still, even with that, I mean it's a really good result. Yeah, absolutely. No. I know who uh, I know who this guy is. This small Heather actually texted me, and it's a great, great take. The the guy who Will's Mole. Yes, yeah. Will's Mole, Dark Side, because he's that gray area guy, right? Media and fan kind of dude. I think it was Dark you Side. You think Mister Side would do that? He'd fuck you, yeah. All the times you fucked him over, yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah, I think he would. Will, would you like to address this? No, because it wasn't him. Mm, that was a pause. It, it was a was, pause. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it was like a nonchalant, no, it, it wasn't it, him. Yeah, it could be Mr. Side. Yeah, I think yeah. it could be. Because he was there. He was there. He was there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good job, Heather. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucked up Bradshaw's butt. Is that pretty good? Yeah, that's not that bad. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mr. David <laughs> up. I think it could have been Mr. Side. Yeah. But if it was, why wouldn't he just claim it? Just claim it. I'd be like, yeah, I got him. I got I texted Will. He might maybe maybe he didn't Yeah. Maybe he didn't remember when you guys were on the show. You didn't bring it up last week, right? Huh. Mm, he'll call in later and watch. Uh Wilbur, how's Pop Max Fantasy going for you? Dude, terrible. Like absolutely fucking horrendous. <laughs> what, who did? You, how many did you? Who, who burned you this week? Was it A Ray? <laughs> I honestly, when I looked, I just looked at my points, and once I looked at my points, I locked my phone and closed it and threw it. And <laughs> so I don't remember. I don't remember who I put. I picked to be honest. Wow, it's 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 you're off the rails. It was that bad. Was, I just I just looked at it in disgust, and then locked my phone and tossed it down. Fantasy wasn't around when Will was racing, no? No, no, it wasn't. No. Um, wow. Well, yeah, but that's good. I would have, I would have gotten surely um, very angry people at me plenty of times. <laughs> oh, look at this! We have your team right here in front of us. Jace Kessler, zero. Josiah Natsky, zero. Chisholm, zero. Uh. Bloss, eleven. Yeah, this is a rough team. Yeah. Yeah. Took some took some uh, obvious hail marys on some of those, but yeah, yeah Natsuki wasn't a bad pick. I feel like he, he led the LCQ yeah, and then say, dropped back. He's yeah. had a mechanical. Did he like a bike oh, he problem or something? Yeah. He, he, okay, it looked like he had to have something going on. Yeah, yeah as a mechanical. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it looked like he was like just then he started just casually doubling stuff, and I'm like, what? You did take Jay Coop, which was a good one, 46 points, but yeah, everything else was garbage. Uh, what's what's your reaction to that four for the LCQ? Well, I mean, as dick as this is, awesome was my first one. Um, that was my initial reaction was, yes, um, that's what the crowd wants, and that's what I wanted. But um, damn it for Chiz for having to kick that thing at his age. Um, damn it for Freddie for getting submarine. <laughs> dude, absolutely torpedoed. And, uh, and then A-Ray for... Just being a Ray, I suppose. <laughs> um, that one, that one, honestly, was funnier for me because the other one, you're like, you kind of expect it's the LCQ. I mean, that's yeah, 
like all the rules are out the window and they're just torn to shreds. It's like everyone takes their I don't know, their polo off and then puts a t-shirt on for this for this one, you know, and it's and we'll just watch everybody for the bloodbath. I think you could stab a guy and you'd still be fine. No, yeah, I don't think anything would happen. No. Um, uh, by the break, way, you stabbed a guy. Speaking of fantasy, your Anaheim one team, Marks just pulled it up. It's embarrassing. <laughs> what do you don't even talk about it. Three zero, Caden Amarine zero, Pierce Brown zero, Chiz zero. <laughs> oh, bam, dude! Four zeros out of eight riders is a tough look. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's that's pretty much how the flip off season for you is going. That's how my fantasy is going. Here's, yeah. and this is not a shit on Suzuki thing, okay? But do you think Chiz would be where he's at right now if he's on his on Yamaha? I think he'd be better. He's still not totally stoked on the bike's performance. Right. Like, he needs to ride more and get it working a little better. He so, just, and I watch him ride, he doesn't yeah. look the same. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, he's 30, is he yeah. 35? It doesn't matter. He had a good year last year. No, but at some point you lose it. Yeah, but I don't think it's now. Okay, I'm not saying it is. I'm just, at some point you lose it, yeah. right? Um, we got a call on three about <laughs> fantasy. Tom, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, what, what's, your, what's your nightmare? Uh, I woke up on Saturday morning, and I dreamt that I only had four guys total on my team, and then I scored 31 points for the night, and I woke up panicking. <laughs> That's what this game does See, to you. See, this is bullshit. That's, you're it, fucking it, up people's sleep. evolved into that. Wow. You, you play fantasy. Where, you know, where we got our own little secondary fantasy yeah, But I don't think our fantasy is as serious as this. Like, you don't even talk about this, our fantasy. You don't even mention it. You well, don't even mention our fantasy at all. We're going to calculate the points. We we kept track of them. We, okay. I put them up yesterday. This sounds, like a very, this, this sounds like a very intense male-to-male sexual conversation when you're sounds like, gay. keepers offended that you don't even talk about our fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom, weird. that's uh, that's a t- that's a tough uh, tough deal. Uh, but also, Will, I know you're busy at these races, but Chiz at Anaheim 1 literally Instagrammed a photo of him sitting on the toilet saying, uh. don't pick me. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I'm not on my phone all day. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's understandable. Sure. Like, like on Instagram and stuff. Like, I really. I mean, I know it sounds like I don't have like a lot to do there, but I, yeah, I, just don't, I don't ever check it. And then, yeah, then stuff like that happens. If I'm like paying attention to stuff, I. Yeah. Sometimes if I get a little spare time, I'll check qualifying well, just to double check, and then yeah, that's what. That's maybe what just have Darkside text you what's going on, you know, since he does other things. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not not uh, not too happy with Mister Side right now. No, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, all right, uh, thanks for the call. We got uh, Anthony on four. Has ta- Anthony, you want to ask about Maine, like Maine, the state? Yeah, I I knew that uh, you were a fellow Canadian over there, and I just didn't know if you had ever spent any time over here or if you had ever raced over here. It's beautiful. It is a nice state. As anybody, is. I, I've only driven through it, like from Quebec. I went down the East Coast. I think I went through Maine to go through Quebec, right, mm-hmm. from Quebec? Uh, yeah, I live in Bar Harbor, so you can take, like, the Cat Ferry right here. Right. So I didn't take a ferry, but, uh, Will, you ever been to Maine? I have not. Kiefer? Yeah, I've been. Oh, you've been to Maine? I spent 4th of July there in one year, and it was awesome. Oh, wow, look at you. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't tell you what, uh, what city I was in because I forgot so it's been so long. I heard, uh, Anthony, I heard there was like, um, JSR told me there was a track up there that was really good. There's a big money race with like all the NESC guys and some track. Is that in Maine? Um, I mean, in Maine, there's not a lot of tracks anymore. Okay. Like, I used to race when I was in middle school. I'm 29 now. I really want to get back into racing. Uh, but over here, it's mostly snowcross. Like, if, if oh, you okay. have a flood, you can race that. 
Um, but MX207 down in uh, yep. Portland, Maine, Scarborough area, okay. that's a really good track. Danny Stu? Yeah, that's Danny you know, Stu. Yeah. That's Danny. That's our guy, yep. Danny Stu. Good dude. Yep. Uh, that track is like probably the only thing that we have here. And I also think there is Hemmons MX. I believe that's what it's called. I thought there was one called Bullfrog or Bullhead or Bull Run or. A Bull Run, yeah, that got closed down. Uh, I think it was. The yeah. power company, they bought the land. Okay, so JSR told me that that was a really cool track and big money race back in the day there. So, Yeah, I believe yeah. it. I mean, I used to race in uh, Skowhegan, Maine. It's, uh, it was called Eden Mountain. That was awesome. All I, I mean, think of I, when I think of Maine is Stephen King books. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Stephen King's about an hour away from us. So, uh, yeah. you know, I saw him at a Dropkick Murphy show last year. Oh, he, yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's a local for sure. Right. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, thanks for too. listening. Uh, Thank take you. care, and I just love the show, Keeper. You guys are awesome. Like Thank you. Talon, you guys are awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate oh, it. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, he didn't say Marks. He just said Talon. We know who the star is here, and it's yeah. Talon. Yeah. Velvet. Gets introduced first. Velvet. Velvet. Yeah. Yep. All right, Will. Uh, we got Zombie coming up. How cool is Zombie getting a PC ride? That's awesome. I love it, dude. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I hope he I hope he snags a podium here or something. Like it's just cool to see him back and, and obviously get that opportunity. It's pretty So how do you will yeah, somebody awesome. somebody on Twitter said it would be awesome to see Ivan get a chance. I'm like what Ivan, Ivan Tedesco? Ivan Tedesco. Jesus. <laughs> he doesn't want a chance. No, he's good. He's all set. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, please no. Right. I'd be like, Will I will, you say the same thing. No, I'm good. How old are you, Will, right now? Uh thirty three. Yeah, so blows is thirty five. Imagine racing. Yeah. Right now? No, Will can't. No, no. Will's not racing. No, I remember there was that. Um, there was one season where all the guys got hurt on start, and I remember the guys calling me and being like, "You're filling in." And I'm like, "What? No, please no." And I was riding a lot. <laughs> yeah, this guy on Twitter was like, "I'd love to see Ivan get a shot." He doesn't. No, <laughs> that's. No. I guarantee you, he's all good. Right. Love to see if Jim Pomeroy could get that. Jim Pomeroy. Love to see if Tony D would get the call. <laughs> Tony D. <laughs> God. Right? Like, is that the same thing? Oh, my God. Dude, call the hurricane. See yeah. what he's doing now. Where's Kenny Zard at? Let's right. get him out there. Right. Uh, <laughs> Let's get Kenny Howerton rolling. Right, right. <laughs> the Legends race. All right, Wilbur. Well, Farno, Wilbur. You've been on a good run. It ends now. Mm-mm. We will see. I will be prepared. When do you get in? Doug. Ah, wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you I'll like to know? Upgrade list, don't worry. I know. Will text me later. Are you? Uh, are you united? Yeah. Are you united? I can't tell you now. Oh, I got the upgrade list too. Will I'll look at it too? Don't you? Worry. You won't. You'll forget don't. it. Just like you always do. That's why I always get used in the airport. Yeah, the early mornings. I'm not. I'm not all there. How many so, people yeah, flip you off? That's not Steve during the day. Oh, I get. Uh, yeah. Dude, I this is no joke, and I can't remember if I've called you since. I think I, I think I called Steve and told him, but I went to Home Depot. Literally, um, no I way. moved like I moved last month, and I'm in Home Depot, <laughs> and I'm shopping. This guy comes to me, and like he goes, "Hey," and like they just flips me off. That's so awesome. <laughs> so then, oh no, they, dude, it gets better. So my neighbor, um, he's like, "Hey," one day he comes over, he's you know talking to me, and he doesn't know who I am, and I tell him and. You know, not, not into motocross, so um, didn't like I no, nothing clicked or anything. And his buddies, I guess, are and they told him to come, like you know, <laughs> flip me off. That's so good. 
And so it comes over and he's like, hey, I don't even want to do this, but my buddies and I, I like they're setting me up. But like, um, they, told me to, they told me to flip you off, so he flips me off. And I was like, I don't know what happened. Because I'm like, what the fuck? And the Lord comes to yeah. like, this is, this, is, this is normal now. Yeah, oh I, I mean, I get, I get four or five a, we- a weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. So you get them. I get them. Okay. Will gets them. All right. This is from Will Hahn. Fuck you, Mathis. So you can know who Team Will is out there. Yeah. There's Team Will yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. I bet you there's guys that are yeah. doing it to both of us. So yeah, probably. I, I feel like I'm getting like 20 a night. So I don't know why I'm getting like way more. Ah, like, uh, you got hey, a team Will, shirt on. You're, you're, you know, people recognize you more. You're like a, you know, yeah. So <sighs> no. I, mean, I mean, everyone laughs at least. I mean, it's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate it. We uh, haven't had you on for a while, but uh, appreciate you pick up the phone, buddy. No worries. Yeah, you guys have a good night. Take care. All right. See you. Bye, man. Will. All right. That's Will Hahn, everybody. The streak ends uh, this uh, this coming Saturday. The uh, 7 o'clock hour? Well, it's 8 o'clock now. 8 o'clock brought to you by Suspension Direct. Uh, Suspension Direct, guys, uh, they're specializing in hard-to-find one-stop shop for suspension parts. Uh, working with WP Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB. They've got the e-click shocks for UTVs. They're actually doing a lot of things for UTVs. If you are a UTV guy, check out Suspension Direct. E-click shocks. Marks has these on his Raptor. And uh, Jeep models uh tundra toyotas utvs and more made and developed in the usa the code is pulpamex to save at suspensiondirect.com thank you to those guys uh also our next guest uh, brought to you by the folks at do we have scary music to lead them in or no, no we probably should no, though that'd have been nice. renegade racing fuels uh bringing you our next guest on here the firepower honda team with max anstey uh, running renegade racing fuels will Hahn. speaking of that guy he won a championship with renegade racing fuel uh justin brayton as well, Renegade is your guide and partner to get the whole shot and be the first one to the checkers. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane bullcrap. RenegadeRacingFuels.com. They're looking for dealers and distributors as well. So if you want to check them out at RenegadeRacingFuels.com and then uh, see what you think. And, uh, yeah, real good product. They've been around a long time in our sport. Won a lot of races. Bringing you our next guest here on the show. The man yeah. as a factory Pro Circuit Kawasaki ride came off of the couch uh, out there in Arizona and uh, raced this weekend in Houston. Yeah. And he's going to continue on with it. Zombie Blows. What's up, Chris? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Thanks for calling in. Just done with film study there at Pro Circuit. It's a Monday night thing they do all the time. How was Mitch in film study? Mitch was, uh, he was good. He was uh, pretty easy on me considering my 10th place finish. So, <laughs> okay. um you know, maybe if I had a, a full prep time, you know, I, I don't think he would have been so easy on me. But Okay. What goes on in those things? Like, what does he say? Does he give you, like, here's what you should do? Or what? Or you just sit back and watch? Or what happens? Yeah, you watch uh, everything. I mean, we watch, they obviously film me um, during the heat race and main event. So we watch that. And then we actually we'll watch the Peacock you know, broadcast as well and kind of see what other people are doing. Um, so, yeah, just little inputs and stuff that I could I could be better at and, you know, not getting a really bad start with one of them. Yeah. So I was talking to Mitch a little <clears throat> bit about uh, the situation, and he, he said you actually kind of turned him down the first time he called. Uh, and you were like, ah, I don't, you know, don't know or whatever. And then you called him back and was like, you know what? Yeah, I want the chance. Yeah, I actually did. Mm. We were driving to uh, the, the arena cross up in Prescott Valley, and, I mean, Mitch had called me, and my wife, she's like, well, you better answer that one. <laughs> and and so I got getting to talking to him, and 
obviously the uh, he you know he asked if I was interested in in wanting to race and it's like oh man like I don't know like something like I need to talk to my wife about and you know because we got two kids and everything else and there's obviously can't just make a, a a quick decision right then and there so um yeah so getting to talking to the wife and and called them back and it's like yeah let's you know, if you're still interested, like let's put something together if possible. And uh-huh. so, so the first time it definitely didn't work out. Um, and Carson got the red, and then obviously Seth got hurt, so they needed a filling guy for the East Coast. And yeah, I got got the gig. I get it. Like two kids, a wife in Arizona. I you still just got to say yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean this is a pro circuit That's ride. <laughs> That's what my wife said. She's like, you should have just said yes, and then. You know, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Figure it out later. Right. Yeah. I was like, ah, should have, should have, would have, could have moment yeah. right there. No, that's cool. Did you have a prior relationship with him? Did you talk to him, Mitch? Did you know him much? You know, I knew Mitch a little bit here and there, but never have like had that, you know, friendship with mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, back in 2009, like when I was on Charlie Designs, like we ran Pro Circuit everything back when Charlie, they were still on Hondas. I believe it was their second year in 2009 that they had the Supercross team. Um, So, yeah, they were still on all PC, everything. So there's obviously that relationship. And Bones, um, working with Bones uh, prior to this, uh, it was, uh, you know, he's from Tucson, or at least he had a house in Tucson. I can't Mm -hmm. remember which one it was. So there's a little relationship there with with certain people, um, but not personally with Mitch himself, no. Right. Is it something that in, when he calls, do you even say anything about money, or you just accept it, or you just like, hey, I'm yeah, gone? you just you just pretty much accept it and get the opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> Are you making a salary, or do filling riders make salary, or no? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a salary. Okay. Um, it's yeah, I wouldn't call it a salary. No, but you make a little bit of something then. Yeah, you make a little bit. Of okay, got it. Sure. I'll tell you what he's got. Okay, tell he's me. He's got like a per race thing. Like a show up money? Maybe like three grand, five grand. He has to buy his own travel out of that, most okay. likely. He gets to keep whatever he doesn't have, and then he's probably got a bonus program. Okay. Chris? Yep. Oh, okay. You're, you're on the right track. So right. If, you could, if you could fly Spirit and catch rides <laughs> to the track, you can no, maybe do. No, but. Definitely don't fly spirit. <laughs> uh, so you, I talked to you after the race. You weren't stoked, but, I mean, I, you know, you didn't get a start, and you charged hard, got a little tiring near the end, look at your lap times, but you got a top 10. I mean, I feel like that's okay. You were maybe a little more upset than I think you should have been. Uh, but, yeah, looking back on it now, like, are you good with this as a starting point, or were you still pissed? Yeah, I mean, obviously I want always to – be the best I can be and I'm super hard on myself and um yeah no I guess you would say I'm satisfied with 10th you know okay. considering the circumstances having very little seat time on the bike and you know trying to figure everything out um yeah 10th was good it, it it's a good place I guess to be we were out of there healthy terrible start so obviously we've got some stuff to work on you know fitness wise and bike setup wise but, no, we're definitely making progress. We had a great day today. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll go into Tampa, which I think uh, I really like Tampa. So looking forward to that one. How is the bike? Is yeah. it is it, you know, everything you thought it would be? Is it is it just, you know, how cool is it? 
Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, kind of every aspect of the whole, like, factory ride thing is super cool. Not only the bike is awesome, but everything from, like, I don't know, watching video to breaking down the track to, I mean, you name it, whether it's food, whether it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, them tape videotaping you during practice and kind of every aspect of it is super cool. And it's it's an experience that I'll never forget. Is, mean, it, the, is it the fastest bike you've, or 250 that you've ridden? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. I was thinking too. It, when it, I, just, it just runs so good. Like they have this thing dialed in, right? Like uh, clean, no, no misfire, and just clean as shit, and just you know, yeah, yeah, just on did, point all the time. Did they get your suspension pretty close? You rode the bike two or three times in Arizona there when, when you got the call. Did you still testing that, or do you think the, you, you're pretty good with suspension? Did they get it close to where you want it? Because you're you're a bigger guy. You ride aggressively. You're over. You know, your elbows are up. Like I don't know. I feel like you might be a hard guy to get a nail a setting for. Yeah, you know, I thought I was good, and I felt pretty comfortable going into there. And then kind of like when we got to the races, it was like, okay, I feel like I'm way off now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, we got we got the suspension dialed in today. I feel super comfortable on it now. And kind of what I was feeling at the races was able to translate it better for everyone. And, you know, after mm-hmm. watching video and stuff like that, was able to, Soft. you know, I think it's it's a hard part is trying to translate it to <clears throat> tuners, and things can kind of get misconstrued sometimes. Well, you know, you're you're trying to say the same thing but in yeah. a different way. Well, Chris so. knows about that through testing, and then also for people who don't know, Chris Blose, Chris Kiefer knows that through testing. Chris Blose here on the line has a race tech service center in Arizona where he does suspension. Correct. So yeah, it's pretty funny, zombie, because you're like, you know, maybe you could just crack it open in between practices yourself. <laughs> yeah, no. I just, I, I just want to stick to, to, to riding the dirt bike. I don't want to get involved. That were you much. were you on the softer side or stiffer side when you were racing? You, did, which way did you go when you when you figured um, it out? I felt like my forks were a little on the softer side, um, and then certain aspects of the shock were stiff in certain areas, and then softer in other areas. So, um, so yeah, I think we got that figured out today. So, which was nice, nice to do. So World Supercross, we saw you with the uh, with the uh, Bud Racing guys. Uh, no plans to do that again for this year, or do we see you back in World Supercross when this thing's over? Or are you are you back to the couch, back to doing suspension? No, definitely wanted to do the uh, World Supercross thing again. Just trying to figure everything out on on that side of things. Um, so yeah, no, okay. no, yep. no, no full time couch rider yet. Okay, um, all right. It seems like. I guess I was reti- somewhat retired, and now I'm doing more racing than I thought I was going to be doing, so hey, whatever. Do it as long as you want to and can make money at it, man. Right. You know? Like, yeah, yeah just and hold on it, it forever. It, yeah. No, it's it's awesome. And especially being – I'm 35, right? So I'm I'm old. And to get an opportunity like this at 35 is just – beyond me i still can't still can't believe it, it it's a really cool story like I, i've been in this sport a long time and i don't like get uh i guess uh, impressed by much or whatever at this point you're pretty numb cause i'm pretty numb lot. i've yeah. seen a lot this is a really fucking cool story when i heard you got it yeah your first factory ride in, in forever in your whole career and peyton needs you his team his team's decimated you're coming off the the couch per se uh, this is a really cool story. Like, if you can get a top five or a podium, 
Chris, this would be amazing. It'd be so cool to see, you know? So. Yeah, and I think that's definitely the end goal, right, is, is the podium and, and getting top five finishes. And I, I truly believe I can get there. Um, you know, coming into this, it was like, man, I had a couple of days on the bike. Mm-hmm. Then we got ended up 10th. We came out of Houston healthy. Um, and now we can just build from there. So, yeah, it's just a matter of time just doing laps now and get, getting the, the time on the bike in and going to the races and, and keep improving. So yeah, that's a good thing about, obviously, the team is they obviously want the best for the rider and want the best results. And, I mean, he has how many championships. So yep. he, they obviously know what they're doing. Uh, Renegade Racing Fuels bringing you Chris Blos on the show. Please check him out, the Firepower Honda guys. Max Anstey was good this weekend on the Firepower Honda team using Renegade Racing Fuels. Please check him out on the web. Um, go with the theme today. Oh. Positivity. Positivity, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Chris has a <clears> – Kiefer <throat> is giving every guest tonight – oh, you didn't say anything to Will. That's Will. That's, okay. It's not a guest. Fuck Will? Yeah, fuck okay. Will. <laughs> uh, so the, the the theme tonight with Chris uh, Chris, uh, Chris Blows – I'm all fucked up. You all right, man? Is Kiefer is giving everybody a positive comment. So here he goes. Things I'll that I've noticed about here. the guests okay. that I that yep. I like. Right. right? Yep. Um, 35 years old. When you have been in the sport as long as Blos has, uh, I raced against Blos in four-stroke national. This yeah. is how long he's been around, yeah. right? Yeah, he's old as shit. Right? right? So he's still competitive. When you have raced at a high level for as many years as he has, Usually, by this time, it kind of dies down, or you've started a family like he has, but it just kind of dies down. I know Chris a little bit. He's super competitive. He's in tune with his motorcycle. He still loves to ride his bike. Like, let's take this away. He still goes out and rides dirt bikes. He'd be in the desert. He's out, yeah. you know, ACP riding. Um, so for me, I just think that is really cool on a fan standpoint. Uh, older guys, I think you'll have a lot more vet riders be a fan of yours just because uh, past the factory ride, in which we all think that is very well deserved, is just that you still like to ride dirt bikes. So um, when this thing is done and over with, Chris will be out riding his dirt bike and having a good time, and he has a business. So for me, that is easy to root for when you have a guy like that. Right. There we go. Uh, Chris, when you were at the shop today, could you go find a pipe for my 1990 bike? Did you go rummage around or no? No, I didn't go rummage around. I was okay. going to ask you if you had if you followed up with Mitch on that. I followed up with somebody else at Pro Circuit because Mitch is a busy guy. Gotcha. I um, didn't find one. Hey, so I'm also on that note of being positive. I'm really happy that Chris is still alive after his Paris crash. Well, what about uh, when um, North Carolina when he ate shit? North Carolina. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what happened in North Carolina? <laughs> so uh, North Carolina, Atlanta. Oh, well, yeah. 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 But the Paris Supercross crash, Chris, in the whoops, I mean, obviously you were crushing those all day. They were big. That had to rank up there in your hardest hits. Dude, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, that one definitely didn't feel good. Um, (laughs) I think that whole crash, I mean, obviously I was like minutes away from from winning the the whole weekend, but with that, when I started going over the bars, I'm like, oh, I might be able to save this. And then I was like, I just got to the point where it's just not savable anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't believe this is happening. It was all like slow motion. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head as I was going yep. over the bars, this is not happening right now. But it did. Yeah, you were so, yeah, like you said, what, it was late, right, in the race. And you were going to win the overall. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is, uh, did you wear a chesty? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I didn't know if you did because sometimes... 
It's like one of those things. If you ha always wear a chest protector and the minute you don't wear it and try it, you're like, oh my God, it's so nice. Yeah. But then you eat shit. You're yeah. like, I'm yeah. glad I have it, you know? Yeah. You know, I wasn't a big chest pro guy, um, but now I am. Yeah. I don't know if it's just obviously getting older and taking some hard hits, but it's like, man, I, I like the chest pro now. Did you, are you on a Fox under protector right now? Yeah. Those things are nice. You got the foam on the back, on your backside, that one? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah that thing's really nice. Uh, speaking of Fox, can we get zombie on the back of your pants? What, 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 can we get that? Kenny will do it. Kenny will get him. Yeah. I, hey, I'm taking butt patch requests, so if, okay. if, if you have one, Steve, let me know. Yeah, it's called zombie. <laughs> it's called like, zombie. Yeah, because All right. uh, do you, we, that's I feel like that name is really stuck. Dude, it's kind of fucked yeah. when you think about it. Why because, is it fucked? Because you always talk about him dying. Like, oh, he's not dead. Like, he's always oh, back from the... I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, why do you want to put that on a dude? It just happened once. No, but you say it all the time. Like, in tweets and stuff. Well, he's well, back from the dead, people. Oh, my God, I just saw him die. No, no he didn't because he just... I didn't. I don't say that. The, oh, the my one God. crash. The one crash. He... We saw. We thought he was dead. <laughs> he got up with no Jesus. no front number plate. <laughs> he rose from the dead. The, the medics were on him. The medics were looking at him. Oh my gosh! You know? I, I guess. I All don't right. feel like. I mean, Chris, if you want, we'll stop it. We'll stop it. No, no, it's fine. It's oh. stuck all around Fuck the world. You. People call me zombie now, so I right. just. It is what it is, and I've, I've accepted it. I, I did an Instagram when you got the ride. I did a little emoji or GIF of a zombie, like, walking. <laughs> that was actually that was And funny. I said, blows, going. And pe <laughs> I got, I got, people loved it. Like, people just thought it was awesome. Yeah, so. yeah that was a good one. I like that one. Right, right. So, I don't know. Yeah, Chris, right, well, Kiefer, he's off, fine Chris. with it. I've accepted it at this point. I mean, it is what it is. And yeah. Like, people in Australia and all over, like, Europe, like, Call me zombie, and it's like, all right, what? I guess <laughs> zombie it is. What's your favorite zombie movie, then, Steve? Oh, there's yeah, there's a ton. I, <laughs> strangely enough, I never, I've never watched that Walking Dead movie, the TV show. Oh, never, really? never watched it, so mm. that's not coming from that. But, uh, but no, it was you. I mean, yeah, it was Denver, and he went down hard, and he was down for multiple laps, and the medics were over there, and it looked like it was a big one. And then we took our eyes off him, and then the next time we looked up, he's tripling and skimming wolves. We're like, what happened? <laughs> so that's where we came. Yeah, the zombie was back. You were like three laps down, Blows. You were just like, it didn't matter. You were like, fuck it. I'm going to keep racing. It was great. So Yeah. Um, Does this, this is not rolling over to outdoors, obviously. I mean, who knows, no. but I don't think so. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, got it. No. Hey, if Mitch offers me an outdoor ride, I'm turning it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a while for outdoors for you, Blows. <laughs> yeah, it has. I'm good. Listen, I'll sit on the couch at that point. Yeah. What, when is the last time you raced outdoors? Oh, God. I think it was uh, 2013. Wow. With um, Alan? Yeah. Was that Alan Brown? Yeah, with a uh, yeah, AB. Yeah, you and Phil. Yeah, me, Phil. He yeah. Phil Phil was on here. Well, he's been on here a ton, but one of the last few weeks, Phil brought Phil brought Blos up. He's like, Yeah, me and Blos. I like Blos. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, no no shit, you and Blos would get along. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, you're yeah. fucking perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I like Phil. What be I mean, you're a tough dude. Like I feel like just because it's tough, that's not the reason why you don't go race it. So what is the reasons why you don't like it or haven't done it since 2013? Besides, I guess, the money. I guess that it's one hard them? work. Yeah, but he's not scared yeah. of that. He's a hard-working dude. <sighs> no, it just it doesn't make sense financially, and I'm not – it just 
I mean, for how much work you put in, how much driving you got to do, and I'm not going to just go privateer out of a van. Like, yeah. I'm past that point in my life where I, I need to do that. I've been there and I've done that, and it's just how much money you make out of it versus how much work and time and effort you put in. Like, yeah. So I'm the risk-reward isn't where you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not there, and to go, to go sweat and get my ass kicked by some little kid. Yeah, I'm good. Um, by the way, so if you're in Arizona and you're sending your suspension to Race Tech Service Center run by Zombie, you might want to wait a little bit. You're not going to get great turnaround service <laughs> these days. Yeah. So. Yeah, things got put on pause there yeah. for, yeah. for a second now. Just, just so. want people to know that. Are you the only guy doing that? Do you have help? or? Yeah, no, I'm the only guy doing it. Okay. So. Uh, we got a phone call for you from Tony. He's on four. Tony, what's going on? What's your question to Chris Blos? Uh yeah. Uh, first off, I'd like to say, hey, Chris, I love the hat, dude. That thing's oh, sick. Thanks, Keith man. Keith Keith Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and that that, that kind of goes into the '90s a little bit too, man. I remember McGrath had a similar hat like that, but uh, yeah, no, if he uh, loves stabbing his friends in the back, so that's what that's Jesus. what he's doing right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running Maxis on my uh, KX250, so it's all good. All right. Steve? Uh, yeah, but Chris, uh, man, I'm a C-class rider, man. I uh, used to be a B450 guy, and then uh, as I got older, I'm 31 years old. You're 35. Um, man, when I had my first kid, I got out of dirt bikes a little bit, and that was my decision, but my wife, uh, of all people, I was sitting there on the couch, just all slumped over. Like she knew that I wanted to ride a little bit and and get back into it. And uh, how do, how does that work on a professional level, though? You know, um, with you and Brittany, you know, like w w I mean, how, how do you do that with with going to the stadiums and two kids now? I only got my <clears throat> daughter; she's three, and I just. I'm curious to see, you know, I mean, obviously you're driven the ride and all that, but I uh, just always looked up to you and followed you all my life. And, uh, I just curious to see. Yeah, man, the, the kids definitely make it tough when you need to go ride or go travel. So yeah, and having two makes it twice as hard. Um, yeah, luckily I have a super supportive wife. Um, and, yeah, right now, I mean, it's just me going to the races, like, and my wife, she obviously works a full-time job as well, and yeah. so the kids, they, they go to daycare, and then she's obviously home with them on the weekends, um, but the times that she does come to the races, yeah, I mean, it gets pretty hectic um, with, with the mm -hmm. kids, you know, so mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's hard to manage, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. You get you got to use your time wisely, especially when you're at home. Right. You got to go ride or work yeah, out. Yeah. Like there's times where yeah. they're napping and you're trying to get a quick, you know, hour <laughs> cycle in or whatever the case is. So, yeah, yeah no, it's definitely um pretty hard to manage, but uh yeah, you end up finding a way way to get it done. Yeah, uh, right on, man. Tony, thanks for the call. Tony, you want a yeah. Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device? Got a bike for your bike? Absolutely, dude. I got a 19 KX 250. <laughs> All right, that works, man. Yep. Um, we'll get you uh, a Works Connection um, Pro Launch Start Device. Code Publix 20 to save. 
Okay, those guys are crushing it in the uh, in the industry right now with the podiums and, and, and the teams and everything else. So stay on hold, all right? Thank you, Steve. Appreciate nope. it. Thank, nope. uh, good talking to you, Chris, and uh, hopefully we see you up here in Detroit. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Sounds good. Yeah, Chris should be in Detroit uh, as the series mows along. All right, anything hey, else? Hey, for, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, did, did Steve buy your, your Ulta yet? Nope. Uh, he, he lined up a guy, uh, but that guy is uh, is MIA now. No, that guy is coming through, and Blos knows that guy. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yep, Dennis Parker. Oh, Dennis Parker, yeah. You know Dennis. I'm sure you know of him. Yeah. yeah. He's buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. Do you, not, do you not think that Dennis will come through? He will. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. He will. He will. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm I got it done. It. He didn't buy it. No, well, he didn't buy it. Did you hear about the whole thing, Chris? I did. So, I what did. side do you take on that? I take, unfortunately, Kiefer. I take Steve's side. Mm, thank you, mm. thank you, Mister Blows. Appreciate it. Because at at the end of the day, Steve uh-huh. has the money, and if he doesn't want to buy it, he doesn't have to. Well, what if he says he's going to, and then decides he doesn't? Um, but well, it does. If he backs out, then I guess he just backs out. Mm. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell it to me when you're ready. It's so. called flake, flake job. Uh, all right, Chris. Thanks for coming. Thanks for calling in. Uh, like I said, cool story. Well, I think everyone's kind of rooting for you. Uh, really, really neat for you to get this chance. And like, you know, five years from now, when you're absolutely done, you're gonna be like, God damn, I had a pro circuit ride for half a Supercross season. Yep. You know, and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that was definitely one thing. You know, I, I told myself like. If I quit racing a year from now or, or if I quit racing now and a year from later, like I look back and I didn't take this opportunity, mm-hmm. I knew I would have regret, regretted it and kicked myself in the butt for yep, it. Yep. So it's like, yeah, man, you have to. Like it's Mitch Payton, Pro Circuit right. Kawasaki. What are you, you going to be happy with? What's your goal if you have one? Goal is podium for sure. Okay. Um, I, I think I can for sure do it. Um, I think it's just a matter of getting seat time in, getting the bike dialed in, and and just obviously working on fitness and stuff like that. But I know it's going to take time, but the end, end goal is still the same. Got it. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll see you this weekend in Tampa. Thanks for calling in. Congrats on the ride, and uh, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have see you, buddy. Night. See you later. That's uh, that's Chris Bluffs, everybody. Cool. It's a cool story. Yep. It, it really is. Uh, thanks to the folks at Renegade Racing Fuels for um, uh, stepping up for that. Also, thank you to the folks at EVS Sports. Code PULP30 to save on anything from knee pads to shoulder braces. EVS-Sports.com. Over the last 30 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross racers. Guys like Hampshire, Chiz, Axel Hodges, Pastrana, all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. PULP30 is the code to save evs-sports.com use that code save it evs-sports.com thank you to those guys coming up um we got sean here from decal works but before we get into him uh so you and i have a, a great opportunity coming up this weekend we have to figure this out probably tomorrow okay or the next day so i was interviewing lars lindstrom a lot of controversy with lars and i right now uh he told me <laughs> to come over for dinner one time at a race i went over it wasn't there then i came back and i was pressed for time and i had to you know one thing i really respect is waiting for all the team members to eat because I've been that team member 
when you know right. pe- people took the last. Let everybody else get their food. Yeah. Right. So then I had to wait for people. The food wasn't you know, and then I almost missed my appointment for the fly show. And then Lars never even bothered to text me back this weekend about where to come over to eat and. Like lots of ups and downs right now with okay. me and trying to find food for yep. dinner for, at the races, but um, I did talk to I caught I caught up with Lars after the race in Houston. Uh, here's the audio of our interview and the opportunity that has been really given to us, Kiefer bestowed on bestowed on Kiefer yeah. and I. Here's here's our here's Lars. What do you what should we get? Um, well, today getting barbecue was pretty predictable. We're in Houston, so um, I don't know. Like Florida, I hold on. You got to go back. I don't like when you, you guys you, get you, buka. You, you went too far. Go all the way to the start. That that's where it begins. Huh? Yeah, yeah he's right. They keep it going. He, they did it right. Okay, I'm sorry, Talon, for thinking like that. Bad. Yeah, um, I know it's easy for you guys, but yeah, yeah. getting catering is tough. Yeah. You know, getting it to the track yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, you so. had a little problem in uh, Anaheim or San Diego or whatever. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, and also we wanted to switch it up from always getting Chipotle. But Chipotle is easy and everybody usually likes it, except for girls. You notice that? No. Girls no. usually don't like it. Does Spooky like it? Yeah, Pookie loves Chipotle. Really? Oh, and good. my wife doesn't like it. Uh, Colt's, you know, chick doesn't like it. It's a very common thing. Girls don't like Chipotle. You can discuss this on your show. Yeah, yeah, we'll break it down. Kiefer's on Monday. Nothing like Kiefer likes better than... Yeah. Kiefer should decide what we will have. He could, he could probably think about this for, like, have a 15-minute conversation. Right. Probably sandwiches <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, I yeah. He's a big sandwich guy. Well, maybe if you guys decide on Monday night what we should have for uh, catering at Tampa, and then, you know, we'll do that. Yeah, all right, perfect. I mean, maybe somebody will call in from Tampa and go, you got to have yeah. this, okay. you know? Yeah. All right. let's, let's figure it out. This is a good idea. So thanks to Lars, we yeah. are going to get a chance to cater Honda's dinner this, Love it. Uh, this Saturday. And I, I am in favor. So we've, we've been texting a little bit with Lars. Yep. I'm in favor of doing a local dish mm-hmm. in Florida. So if someone wants to send us some recommendations for catering, i got to cater, what, 45 people? 45, and 40- it has to be about 800 bucks. Okay. Actually, he... Lars didn't want us to say how much oh, on the air. There you go. Okay. Well, I didn't know if I just, I just thought it was eight hundred bucks. Okay. I th- again, you just said the number again. <laughs> okay. So that's twice now. Okay. Okay. He didn't really want us to talk about the number. My bad. No one told me this. Okay. Okay. All right. So we got a cater. Yeah. Um, forty-five people. Yep. Local Tampa, local Florida. You know, like if Houston, if it was Houston, I would have went with Papacitos. I love Papacitos. So that would have been my choice. What is Papacitos? Oh, it's Papacitos, dude. It's the Mexican. It's like Tex-Mex. It's okay. fantastic. Uh, little little warm tortillas and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you thinking off the top? Like, what are you kind of going with? So Heather and I actually, kudos to Heather because we really deep dive this on Sunday, and we we found a couple spots. We had an Italian spot that's local, and then we went to the normal range. Like uh, there was a you know. Moe's that actually Moe's because I know you like Moe's right you can't go I know I'm just saying we have both so there's options like a standard issue chain or then we have this local Italian restaurant that had lasagna salads uh, pasta like good Mm -hmm. race day type of food yeah so that is what I think and as much as I love sandwiches I feel like that's just too bland for a factory Honda spread you need something a little bit nicer really I do like, this is more of a dinner. It's 4.30-ish, right? 4.30, 5 o'clock? Yeah. So sandwiches don't fit into 4.30, 5 o'clock for most people. It does for me. Like, for me, no yeah. problem. So th- what they do at the Nationals is they cater the Jimmy John sandwiches a lot in a box. You know, yeah. you, get, you get a cookie, you get chips, and you get a sandwich. To me, that's not catering. That's just like, 
it's a bento box. Like, who cares, right? Okay. Like, let's have a spread with individual pieces. You got pasta. You got uh, the main dish. You got salads. And you got some cheesecake at the end. You got some of that. And I think that fits the range of the people and the pricing. Let's let's do something like that. And it's local. You like, you like Italian? Well, it's... You know my theory on Italian. Oh, okay. It, it, it's, it's whether it's uh, Fazoli's or like, um, what's the, what the fuck's the place here on the strip? Italian. Yeah, yeah. Maggiano's. Maggiano's. Whether it's Fazoli's or Maggiano's, there ain't much difference between them. You're just paying $30 more. It's noodles and boiled water. And it's and, good. And a red sauce. It's good. Yeah. There's just not a lot of like, mmm, <clears throat> this is awesome, you know? What's your take? What do you want? What well, would you like? I, I was disappointed by your choices. Really? Yeah. I gave you like three different choices. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I just felt like you, like you I had, thought you'd research had, a local Tampa sandwich shop or something. It's, I just don't feel like that is what they need. If it was a daytime race and it wasn't at night, then let's do some sandwiches, right? Yeah. But we need some Italian flair here. We need something that's local you can get. But with the dinner attitude, not a lunch attitude. The dinner attitude. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's dinner time. How yeah. many people are going to eat the rest of the night? They're probably done. Like, this is wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up here. It's 5 o'clock. This is what I'm having for dinner. And, so, it's, and it's the crew. It's the, the people around the crew. It's not the racers. So I think most people, you can get away with different types of people. If you have um, a vegan or if you want someone meat, they can supply all that. So that's what I think. And you're and okay, so this is not a chain. You found it in Tampa or yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cater and everything. And yeah. Heather was very adamant. She was very on it. Okay. This, so so there's a chance that we do this and we get to cater factory Honda's food. Yes. I wonder if Lars will screw me out of eating again. I feel like you need to be there on time then, and then I, let the people I, eat, and then you go. Yeah, out. I'm a busy guy. I got fly shows. I got. I, got, I know you're flipping you know, people got, off. I, I, I get got, it. I got to find Will. <laughs> you know, I got to do a lot of things. Yeah. So. But you're fine with Italian. Ah, it's such it's a very uninspired choice. We it's found fine, some barbecue, local barbecue, but that was last week. I didn't want to do the same thing. They didn't Yeah, they had barbecue. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I feel that's not two weeks in a row, you don't need that. So I, I feel like this would be a good good thing. Okay. All right. Well Sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, get that name and number over to Lars and we'll okay. see what we can do. All you right. know? All um right. But yeah, if it's no good, you know, we'll hear about oh, it. Oh, it's gonna be <laughs> We're going to hear Hell about to pay, it. Yeah. I know. I, I just thought you'd do a sandwich shop. Yeah. I thought you'd find a sandwich shop. Look at any yeah. other time. Doesn't have the right attitude, though. And, and maybe another team. Maybe. Oh, but Nichols and, and uh, Sexton? I just Jet feel like Hunter? American yeah. Honda needs something a little bit better than <laughs> oh. sandwiches. Wow. Yes. Look at you. Yeah. But Yamaha can just fucking have sandwiches. Yamaha can have yeah, fucking yeah, Sammy's. Yeah, like, yeah. let's get Jimmy John's. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but Honda. Honda, we need yeah. to step it up a little yeah. bit. I mean, the best-looking bike in the pits. It is the best-looking bike in the pits. You don't like the white no. bikes, though. No, I don't. I don't like the white. That didn't look Is that good. a problem, too, with Lars? With you and Lars? The uh, white? Is that white getting yeah, in the way? Yeah, I, I said that to him, and uh, he said, nobody cares what I think. And he's got a point. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't stop me from ranting and raving, race tech rants, but he's probably got a point. Uh, but the, the Red Riders, yeah, give me that look of that bike yeah. all day long. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, all right, let's uh, – so we know Decal Works has been a part of our show for a long time. 
and uh, and we're, they've been a big part of a lot of things that we're doing this year. Expanded to the re-raceables and expanded to Fly Race and Moto 60 as well. And uh, great company, great service over there, great designs uh, at Decal Works, and we know uh, decalmx.com. PulpMX23 is the code to save. And welcoming uh, to the show, Sean Murdoch. What's up, Sean? What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have you been in before or no? Just uh, when we went mountain biking, but I've been downstairs. Oh, I never had you on a show before. No. Well, I've called in when I lived in Illinois. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah we went e-biking one time. We're going to go again at some point. Right? Yeah, I've been yeah. doing my push-ups, though, because the first time was it was pretty was bad. Rough, oh, he schooled me. Did he go hard? I don't think he went that hard. No, I just think I went I, soft. I, I don't think you were... I go soft sometimes. It's it, not go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Cody says, look up Taco Bus. Taco Bus. Tampa Clearwater okay. area. Well, I'll mark it down. Okay. Nothing's out of the question. Okay. I'm just telling right. you. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for coming in, hanging out. Uh, you love working at Decal. The guy, and I have to say, I've gotten a few emails uh, as well. People people stoked on your service, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, ever since we started with Pulp MX, we've been super excited. I jumped on the opportunity when I found out we were going to be hooking up with the show. I was like, you know, it was kind of a dream of mine to, I don't know, I've, I've always listened to the show at least as far back as, like, 2013. Oh, wow. And, um, my friends got me hooked on it, and I, now I'm so busy. I honestly can't listen to all the all the stuff, but I try to yeah. tune in as much as I can, and it's awesome for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're based here in Vegas. How's the hologram stuff going? How's Killing that? it. Is it? Yeah, it's it's like the whole new thing. The whole graphics industry is busting with it, and um, yeah. the chrome is killing it. The matte finish, the silver shimmer. There's just so many more options that exploded in the last 30 days than we've had in like four years. It's mm-hmm. I crazy. saw the club guys had matte graphics this weekend i think that was different i think it was different from what their usual is. did they yeah. yeah and i'm like oh look at that matt graphics across their whole bike yeah so um we've had a couple of garage builds at racer x with shimmer on it it looks pretty bitching yep mm-hmm. yeah and Kiefer's still patenting the real die cuts die cut numbers oh he's got his own custom blend yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's die cut with little uh like background built in yeah so well, instead what of it that? being just a number completely contour cut it's kind of shaped to the back of the side plate, so it's not a full coverage, but we cut it around the number, but key for still cut. key for cut. So can pe- anybody get that? Yes. Just ask for the key for cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you still it. got some of that background, but it yeah. fades in the back, right. and you got the die cut. It's, yeah. it's badass. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is, is, he, is he going through his allotment? Do we need to cut back? Because this guy's got a lot of bikes and a lot of shit going on, and Aiden's riding No, I back. check. I'm like, where's the Aiden's graphics at? Sometimes I see his IG. I'm like... His bike's bare. What's he doing? <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, at, I'll be the first to admit, until decal works, I was pretty bad at, at numbers and backgrounds and, and graphics. Well, especially how much you have to put them on. Like, you have so many bikes yeah. to put on. and you know, yeah. It's a full-time job in it itself. Is. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to do three different bikes mm. and do everything, I get it. It's a, it's a task. My graphics are good. They, yeah, they don't wear much at all. Hmm. Wonder why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Underneath all the dirt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, decalmx.com. Pulpamx23 is the code to get uh, 20% off your custom graphics. Red Bull KTM, of course. Husqvarna Off-Road as well. And to a shit ton of teams. and Team yeah. Tedder. We did Team a cool Tedder, one yeah. for Team Tedder. Uh, their Supercross or the San Diego kits. Yeah. Because it's usually the military, right. military appreciation. And uh, this time it was in Tampa. But... He has some, like, Team Tedder and Dakota, all of them have friends down there. Some of them in, like, Navy SEAL stuff and whatever. And we put some logos on there and did some special camo stuff with Silver Shimmer. And it was on, like, CBS San Diego and all that. It was awesome with the Hill Brothers. And I think Brock Glover was in there um, just doing, like, an interview presenting Supercross coming to the town. And oh, it was cool. awesome. So yeah. people have bought graphics from those, you know. From that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's great. The code's doing well. 
Phone's killing it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Re-raceables, Moto, Moto 60, and the Pulp Show are on uh, decalmx.com. So, uh, yeah, it's great stuff. It fits really well. So you guys do a good job of that. The Yamahas are hard, even the 22, 22 more than the 23 to put graphics on, but yeah, yeah, it fits nice. And then I got all these little Strava Steve stickers and Pulp MX and Yeah, that's what's cool. Like when I get a, you know, a background or some graphics to have keyfering stuff inside of it, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. We yeah. call those feel goods. You know, those are those are intentional. So, you know, if somebody has a business and they put their company logo on their bike, we want to give them a few, you know, as samples because you never know. Maybe they want to order a little bit for their company. So yeah. um, just doing, like, quick nickname, quick-witted, fun yeah. stuff, like, that's part – I think that's part of the experience with it. Right. Is uh, it true that you're the best uh, oh, uh, guy at Decal Works to contact, the number one salesman? Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. Nice. Are you going riding here? Or are we? What, what's the plan? Do we know? Tomorrow morning. I know you're not because I heard you earlier, but tomorrow, yeah. 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 I'm going to I'm gonna make it out Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I got a we have, a, do, like, a remote sales type of deal at yep. uh, decal and wednesday wasn't a good day otherwise i would have chose wednesday oh, okay all mm-hmm. right uh and then uh yeah the company's been around a long time we we uh bug J- jt you know decal used to bring in the socal gear yes did you know that yes oh you did okay yes. yeah jt was socal one year mike ulrich socal mike ulrich was socal yeah oh. he's st- yeah he's yeah. oh was he he actually he actually when he was in su- racing supercross he was in socal gear oh, i didn't know oh, that wow oh, yeah. I, have to, I, have to, I have to make fun of mike for that yeah, yeah i didn't know he still has some i always talk about it socal guy yeah yeah jt was too and of course the 3d racing guys forever were socal yeah guys. yeah yeah they were socal gear forever so yeah decals has been around a long time doing a lot of things so um all right we got some phone calls uh sean stick around why don't you please uh joey's on one is this joey yeah, how's it going? What's up, man? You've been on hold for an hour and eight minutes. What's what's yeah, happening? Honestly, I've been just doing some other stuff. But uh, okay. hey, I got a quick question for Kiefer. I seen a, a interview that he did with Christian Craig's uh, mechanic. Yep. And I was kind of kind of surprised to see how like out of the loop he seemed. Like, I mean, any like suspension, engine, ECU stuff. I know that like you know those guys are a little bit more out of tune on that stuff nowadays. But I mean, like. I mean, when it, you even asked him about, like, the foot pegs, and he was, like, kind of didn't even know what was going on. And I was kind of uh, kind of surprised to see that, you know? Yeah, and so then, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, so he was actually pretty nervous before we started shooting. He never really had his uh, a, an interview. So uh, a lot of these questions that I come with these mechanics, unless they have a lot of time with the rider and the bike, which he didn't, um, right. Obviously, it was the the third round. Actually, well, yeah, the third round. So, um, some of these questions that I just spring on them are just right there. They don't really have any time to to look it up or rehearse. So, unless they know a lot about it, then uh, it's kind of a surprise to them. So that leads me to try to talk about something else. And with well, these round of videos, yeah. we've done these, you know, the past couple few years. And I just wanted to do something a little bit different. So we. Instead of just going from hub to hub and just explain every little detail, which I have done, which I like, I try to include them a little bit more why they ride or what they don't ride. And then more about what Christian does or doesn't like instead of trying to get all the little nuances about them. So. Right, right. It, it just seemed like like even when you ask, you know, what he does and doesn't like, it seems like, a, like I don't know if the mechanics are kind of just pushing this way nowadays, but it seemed like the only thing that he really got to play with was, you know, handlebars and lever height, you know. It wasn't like he was, you know, really doing a whole lot of other things, which, I mean, there's only so much. To did do, you, get, know, the, but, did you get the chance to watch the Carlos and Cooper Webb one? I did not, know. Well, there's a lot of Steve talk in there, and Carlos says, 
Um, we're just more than grips and graphics, unlike what Steve thinks we do. So maybe go to that one. You'll get a little bit more detail. Okay. And then <laughs> another like follow-up question was like, do you think a lot of the uh, mechanics nowadays are are guys that are coming from chasing the dream, you know, and actually make it uh, as far as I would say, you know, A to B class, and then they say, hey, I don't have it. Or do you think a lot of these guys are, you know, coming in more of just being able to find an opportunity and, you know, get in there? You know, cause it, I don't know. Go ahead. No, so for me, and maybe Steve has a different outlook, but from what I've seen and the guys I've talked to, there's more just average guys that have been an enthusiast and have ridden and not really chasing the dream and being professional. There are guys out there that are like that. Ben LeMay. Ben LeMay. Right now. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wrenches for um, Forkner. So uh, there are those guys, but there's more just guys that enjoyed riding their dirt bike and then, you know, wanted to be around the industry. And then those are, to me, the majority of the mechanics out there. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, so actually, kind of just keep rambling on about the mechanic thing, but there's uh, two other questions I want to know is, one one thing is, what do you think these mechanics are making uh, salary-wise? And then uh, the other one to finish off for Steve would be, how much how much about the bike did you were you like in tune with when you were doing your mechanic days? The salary ranges are all over the place, right? But most factory guys are around fifty and up. Um, okay. So you know, I would go up from there. You know, sometimes like I don't know anything about Craig's guy here, but. He might have been told to not say anything somewhere along the line. He was freaking out because, you know, he might have been thought about his job was in trouble, right? Like, they, they you know, it could have just been like a general meeting. Hey, guys, don't tell the media anything. And then Chris is there and he's just like panicking because he's not sure what he should say or not, right? Right. Well, it seemed like they had, like, uh, he was saying they, they had a different guy for everything, you know, right. like a different yeah. guy was doing the mapping, different guy was doing the suspension stuff, right. you know, so it's, it, no, it seemed I, like, you know, he could get pushed out of the loop. Yeah, well, here's, here's that's the how it is nowadays more than more than it was back in my day. And I don't sure. know much about him personally, but and there are guys out there that use it. This is a job, right? Maybe they're not as much of an enthusiast as, you know, all of us fans are. Some guys are out there, here's my job, I'm going to work on the bike, and, and then that's what they do. Yeah. So, well, um, and I don't know much. I guess in some, some ways it could be better for the factories, you know. Oh, yeah. They're no, really the, enthusiasts because they're not trying to figure out every little nitpick about the bike, you know, that other people don't have. No, you know? for sure. And as far as me, I knew everything on my bike. Like, I built the transmission. You know, I knew the gear ratios. I did my own motors. But, so, like, way back when you guys were doing it, it was you were a lot more hands-on yes. with everything on the bike. Yeah, we had no test guy. We had a suspension guy. Uh, and then, you know, you would, we would even dyno our motors. And so you'd have to build a motor and then dyno it and then know that it was good to go. Uh, we would dyno stuff for testing. Uh, we would know what cam we were putting in or what, what piston or whatever it was. So I knew everything about my bike. Now, did you know, I had a motor guy that was smarter than I am and a suspension guy that was smarter than I am. But, yeah, I knew that, like, hey, man, you know, we're running 17 to 1 compression piston and maybe we tried 14 to 1 uh, last week and a rider thought this. And, you know, I'm making notes the whole time. I have... Actually, I have my old book over there. I just found it. I, oh, you did? I didn't return it to the Yamaha. That's pretty cool. So I have my old spec book over there. I was looking at it maybe like a month ago. Should we do some on that? If you want to. I would. Would I get in trouble? Uh, I don't think so. And that's far back. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's that's a good question though, man. Thanks for the call. Cool. Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Later. Thank you. Is that that blue book over there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, well. Right. Uh, Riley. Uh, Riley, you're, you, is this Riley? Riley? Hello? Riley? Right, dog. Gracias.
Tony on three. Tony, right. what's up, man? Hey, I got a question for you guys. I'm joining the show late here, so maybe this has been talked about mm-hmm. or discussed or asked, but what did you find to be the like biggest I don't know, surprise to you guys? This is for everybody in, in the show. Um, was it perhaps uh, Anthony second, Vial leading for a little bit, ripping a start leading, uh, Hayden charging back to four, charging from fourth? I would or maybe, say for Or me- maybe even Cooper, Jake, or maybe even Jay Coop chasing down and, and getting rocks in there in the end. Like, I think there's it was so many things okay, that happened Saturday night. That, I think it was Tomac beating Sexton after that whooping in the heat race, right? Like that oh, yeah. like just how good Sexton yeah. was all day and then Tomac to hold him off. Uh that was probably my biggest surprise with Hayden Deegan second. Uh Sean, what about you? Yeah, to follow up with that, I would think after seeing Sexton dominate the heat race, <clears throat> I thought Tomac may have, you know, just settled for a second or a third place, but he charged up. That was definitely a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then Deegan hold, shooting up to fourth place and holding strong like a rock. Mm-hmm. I would say those two are pretty, pretty solid. Kiefer, I'm gonna yeah. go. I mean, it, it, okay. oh, sorry. Uh, for me, obviously, you know, the Tomac situation. We talked about that. How you can overcome and just dominate. But I'm gonna go something a little bit maybe less newsworthy, but still for me, I feel like. Um, Savachi qualifying as good as he he did, yeah, and running up front, beating Adam, and I think his riding is really good right now, and with a little bit more, you know, maybe some better starts, I think we could see him near that top five. But for me, that's been surprising. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Joey's Joey's been yeah. good, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like he's one, one other one other quick question too is you know Craig's been struggling on that Husky. And then Jay Coop just jumps in and, and, and lands where he does. Do you think if Craig was on that YZ450, his results would be better? I mean, don't ask this question to Steve Husky. right now. Please don't ask this question. We already know what he's going to say. Blue Crew! Of course he is. Yes. Of course he would be. No. He'd be winning. He'd be winning. No, Bike of the listen, year. I got a, Christian, I got a buddy here in Minnesota who just I got a buddy here in Minnesota who just got one uh, a week ago, and he says he loves it, and he's like, Bike of the year. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, listen, Christian crashed and was dead, dead last. Yeah. So <clears throat> he had – what did he qualify? Oh, that's a heat race. Yeah. He, he qualified uh, – 12th. Oh, no, 8th. No, eighth. no, no. That, that's he qualified 8th. out of the heat. That's oh, not the qualifying sorry. qualifying. Okay, Chris, you think you would know this by now. Christian qualified 7th. So that's where Jacob finished 7th. So if Christian had 7th fastest speed, then, you know, he's probably right around Jacob if he doesn't fall. Right. So – you know, I'll go to bat here for my buddy Christian. Uh, Chris wants to throw him over the over the um, me. Yeah, I'll throw him over the boards, but yeah. No, I said he, there's no panic button. No panic button. Uh, all right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate it. Good night. Have a good show. Thank you. Uh, Brandon's on one. Yo, Brandon, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Steve? How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Uh, I actually have a question for Kiefer, and I have a question for you as well, if that's okay. Shoot. Uh, my question for Kiefer is, I have thought about getting a brand new YZ250F, but I've also thought about getting the uh, KTM 300 fuel injected. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a B rider, like a mid-pack B rider, what would you prefer? I'm more of a weekend warrior type rider. I don't ride too much during the week. It's more of a just for fun type thing. Two questions. How much you weigh? Uh, about 170, 175. And what are you coming off of? Uh... Uh, 2020 YZ250F. So and it was by far the best bike I've ever ridden, but I've always wanted a fuel-injected two-stroke. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I've been very vocal with this. I'm not a two-stroke guy, and I think the 300 is one of the funnest bikes I have ridden. 
but there is some okay. things with it like it's a little bit rich feeling um they have some mapping to figure out in the near future next year or so that's a closed box so you can't mess with the mapping you can try to help it with some different fuel and and doing things but until an aftermarket uh, engine company comes up with something how to get inside that box to clean it up um for me if you love your yz250f uh i I do i truly do (laughs) the the thing that i would recommend is maybe you hang tight right because usually what happens is when yamaha comes out with a 450 that's new the next year the 250f gets the same changes right so maybe hang tight until next year look at whatever yamaha comes out with in 24 and then make that decision because then maybe that next year's 300 will have some of those mapping um i wouldn't say issues but mapping make it a little bit better for you so then you really have a decision to make next year okay see i was kind of thinking that in a way because i see a lot with brands when they bring out a new model of a bike yep it seems to have problems in the first year yep and i mean that's what i saw with the 2019 i had the crank recall i believe it was for the yz so i waited until they brought out the 2020 and that's when i purchased one but yeah i mean I, uh, for me like the, the yz250f is to me the best 250f on the market um uh, has, has the most torque suspension is the best so very easy to ride as far as a vet guy riding but also, there is a whole new thing with this 300 that I haven't felt ever in a long time is because uh, it just has a lot of torque for a two-stroke, and you can lug it around like a four-stroke, so um, it's, it's a fun machine. Yeah. So That's almost exactly what I'm looking for, too. Is uh, I, I grew up riding two-strokes. I got on the four-strokes in 2013, and, I mean, I love the fuel injection, but I've always wanted something like that in the two-stroke, so that's why I'm, like, stuck in the middle of getting a – YZ250F or a KTM 300. Uh, so, do you have to have one this year, or can you wait another year? No, I, I can absolutely wait. I mean, I, I have two young boys. They're uh, both under two, and I'm looking to get my oldest, his first PW50, before I get my own bike. Well, hang tight. Hang tight until, like, August to uh, mm, September, and then hit me up on an email, and then I can kind of guide you a little bit further when those new bikes come out. Can this guy show up at Glen Helen and just ride one? Yeah, if you're not a weirdo, I can try to help you out there too. I mean, I don't think I'm a weirdo, but yeah, I mean, you sound normal. I'm, I'm out in Connecticut. I'm an NESC rider. Shout out to NESC. Okay. He's good. Uh, Chris, he's East Coast. He's fine. Chris will drive it out there. Yeah. So at yeah. Glen, if people don't I'm know, about an hour from Southwick. So I, I put it out there on Twitter to. Uh, if anybody needed help with the decision, I had the new Honda CRF450R WE, and then some random Twitter guy hit me up, and I let him ride it. On and, and he actually purchased one then yeah. the next day. Did he stab you to death or anything? No, he's really nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Brandon, well, you got a question? I want to do that. You got a question for uh, me? Yeah, uh, Steve, if you don't mind, I do have a question for you as well. Um, so the rumor is Triumph's coming next year, as we all know. Yep. Uh, I know that Jalik Swole is basically a done deal. I mean, I heard it. I believe from you. Um, no, I didn't say. That. I didn't say that. I just said the rumor was. Right, I didn't say right. the done deal. Yet. Allegedly, allegedly, you said the rumor. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. But uh, what about Evan Ferry? I saw some things floating around social media that he may be signing into a pro deal with Triumph. I heard that too. Heard yeah, I heard. That? I heard that too. That rumor. Uh, the big one five uh, is being very tight lipped about that. So I don't. I didn't hear. He's not giving it up. Um, but I did hear something about that. Look, it's no. I think Bobby Hewitt 
is going to target his old guys that he's comfy with, right? He's got Scuba over there. He's got Scuba over there. He's got people that he's familiar with. He's running the Triumph team. It's 250F only next year, then a 450. So he'll probably make a run at Anderson at some point. He would uh, look for Jalik. He looked for Evan Ferry. Will be riding in twenty twenty five though. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. It seems that his uh, career was rejuvenated with going to Cowie. So yeah, I, I mean, there's a possibility. Well, I didn't say it's it, going to happen, but I think he makes a run at it, right? No, like, I, yeah. I, I know you. I know you didn't say it, but yeah, uh, um, I I think yeah, I think the the word on the street is that he's going to look for people that he wants to work for or used to, that he knows that he, he likes, you know? So, um, totally understand that. And Bobby Hewitt, I mean, he's, he's a great manager and a yeah. genius to it. So we'll see. Yeah. He knows his way around the pit. So, all right, cool. Thanks for the call, man. Well, thank you guys so much. And, uh, I appreciate taking my call and huge fan. Listen to all the shows, Steve. Thank you for everything you guys do. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. That's, uh, that's uh, Brandon on one. Moto two crash DNF once again. Did I say what I said in my, yes, in my notes? Right, in notes? Moto 1, third place start, finish, sixth, bike good. Moto 2, crash, DNF once again. <laughs> is that what year is that? What year uh, is that? Like, is that? This was at, I think, what's, can't read your writing. Yeah. Tim Ferry, though, Bud's Creek. Oh, that's that's the last race I June 19th, 05. Yeah, that's the last race I worked with Red Dog. His knee was popping out, so he was not not loving life at that point. Uh, Sean, you play Pulp Mix Fantasy? Yes. How'd it go for you? Shit. Don't shit? <laughs> Does everybody, no one ever says, I have never met one freaking guy that got, says, I had a freaking awesome weekend. I've never heard it. You I, know what? He's kind of got a point. <laughs> you, you ask, I've been when, here a long it's a time. To, it's yeah. a love to hate When you game. think about all the times you've been sitting here and people talk, all you hear yeah. is people saying, I hate the game. I hate myself. We're I want. I welcome Neil and I have night sweats. Like, We're going to change that. We're going to change that right now with the next guy. <laughs> I had Ferrandis. I had Blos. Oh so I had some guy. But I did pick AP. So he gave me. He was like the most points I got. And everyone. Yeah. I think I had Hayden as well. Um, but yeah, I did. I think I got 160 points. All right. More Seven deuce deuce. What's up, buddy? Oh, shit. Dude, I had a freaking awesome. Stop weekend. it! Stop <laughs> it! I told you, Kiefer. I said we're going to change it right now. What did you? How many points no, you get? No, Deuce. That's not what you did. It was, was not. It was not that great. I got two points. Right. Thank you. Deuce, you. I came out clean, but it was like it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't momentous. But I was going to say two twenty-five is not anything great. <laughs> I had one ninety-nine. I had one ninety-nine. So. Oh, so so I did get you again this week. Well, we both had Justin Hill. I saw, and uh, mm, he's day. been crushing it. Uh, not so much this weekend, though. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, not this weekend. I did want to bring up one thing before we talk too much about pulp. Is I do want to let you guys know that it will be catastrophic to the pulp MX legacy if you fuck up this Honda catering thing. <laughs> I am telling you, dude. What you, you, Ash Ash wakes up with nightmares from you badgering about a cheese, dude. Oh, the fixins at her wedding at the wedding. Oh, the fixins was a thing, yeah. Bro, I don't think you guys understand. You guys need to put more time into this because if you ruin factory Honda's catering, dude, it's going to stain Pulpit <laughs> right. for life. This is why we're not getting Sammy's, Adam. Dude, no, no, there's like. I am telling you, like, you need a filet. Like, this would be my plan if I was you. I tried okay? to get bonefish. If, I got turned down. Okay, look it, look it. If they're putting in 800, 
you and Steve got to put in another 800. You know what I mean? Like we're talking 1600 for catering just to like, you know, pull it out of the hat. I mean, you guys cannot mess this up. I don't think you understand. I feel like we can do too good of a job, and then me and Steve are fucked for the rest of the year, and we have to put money in for the rest of the, the catering. No, 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 no. See, that's what I'm saying. This is like a one-and-done deal. So you come in, and you're like the superhero, and then you're good. You know what I mean? If you mess this up, I mean, it's going to be a lifelong I'm just trying to get to a Team HRC with. jacket. That's all I want out of this thing. Well, I mean, I'm just – if you want an HRC jacket, you know what you got to do. It's <laughs> I do. I got to put it down, yeah. Yeah, well, you got to double down. Whatever they got, you got to double down on that. And then, you know what I mean, you got to get servers, white coats, the whole nine yards. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, Should we have the Pulp Nation come serve? <laughs> I mean, I will because actually, too, I'm going to be there on Saturday. Oh, my God. All so, right. We so, have the catering coming up next. That's right. We have the catering. Here it comes. Here it comes. Seven dish dish. Girls in from L.A., boy. So J-Bone had a buddy who owned a restaurant in South Carolina or somewhere, Hilton Head or something, and that guy, they brought that guy out to like five or six races. Really? And he had the white hat and the apron and cooked for you. That's badass. Yeah, it was a high-end restaurant. He brought everything out, brought his truck out. And he was like, yeah, what do you want? Some meat? And like, yeah, it was great. Huh. So do we do that? I mean, I think you have to, like, fly somebody in something big, dude. This isn't, this isn't Yamaha. This isn't KTM. This ain't Cowie, bro. This is factory Honda. Here's my can, we get a, I mean. can we get a taco truck next to the semi? No. I mean, you gotta, I think it. if you have a taco truck, that's like the appetizer before dinner, and then you have a main course, and then like Kiefer said, you bring in a cheesecake like and a couple desserts after. I mean, this has to be like a full, you know, three-course, five-course meal here. Like, this, I'm, you guys don't understand what's going on right now. I get it. Like, I understand it. I don't think This Lars... guy's trying to get Sammy's. I'm saying, no, we can't do that. This is factory Honda. <laughs> no, no. If, if you guys get Sammy's, yeah. you guys We're going to do some bologna and cheese for the people. Yeah, Here's some bologna and cheese. High-end high end Sammy's. In a box with Lay's potato chips? No, no, no. Something no. else. Something else. Look no, it. I'm like, yeah. The Italian place I mean, is money, dude. I feel like the Italian I like place. The, I like the little sandwich bar those places have. You put all your toppings on. Bro, you, you can't you have that out. Thinking. Yeah. You can't have that out? No, you can't have that. It's, too, it's, it's outdoors. There's flies. It, it's Tampa. It's humid. Like, you can't have that shit out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm more thinking, like, another level up, like, where you tell the guy how you want your steak cooked. I don't know. Bro, if, yeah. they don't have time for that. <laughs> Dude, I'm tell, like, something, like, I'm. you guys need to step it up. Like, sandwiches are, like, that's so low. What about, I mean? like, what about, like, a Kiefer After cooked. Dark uh, service? That too, yep. you know. Yep. Skinny tops, I'm, you know. I'm just trying to emphasize the seriousness of the situation that you guys are in, just yeah, to like kind of let you know. Hmm. Well, I don't feel like Lars is expecting. Right. He's not. What kind yeah, of, but dude, yeah. Lars is the type of guy too that he's like setting this opportunity on you, and then you're supposed to go run with more. it. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Because like, do you think that like? You think um, he's expecting Hunter Lawrence to come and get 10th? I don't think he has to say that he's expecting him to win, you know? Uh, Sean, you want to come cook on Saturday? Or what you got? Are you busy? It's <laughs> my first job. I'm pretty yeah. good. Yeah, okay. All right. The, the, the bad part, oh, yeah. Seven Deuce Deuce, is Steve is not doing anything with this. It's going to be me and Heather. Like, well, you heard the interview. Lars said that Kiefer would be really into this. Lars said that. I didn't say that. 
my God. Lars said, oh, I feel like Kiefer would really want to, you know. Yeah, he said Sammy's. And he did say in the text, he's, they never had Jimmy John's. They've never had it. No, I didn't mean Honda had Jimmy John's. I meant the Nationals had Jimmy John's. Oh, uh, okay. Like the media. Yeah. MX Sports gets the media Jimmy John's. What yeah, is- I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like if Lars said get sandwiches, it's like your wife telling you when you know you're not supposed to ride to go ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, good point. What, what Sean, what were you going to say? Would it, would it benefit if the – Catering's place was owned by a veteran or something to do with military appreciation because it's that type of race. It's that theme. Would that do anything, Adam? I mean, absolutely. That's doing something. But the bottom line is, you know, like good. the food's got to be good. Right. Yeah, the food, it has to be like a quality meal. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have like your vegetable. You got to have like choices of meat. And then Kiefer, you know, you better. You better represent the vegetarians because you know yeah. there's some girls over there that are yeah. vegetarian. Right. You know, there needs to be multiple choices, and then it needs to be hot and fresh. This can't be like, oh, we made it at the restaurant, and then we brought it here, and then it just sat. You know, this how has about, to be like. How about Lars's outlandish statements that chicks don't like Chipotle? I, I mean, think it's just the Supercross chicks that are in the rig. I think. Uh, dude, Pookie, yeah. Pookie yeah. loves, loves Heather, Chipotle. Heather mows down like, um, you know, a bowl. Yeah. 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 Sean, chicks, Chipotle? I haven't had one that never liked it. That's Mark, that's rare. Mark's where we at with your hot wife. Uh, she has to be in the mood. Oh. But she will yeah. eat it. But when she's in the mood, yeah, it's good. Talon? I bet she's She's always in the mood. mood. Yeah. yeah, she has to be in the mood for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it changes daily. Wow. Talon's really letting us <laughs> yeah. in on a lot there. Yeah, yeah thanks, Talon. Yeah, that was a five right yeah, there. Yeah, that was a five. Yeah, yeah. that was a five. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, oh. Deuce, Deuce, so Papa Mex Fantasy. Yes. You scored 225. I got 199. I'm in your janky league. Thanks, Marks, for that. I didn't realize it. Uh, yeah. Who's Moto 126? They're winning right now. Um, it's one of my buddy, one of my friends, Bill's buddies. Okay, I don't so really know him, but it's one of his buddies. I am 33 back of you. Eight. Yeah. 885 yeah, I mean, to 852. You're pretty much toast. You're peanut butter and toast, bro. Like. Once I get a lead, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tomac you, and then I'm just gonna keep kind of stretching it, okay. one race at a time. So type of deal. Yeah, your Nate Thrasher and Justin Hill picks were tremendous. Yeah, not good. I really expected Nate to do a lot better, but I had everybody in the main, and I felt like that was a good weekend for those two guys to drop. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't bad. Two twenty-five for what those guys did wasn't bad. No, and I feel like I had a good option. It is to get. To, it is good to get eight in, like you said for sure. I only had seven. Uh, Jack Chambers. Who'd you miss? Jack Chambers Ooh. missed it by one in the heat and the LCQ. Dude, this was a three-way battle between Ash, Ty, and I because we do three-way phone calls before mm-hmm. the races just to like talk about like okay who's going up, and Chambers. Ty said so. Chambers has ridden for a year, right? He's done a year under. He yep. had a year under his belt, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I thought Cody Shock would be a better choice, and mm-hmm. I picked Cody. And dude, when I saw him flying through the air after that, after he scrubbed into that his buddy and like launched into the thing, I was like, I'm done, dude. I thought he's died. It's over. I thought it was over, and then somehow he comes from the outside and pulls it off in the LCQ. and Chambers. Yeah. Yeah, and Chambers misses it by one in mm-hmm. both, right? Yeah, I'm aware. Oh uh-huh. man. Uh also oh, by the way, wanna... Shock Go had ahead. to Shock had to show up with um uh Owen's uh Spring Forks. He'd been on Air Forks 
They didn't have any spare forks for him, so they put Owen spring forks on. So he was lining up for the LCQ with Jace Owen spring forks, just hoping that they were wow. good. Yeah. And then liked them. Really? Yeah, then liked them. Said, yeah, don't touch them for the main event. They're good. Okay. Wow, what if he's going to stick awesome. with them? I don't know, but Cody Shock got hit by a car on a grom, yeah. broke his jaw, yep. and tore his knee up and had like an infection from that at some point, and then he has a bridge. Yeah. Props to Cody Shock for still being alive. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. He's a zombie. Yeah, he's a zombie. Yeah, he's the new zombie. <laughs> and, and to my top highlight, the top highlight of the weekend was um, I got yelled at by Ash because I told her um, not to pick a rider in the lights class. And then I'm like, I'm not telling you who to pick in the 450. And she picked Freddie Norn and Kyle Chisholm. Oh. Dude, oh. at the end of that LCQ, dude, I don't know if I could have been more happy in my entire life <laughs> to see the backlash from having to not pick that guy in the lights class to seeing both of her picks on her own just completely get demolished in the last corner. That like, was, it was just like that was a tough an awakening. One. That was a tough mm. one. That Pulp Mix Fantasy, it's the, it's the game that keeps giving, Kiefer. That's, sounds great. <laughs> Everyone's so freaking happy when they ask, how'd you do? <laughs> Shit. You got a good point. I lost sleep. <laughs> I got night sweats. I got to fight with my wife. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breaking down families one by one. Pulp fantasy. Catch the fever. The Pulp Mix fantasy positivity PR campaign starts now. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> it yeah, starts we, right now. We really got to turn that on. Yeah, around. you got to screen these calls that come in make sure they did good. Hey, Keeper, I thought your whole look was positivity, bro. You're all negative. We need look at positive. Say one nice thing about Pulp Mix fantasy, Keeper. about <laughs> Pulp fantasy. Yeah, say one nice thing. That's about. not a human being. Sorry, I can't do uh, it. But we did. Oh no, I retweeted. I retweeted today on Twitter the guy who won. He won the overall. Yeah. So he won the jersey on the weekend. So Does he, he was, exist? Yeah, he, he somebody. Yeah, he said, look. Somebody. I, it's a bot. He, he Some said, bot I won. That won. And, and he, he won the it's championship league. So he he was happy. That guy was happy. Let's get him on the show. I want to hear his. I want to hear his voice. And then he'll probably almost suicide next week. So. Yeah, yeah. Wee! Just look. Paul Pemmons fantasy. No, it's a game that keeps giving. Oh man, the joys of so pulp fantasy. I can't Still wait till live replies from the from the so two people that. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, we got two. Uh, Decal Works has two sets of pre-printed backgrounds to give away. And oh, I've, compact, I've okay. contacted them. Yeah, yeah. From the from yep. the winners, and yep. I'm still waiting for a reply from both of them. I would have thought that would have been an instant <laughs> reply. Yeah. I guess people don't check email. We need yeah. their texts or phone uh, number or something. The whole prize thing, we. Yeah. It, it, look at look at you right now. No, so. this isn't the first time you've heard this. <laughs> Marks Marks deals with this more. Like, oh my god, these emails from some of our players. <laughs> They just—it's insane. It's insane. They—they just—they don't understand computers and emails. And it's just—it's one thing. Uh, usernames, logins, it's, none yeah. of that. None <laughs> of that is—is is a real thing that they think about. So yeah, it's—it's it's tough. Um, well, uh, yeah, I really certainly love the game watching Chambers in tenth and and fifth in the LCQ in the heat. That was great. I really love the game. Yeah, it was fantastic. Tough one. Tough one for you, bud. But, um, uh, all it'll, right, it'll come back Deuce. Well, um, let's uh, let's see you next week, buddy. Let's see how you yeah. do in Tampa. Yep, this is. Uh, I'm actually guys. Gonna, I'm going to see you guys at the race too. I'm going to pull up at the race. I awesome. won't be there till like five well, o'clock. So. Oh well, maybe you're going to miss our catering then. I'll let you know. Yeah, mm. I, I probably will, but I might be at the Suzuki tent for catering. But you know, I mean, 
Probably. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, let us know uh, when you're there so we can meet up and uh, and see you. Hell yeah, One nice sure. thing about uh, Seven Deuce Deuce before oh. he gets off the phone. Oh, yeah, okay. What you see is what you get in real life. This mm. this positivity, mm-hmm. this 722 the, the lives, energy, energy. lives yeah. after racing. It's still in him. I seen Seven Let's Deuce go. Deuce in Boise one time in 2013 or 2012 on the way from Seattle to Salt Lake. Same guy? Seven Deuce Deuce. And he, Before uh, he was Seven Deuce Deuce. Really. Pre. Pre. Right. And we stopped at WPS, and I it was weird because I ended up going riding at a desert behind there when I was living, and I saw they had all the trucks out. So I went in there and just kind of checked in, see what's up, and I ended up volunteering flagging because they had a track. Yeah. And uh, Adam was one of the – like Trey was there, a bunch of people, but Adam was so cool, man. He was like trying to triple out of this corner, and he just sat – I remember, Adam, you like saw some chicken, and you like questioned. You're like, is this chicken good to eat? And he was just like a most genuine – <laughs> Honest, like carefree, like whatever. This is this chicken good? I got chicken. Yeah, it's fine. It's barbecued. It's allowed to be pink a little bit. Is this chicken or tuna? Is this chicken good to eat? Well, dude, they smoked the chicken. I'm pretty sure that day. I kind of remember it actually. Yeah, and it was like pink. It was like pink. Still, so I'm like looking at this chicken. Yeah, and I think I remember even looking at you like, bro, is this good to eat? Yeah, like is this okay? And he's like, yeah, bro, it's smoked. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly what you said, man. That left a good impression. Yep. Oh, that's so freaking awesome. Thanks for calling in, Deuce. And uh, keep, yeah. keep it up. Keep in touch, man. Hey, hey, if I beat you in fantasy, I'm getting a spot on the Pulp Fantasy podcast. I'm just putting that in. If we'll I get beat you, you on. Overall, I'll put you on in, uh, when, I, uh, when I host it here. Yeah, we'll we'll get you on. Don't worry, Deuce. Yeah. For I sure. love you guys. All right. Man, it's so good to hear your voices. I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. you right. See you, buddy. Love you. Bye. 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 That's ah. that's Adam Nap, everybody. Uh, Cherubis Racing, industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike, plastics, and accessories. Cooper Webb, Adam Cincerillo, Adam Plessinger, Aaron Plessinger. Adam, uh, Who's Adam Plessinger? Is his cousin? That's his brother. Okay. Uh, Jason Anderson and many others along the way. Uh, Cherubis has fine-tuned the products to offer their highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Bring your bike back to life with a full line of replacement replica plastic kits, hand guards, discards, frame guards, and more. At Cherubis USA, at CherubisUSA.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Thank you to the folks at... Michelin as well. Yeah, Michelin, Kiefer. Yep, they're good tires. No no hate comes. Great hats over there at Michelin as Do well. Do they have hats? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires. Uh, Starcross 6 is fantastic. What? It's a nice looking bike. That's my bike. Uh, designed to win the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range featuring Michelin adaptive design. Offers up to 16% more traction. When new, up to 19% more traction when worn. Check it out. Whether it's street bikes, cruiser bikes, uh, dirt bikes, Michelin's got a tire for you people. Mount, mount, uh, yeah, bicycle tires as well. Really good. I got the uh, DH34s on uh, the Taser right now. So please check out Michelin tires for all of your needs. Thank you to Randy and those guys for coming on board with us. Uh, we got the Race Tech rant coming up. Sean Murdoch. Murdoch. C. Murdoch. Yeah. Sean Murdoch, the way you looked at me, I was like, did I say it wrong? No, you said okay. it perfect. Sean Murdoch from decalmx.com uh, here in studio as well. Pulp MX 23 is the code to save the official graphics of uh, the Kiefer Inc. and Kiefer Inc. Uh, testing guys. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Here, let's get to our, our guest here. David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Mr. Side, how's, how's uh, Texas? <laughs> so good to be home. Oh, I bet, dude. How's it feeling? Got feel a little to... ride in yesterday. 
Oh, you put, did? Put a figure eight in my backyard. Yeah, he sends me a picture. Or pictures of a, he built like a little rut track in his backyard. It's like as big as this room in here. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just going to piss off my neighbors. He's just making a little yeah. eight should, figure eight. You should buy the Alta. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I would love to have an electric bike, but uh don't have one right now. But yeah, after riding the figure eight up there in the desert for like two seconds at uh, Kiefer's, I was like, you know what? This space in my backyard is almost that big. Mm-hmm. We got to so. figure it. So, Usually our routine is Aiden and I will go do some motos at a track, and as we ride back, we have a figure eight we do before we go home, like a little session. Mm-hmm. So I brought Dark there, and uh, he did one for a little bit. So Okay. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, so now I can ride in my backyard every once in a while. So, and Anything you want to tell us, Dark? Anything you got to tell us? Uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I got a mm-hmm. text from the two of you. I was at dinner with my daughters. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you, uh, but, hey, do you remember Anaheim 2? Uh, I, I do vaguely remember Anaheim 2. Do you remember yes. being in the back of the Fan Fest with all of us? I do. Um, do you remember that certain someone that walked by and flipped off Steve Mathis? I heard the story. Okay. How did he know Steve Mathis was uh, in the Fan Fest area? I couldn't tell you. Mm. I wasn't there. After I left you guys and I went to uh, do interviews. Mm. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. you left. You did you, you left the fan fest to go into the pits mm-hmm. where that certain someone is? Yep. Huh? And he wasn't there when certain someone was doing the act. Yeah. He was already gone. Gone. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Mm. Yeah. It's very peculiar, I guess. Where the but, fuck uh, Scooby Doo? We need him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. Not uh. Not, not it. Will said it was. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I buy that. I don't know why Will would uh, uh, point me out. I, I, I didn't even see Will that day. Look it. We know what it is. Just come clean. We're your buddies. You owe us that much. Listen, Mr. Side, I understand you're lashing out things that I've said about you or whatever, and I get that, but you just should just man up and admit what you did. Yeah, I'm not part of this, man. I don't want anything to do with this. You guys have to gonna have to search a little deeper, I think. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Will keep saying he, Will said he had eyes everywhere. I don't know who his eyes are. But uh, maybe, maybe it was the guy that was, was JT. Maybe it was the guy that was over there and mm-hmm. then left to the, go to the his pit. description of what he gave us fits you to the T. Oh yeah, <laughs> what is this description? Don't worry about it. Person. I mean, if you had the wrap-up show, you'd have to listen, but you don't have it anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. I was uh, I was out doing stuff tonight. I'll listen tomorrow. Well, dark. I'll listen tomorrow. I'll see, the, I'll see if I fit the, dark. the description. The, the tables have turned, dark, and the game has started for you. Dark. And uh, you might regret ever, ever doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You guys are grasping for straws. Nope. Already got the straw. It's right here. Yeah. And I'm okay. spinning it. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, uh, I met yeah. I met the Lord of the Berms in Dallas. Lord. Oh, you met Shan. I met him, yeah, yeah. and he was uh, very friendly and not yep. angry at all about the silence. Silencio. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, yeah, he got he got honored. Uh, I saw that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was cool. I didn't get to see that because I was on a TV truck, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, I, I guess Adam was just on, and fantasy sucks balls, by the way. It's t- the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Four guys. 
Four guys. Four. Is how many I got. We're speaking well, positivity only. Four. Dark. 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 Yeah, well, I'm, Dark's I'm not a, counting Dylan Ferrandis. I had Dylan Ferrandis. I'm not counting him. I had, Dark's uh, in a dark place. Talk dude. about how awesome the four you had were. What's that? Talk yeah. about how awesome the four riders you had were. They were pretty good. I yeah, mean, I got see? 136 with four. Yeah, there you go. What's fucked is when Dark's at the house, or when he's not at the house, I just all I do is do stuff around the house. I go, Dark. And I just, I'm not, I'm in my office and I'll just be by myself and I'll be typing and I go, Dark. <laughs> yeah. You have Steve doing it now too, so yeah. Yeah, I was, I was doing it this, this I was weekend. doing it this weekend. Yeah, Dark. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so good. There's so many fucking nicknames this weekend. Oh, yeah, you got a God. lot. You have a lot. And, and now, uh, now I'm just trying to go by Jamie and everybody's got a different nicknames. And now you yeah. have another one, Snitch Side. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lie Great. side. Mm-hmm. Dang. Great. Snitch Great. side as speaking. <laughs> Rat ball side. <laughs> Rat ball side. <laughs> oh, my Have God. Have a good night, Mr. Uh, Jamie. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Uh, See you, Dag. 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 All right, Sean. All right, let's get started. We got a lot of shit. To what do. are we getting started? We I thought we already did. Well, we got voicemails. We're we got fucking three hours into the show. Can, uh, Four hours. We got Kiefer after dark. Do you want to hang around for that? I'll chill. Yeah. I I would love to have Greg, but I feel like I don't think he would. Uh, he might get in trouble if he's with me on this. So we're gonna keep him out of that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm uh, watching out for you, by the way. <laughs> what, what? Why did you show me Brio? That's the that's the Italian place. Oh yeah. No, we're not doing that. Why? That's too basic. What? Brio's basic. It is? Yeah, it's not a Tampa restaurant. It's not a Tampa chain. It's nothing. I know it's not a Tampa chain. It's just well, a restaurant. Lars a, wanted local Tampa. It's Tampa, Florida. Well, I, okay. It, it's, there's one in Tampa, Florida, but Brio's all over the place. There's a Brio 15 minutes away. Oh. <laughs> he says it's Tampa. Yeah, that's where they are. It doesn't mean that's where they're from or anything. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean it's local. Do you think McDonald's is local to Tampa because there's one in there too? No, I didn't know that. Sorry. Jesus. I didn't know Brio was a chain. Never heard of Brio. Mike's on two. Mike, what's up? Mike. Derek. <laughs> Mike. Hey, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, guys. I I remember from a couple of years ago, I think there was a show Kiefer was on, and he was talking about, like, I think Papa Max fan favorite, El Hombre, used to stay at his house or came and stayed there, did something like that. Do, am I remembering that right, Kiefer? Yeah. Yep. So he used so, to train with uh, Seiji. Um, that was Shorty's trainer and stuff. So Sagey would bring him up and Heather would make us dinner and Aiden was real small. He'd hang out with the family and, you know, just have dinner and just bullshit. So is he like, uh, like, is he, how old is he? Is he pro at this point or is he younger than that? Yes. He just, he's getting ready to turn pro. I think he's on the Rockstar Husqvarna team. Okay. KTM. So this is my KTM. question. Yeah. Why can't you, what have you done to break nothing. I've done nothing. the beef? I've done no. zero. Okay. I've done zero because Steve and I have mutual friends that ha are friends with him, and I just kind of know where we're at. And just it's just at, at this point, it's just not going to happen. So I don't fuck with it. Fair enough. Can you give us a, a JA story from from hanging out with him? Then is there I, anything good? I don't have anything good. Like we had good conversations at the dinner table. He was polite. Um, I, he said thank you. He would actually. Aid he, was super he knows who you are now to this day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, he, he was um, when Aiden was small, he'd hang out and play with Aiden in the living room. So yeah, he was he was a nice kid. I have I have nothing bad to say. I just know at one point in time that he had some payment issues with Sagey, and Sagey was pissed. But I think they worked it out, and that's that's all I got. I don't got really anything. 
All right, Mike. Fair enough. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, by the way, for, so we got a lot to do tonight, uh, but life swap. Yeah. Our original plan was Dallas. Yeah. Okay. You were going to come here the w- Monday of Dallas, and then I was going to go home to your place, yep. and then you were going to go to Dallas, and mm-hmm. then I was going to come back after Monday after Dallas, mm-hmm. and we were going to go back to our old lives. Correct. This was all scheduled. It was all done. Correct. Scheduled with us. Correct. So. Don't leave anything out. No. No, sir. I will not. <laughs> okay. So about a month ago, month and a half uh, ago. Two more, months. Two months ago? Yeah. You say to me, first of all, you're laughing uncontrollably. Because, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. laughing uncontrollably. Oh. And then you tell me that the week of life swap you have five days of durability testing. Mm-hmm. Three to four motos a day, 30-minute motos, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I'm like, well, he's kidding. Like, he's joking. Like, the, first of all, because that's, that's first, nuts, mm-hmm. right? But that's, I mean, I know durability is tested. I, I've been involved with it a little bit. But I know that that's insane amount of, ro- more than what I would remember what durability testing was. <laughs> so Pookie and I are like, well, he's joking. He's kidding because, you know, he just wants to get this going and, like, is, have give have me have second thoughts about Life Swap. Mm-hmm. And smash cut to, like, two weeks ago. No. I call him. No. Timeline's off. Two weeks ago. A longer. week ago? It's been longer than two weeks, dude. It has not been longer than two weeks that I called you on our friendship when I said on our friendship. Oh, okay. That was not two weeks ago. All right. Am I, am I wrong? No, when you said on our friendship, you're right. So two <laughs> weeks ago, I say, Chris. Our friendship's hanging in the balance here. You have to tell me the truth. Do you have five days of durability testing the week of life swap? And he says, yes, I do. And so, like, I can't do that. Like, first of all, that's not an accurate portrayal of his life in a week. Oh, my God. But you're fucked. How, how is that not accurate? Because that's what, what one, once, one week a year you do that? No. Durability? No. You, okay. I do it a lot. How, how many weeks a year do you do that? Don't lie. I, okay, I wouldn't say weeks, but at some point in time, six to seven times per year. It you could be, it could week. be, no, it could yeah. be a three days. It could be a week. Right. So yeah. Okay. Just depends. So I like I don't ride that much. Clearly, I'm also I I I have an ambassador deal with Yamaha, which could affect things. Oh my god. I so we can't do life swap. Like he is giving me the the week of of a hell week. Hell week. Hell week, like, a, like, a, like a Navy SEAL. Life swap. <laughs> so I, we have to abandon the plans for life swap that week. Like I'm supposed to take Aiden riding. I'm supposed to work on bikes. I'm supposed to answer his email. I'm not supposed to ride five straight days, three to four 30-minute motos a day. I mean, by day three, I would need an IV. No, day two. A, a, a doctor's visit for my chapped ass. Uh, uh, whatever, you know, an ice bath. Yeah. You know, be like, brutal. yeah, like, I, I mean, I just can't, I don't ride like Chris does. I don't mind riding all week, but not five days and not. What type of riding? Motocross? Moto. Straight moto. Yeah. And Chris is like, oh, no, you can just go your speed, which is fine. Like, I get that. Like, I don't need to, you know, lower a lap time or anything, but. Still, like, that's still. That's it, a, it's a lot. It's a good load. So I just want our listeners to know. That I've abandoned life swap because Chris Kiefer gave me a week that was unrealistic <laughs> to meet. You can get fucked. <laughs> right. So that's, it's off now. No, it's not off. Okay. So let's, there's always 
three sides of the story, right? I'm going to give you my side, then maybe you can be the judge. Yes, we did talk about live swap. Oh, you, I thought you were joking this okay, whole time. Well, yeah, I'll just relax. Okay, yeah, yeah. So when I did tell you this at dinner, I said, I have something to tell you. Yeah. And although I was laughing, you knew I was laughing because I knew it was going to be hard on you. I still thought you were joking. No. And it, why would I not say, ha, 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 I'm joking later on? Because you would think about this. And no. Because like, then after the dinner, we went to a concert, right, that night? Because here's what happened. We went to a concert that night. On the drive up is when I got the schedule, right? So I'm like, oh, shit, that's the weekend. So we got to tell him. So that's what I said. And then time has passed, right? So he thinks I'm joking. Time has rolled on. This is still happening. I'm like... You know, we banter back and forth the text. Hey, don't worry. You know, it's coming up. Yep, yep, yep. And then he comes with two weeks ago yeah. on our friendship. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not no, lying. Pookie and I are like, he's kidding. Like, there's no way that he would possibly think that this is really what's going to happen. Why are you calling me? Um, I don't know. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> that's really weird. Oh, maybe my phone Siri did it. Maybe I said call. Keith. Oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah. that was weird. Yeah, I think I Siri just thought I said call Kiefer. Wow. Um, okay. Hey, man, you beaten off. So, <laughs> so I have five days of some testing that requires to ride a long time, right? So I go, look, this is life swap. It isn't like pick a weekend where you think it's easy and do my life. Like, this is part of my life. But, okay. So I got to come here and figure out all the fucking knobs over on that Yamaha board. I got to figure out how to load shit. I got to do it. I got to do it. And that's your life, right? But okay. in my life, I have to ride. But this is serious stuff. Like, the person that you're doing this for, like, this is serious. You it's can't... not that serious. You just got to ride a dirt bike. Yeah, but they need the, the time on the motorcycle. They yeah. need it. Yes. So I won't be able to do the job. You can sit on the seat and ride. I don't think I can, okay. sir. Okay, so for, here's the thing. For, for this long. So you say you can't. No big deal. We have an optional date. And I, me and Pookie have talked about this before on the show, which will work with her if it works with you. Glendale, April 18th, you, you know, you go to Glendale. Yeah. On that Monday, so April 20th, I come up here and do the show. You leave April 20th and go to my house mm -hmm. for that week. I will go to Atlanta on April 15th. Okay. And then we will do the show on April 17th, and that commences the week. Or if you're a little bitch. I'll have to check with Pookie. <laughs> okay, you can double check. Right. But that is, I have to go to Texas with Aiden, so March is kind of screwed. So I got amateur stuff coming up. We have Loretta Qualifier. So this is the other option. It's not off the table. I still want to do it. I will give you what you want in a little easier week, but... Within that week, you're still riding three days. No problem. Four days. No problem. You have to do a show. You have to answer emails. Yeah, yeah. That's you have all to create easy. content for Kiefer Five Inc. days a week of three to four 30-minute motos is a little much, and then I'm supposed to take care of the kid and take care of the wife? Heather's, yep. She's pretty easy. Don't take care of much. I got to do all She's actually going to make dinner for you. I mean, you'll be like, you on the couch, just get served. You talk shit. Like, that's what it's going to happen. I won't happen. do that. I won't make her do that. I will get up and serve myself. No, you won't, because after much riding you'll do, you can't get off the couch. That's you'll probably be a good point. <laughs> so. For life swap, if it was the other way, yeah. yeah. So, I still feel like you are not giving enough respect of how much I do, but I respect what you do. I respect all that you do. You have a lot of fingers out there, like I do. And I think you just think, oh, I get to ride, I go to Glen Hill for two hours, and I come home, and 
uh, type something up, and then, hey, what's up? It's a show. You got to, like, answer the emails in a nice manner. Aiden and I are going to play PS5. <laughs> right. That's what we're going to do. No, you can't because that's not what I do. You said I got to be in group messages with, with JT and shit. Yeah, I'm going to put you in. You're going to have to argue with JT in group messages. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're going to like that? That will be the worst part for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. See, it's doing it again. Uh-uh. I don't know. That's weird. Um, okay. So we got a date, tentatively, but not the date we thought of. Yes. So, okay. in other words, it wasn't my fault. It was your fault. You backed out of it. You chose not to do it because you said you can't do it. This would be like, okay, this would be like Ron from Decal Works, Ron Joint, the okay. owner. Yeah, yeah. He, he says, hey, Steve, I'm flying in to yep. discuss 2024 advertising with you. Mm-hmm. So let's do dinner. I'll be in Vegas for a show. Yep. And then let's meet for dinner. And it's during Chris, Chris has to do it. Yeah, and it's during life swap. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, but that's I'll talk to that, Ron and we'll have dinner yeah, and we'll hang out yeah, and talk about marketing. Then you're negotiating my deal with I'll him. I'll negotiate your deal. Okay, but th- that's like the same thing. Like I, that's not going to work. I need I got to be here. Why? Why can't you trust me to negotiate your deal? Uh, because, for numerous reasons. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe but Ron and I will hit it off. I'm sure you would. And, He's a great and, guy. Right. And maybe you might get more than you expected just because I did it and not you. Okay. So <laughs> Instead, you have scheduled life swap for a time when when you need to do that. Like physically, you need to do that. Okay. Well, we have the second option. Hopefully, that will work for you. Okay. And hopefully, I don't have any kind of testing that pops up that week. Because in my life, things pop up that I have to be at. As well, well nothing as a- better yeah, pop like up that? with my wife when you're here. <laughs> nope. Everything's fine. Don't worry about what me and Pookie do. We're fine. Uh, good, thanks luck. For, good luck when you go to, to my house. Thank you for Off-Road wa- <laughs> Thank you to offroadwarehouse.com. Pop-A-Mex is the code to save. O-R-W. It's on the butt patch of the uh, club racing guys. J-Mart this weekend. Phil and Enzo on the other coast. How about Preston Kilroy? Fill in ride for the Gosh, club guys. Breaks dang. both wrists What was practice. the net? I don't know, man. They said he went over the berm into the concrete. That's yeah. how he, what happened. Yeah. As I've said, they don't have enough nets. They oh. never had enough nets. Okay. How many do they have? They got two or oh. one if it's a big turn. Okay. I guess it's $400 maybe to buy another net. I'm not sure. I've, I've tried to buy one. I've said, hey, can I buy one and put Pulp Mex? <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. And, and nobody returns my call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll buy the other net. Because honestly, what, what, just put them everywhere. There's, what, what is the downside to putting them out there? How about you just say, can I buy a net and don't have any logos on it? Uh, I, I, I'll do that too. Yeah. So thank you to the folks at ORW. Uh, Club MX team, they are staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team, plus they install everything they sell, from suspension kits, tires and wheels, to steps, bed accessories, and more. Offroadwarehouse.com. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Offroad Warehouse. Uh, thanks to those guys. Well, there's one two minutes from here, by the way, Sean. Nice. You, you live by me, don't you? You live close by, don't you? Uh, Like six miles yeah. on the yeah. other side of the 15. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Big guy moved into a house now. It's got oh, a house. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Big, Big guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you buy yeah. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Did we get Thank the you. Did we get the get ECU test going with you? Uh, Dan is. Are we working on that? Dan is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, get ECU is used by, uh, of course, uh, Honda, two uh, fifties and four fifty guys. The two fifty guys are using the ECUs. Four fifty guys are using the RPM dashboard and the data logger. So please check that out as well. Uh, we got voicemails. We always got voicemails. Uh, they're very exciting. I had thirty eight of them from last week because now we're playing them more. Oh shit! So they're on it. So people are on them. So. Um, Let's do some voicemail, shall we? Hey, Steve, this is Darren. I'm calling to uh, give kudos again to Phil Nicoletti for being the uh, senior anchor man that he is here in the 250 class. I think you guys are being jerkies, a little jerky to him. 
I think Daniel's a little uh, jealous that he's still out there racing, making it happen. And, uh, you know, keep going, Phil. This is exactly what I said last time. These 250 kids are taking themselves out. You are a solid rock here uh, in one of the three uh, races. And it was exciting to see. And uh, the long game is the way to go here. You don't have broken arm, broken wrist, broken uh, collarbones. And that's what uh, that experience brings you. So hang in there, buddy. The old guys love you. And uh, it's good times. Hey, I was just listening to run now, and <clears throat> y'all were talking about some stuff, and Hank Cleaners, and I live in East Texas, and I know that's where, uh, <laughs> hey, so as far as the <clears throat> handy wipes go and keeping your hands clean, this is, <clears throat> I would definitely use, uh, scrubs, and I'm from East Texas, where, uh, Dark side, bro. So I'm sure he knows all about those. What? Yeah, that's hey. uh, that's our listeners, everybody. What? Yeah. What's he talking about? I don't know, man. He kept calling back and talking about wipes, too. That was the first of, like, four phone calls. <laughs> wipes? Yeah, because Daniel Blair was talking about Eagle Grit and yeah. wipes. Mm. And, and this gentleman, first of all, Dark is from West Texas, not, not East Texas. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know, man. These are our listeners. Do you use wipes? Are you a... Um a wet wipes kind of guy when you no. go to the bathroom? No. Just toilet paper? Yeah. Are you wet wipes? Dry. Marks? Dry. Dry. Okay. You wet wipes? Yeah, I'm wet wipes. You flush You're it? wet? Yeah, flush. No, he doesn't flush. What? No, I'm just saying like it's it's bad for your system, isn't it? Wet wipes? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think I'm, if you use too many. No, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm like initial wet wipe and then dry after that. Hmm. I have to reevaluate my uh, movements. Yeah. <laughs> This is Alex in North Carolina. I've been thinking a lot about the triple crowns, and it, it just feels like something's missing. There's there's no incentive really to win a gangbang. You just have to be consistent. And I feel like there needs to be some kind of incentive. So I think the answer is pretty easy. There needs to be a bonus point, one bonus point for each gangbang win, and maybe even an extra couple bonus points if you win all three gangbangs. So if you win all three gangbangs, that would be five extra bonus points. That would give you, what, a 31-point night? You know, and <laughs> if you funny. win like Chase did, get the you know, points. he gets two extra bonus points. I just, I just feel like that would make it more exciting. There's more yeah. incentive to go out there and just get it done, you know, make get the wins. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I was in a gangbang. That's not a bad idea. No, yeah, give some incentive to these guys. I yeah. mean, because we've seen dudes coast around when they know they have the overall in the third third race. And why are you a hater on the MXGP Saturday points? Oh, I just, I just think it's off. Well, it's unnecessary. There's a race on Sunday. Well, yeah, well, but I well, like the points. Okay. I think as a fan, I think it makes the so, Saturday more interesting. Well, of course it does. But teams and riders, you're now you're racing a third moto. You're basically racing a third moto. Ten points is a lot. Yeah, like. Now you're putting yourself in danger again, and the teams are going to be the riders are going to be like, "Hey, I want money, I want money now." It's a real race, you know. Like Isn't bonus it, me out. Okay, so they don't consider it a real race for position. I don't. For, I don't. Well, they. I just feel like a gate, gate drop's it's a for, gate drop. Right? It's for gate pick. Right. Four. Yeah. I mean, you can get hurt in that race just as much as you can with one with points. Yeah, but I felt like gate drop when there's twenty guys isn't gate pick when there's twenty guys on the line is like whatever. Right? Is it ten nine eight like that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I don't think those things should be points. I think you're make you're asking the riders for ten points is serious business. Mm-hmm. You're asking them to send it for for ten points. Yep. You're asking them to send it two more times on Saturday and really on Sunday. 
and it's really just for the fans that are there mm-hmm. that you know you want you're making money off the f- like they're not paying anymore they're not going to pay you anymore but they want you to put your their, their life on the line for points yeah i can understand that so too. i don't like that like okay. i don't think that that's fair so you're looking at more of a rider standpoint. Yeah, riders and teams. Okay. And teams, too. Teams will start taking it way seriously. You know, you don't ever look at it as a fan standpoint? Well, I just want, I want them to be compensated, and then I'm fine with it. Okay. Then, then everybody goes in with, with open eyes. But giving them 10 points is going to make them send it. Yeah, I think maybe I still like the point system. Maybe, maybe less points, maybe five sure. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Steve, just listen to your rant about the uh, kids with the goofy names. So my wife's a school teacher, and I can assure you that you're never going to have to worry about any of these kids with these goofball names being anything successful because uh, their parents are losers, and most of them are too, to be honest. And also, quit shitting on East Texas. It's really nice over here. Dark side just kind of lives in not a great spot. But he lives in the West Texas. Pretty nice. He's in West have Texas. He sounds like a Pulp MX fantasy up, player. Yeah. That's how excited he was. Hey, listen, I already called and left the voicemail, but I kind of fucked it up, so I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an idea about arena cross. What if there was another arena cross that was not AMA sanctioned that just loved the fucking mayhem? Like what happened with Caden Stake, you know, that was an every weekend thing, and they just played off that, you know? Like strictly entertainment-based. Everybody, you know, Chiz comes out and Chiz is on the crowd. A-Ray comes out, you know, for his uh, opening ceremonies with two girls on his arms. Seven Deuce Deuce does a little concert. You know, what if they played into the personas of the riders and just strictly the entertainment side of it instead of the racing? Uh, Do you think that would bridge the gap between the average Joe being able to sit down and watch an arena cross, um, you know, instead of having to watch an actual race and – Losing interest, so just an idea. What do you guys think? Let me know. This guy wants WWE in Arena Cross. Yeah, that's what Greg said. Same thing. Greg wants it too? No, he just said it sounds like WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, he wants takeouts and Yeah, like so, so, hey, Cade, we're going to just line you up and just send you onto the concrete. Yeah, T-bone time. Ah, yeah. real fun. Like, I, no. 450 main, boom. Yeah, yeah, like I don't. This isn't This isn't wrestling. This is a real sport. Yeah, yeah. it's a real sport with like. I think I mean, those type of fans are out there, but they're not in it for the the reasons that we're talking with Carmichael about the mental aspect of our sport. Those yeah. that guy's on a different level. He just wants to see carnage. Yeah, those are the monster trucks of our sport, kind of thing, right? Steve, what's in the pulp show from last week? The dude that called in and asked if Hayden Deegan was going to be the next Michael Essie. You had a great point when you're like. I got to defend the 800 for a little bit. Do people forget that Mike got second overall outdoors? I think it was 2012. 2012 in the 450 class. Like 99% of riders beginning their career would be like, if you told them, Hey, you're going to get second overall in a 450 series. They and would win races. That. I don't know. I think Mike gets a lot of shit that, uh, he doesn't really deserve. I, I agree. He had a great Absolutely. career. Yeah, Mike was a bad dude. And, yep. um, you know, obviously the, he's done some dumb things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of writers have. Yeah, but, yeah, Mike had a great career. So when people say he's a bust, like Mike Alessi, I'm always like, hold on. Hold on. Mike never won any pro championships, yes, but he won races 
everywhere but 450 Supercross. Got a couple podiums, or at least one on there. And then, you know, what one ton of nationals and, and millions of dollars. Most hole shots out of anyone, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean he, one of the best starters ever. Yeah, like he's not a bust. No. So. Yeah, Steve, I just wanted to call up and just say uh, I was listening to the last episode and you were talking about how you didn't like sports that rely too much on the engine rather than the athlete's skill set. And I just wanted to say that I just I just loved everything you had to say about that. It was just everything about it was exceptional. The part where you said that the bikes aren't the same this year, so Fabio Quattro isn't as good. That was just unbelievable. I just couldn't believe like how you the words came out of your mouth. It was just poetic. Wow. It was. It, it, I, I just. I still can't get over it. It hit me in the heart. It. It really hit me in the soul. And then the next thing you started talking about, you're talking about how the F1 cars are the same. If you're in the F1 car, that's the best car, then you're going to be the best driver, no matter what. That. Oh my God. Thank you, sir. I just couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Some, sometimes I hear your voice and I just think, Jesus Christ, is this guy actually? Has he finished high school? Is does he have? But then you you come out with this, and it was just unbelievable. I, I just can't believe it. And I just wanted to say thank you, thank you so much. It was, it was <laughs> thanks, mate. Hell of a guy. Oh, Steve. Hey, it's Eric calling from uh, Pennsylvania. Um, hey, man. I just want to say I, I rarely listen live, so I don't ever get the chance to call in live. But um, now that you're doing these uh, voicemails. Um, why the fuck do all these people call in complaining and bitching about everything you say or do and then continue to listen to your show? Like, just don't fucking listen if you don't like it. Right. Uh, that's all I really had to say. Um, I appreciate everything you do for the sport, for uh, your show. I uh, love all, all of it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, sir. It's the Howard Stern Syndrome. Steve, it's Shofi. Hey, first off, Derek. track worker's been doing a good job of keeping the lap times higher so they're not doing 30 laps and tearing down the track but what i really wanted to call about is the pulp mx fantasy why do you guys not have a head-to-head for the leagues that we create i couldn't imagine playing fantasy football and just every week calculating the total for the entire year there's nothing to brag about like imagine if you had Adam Ettingknapp talking shit about beating you for just this week. It would make it so much better. So you guys need to create head-to-head matchups within the league. You guys. I'm sure that's not that hard. We got the talented coder over there in the back. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just wanted to tell you that you guys need to make head-to-head. It would make it so much easier to get my friends and even motocrossers don't like just doing it how you guys do it. But if you had a head-to-head, it would get a lot more people mm-hmm. involved. I'll take 10%. Anyway, thank you. There you go. Thank you. No. <laughs> God damn it, A-Ray. Yep. Steve, it's it. from Nashville. Uh, sitting inside a real Starbucks, but I just wanted to get something off my chest. Everybody talks shit about broad- broadcast and whatnot, but dude, DB 
and the goat in the booth are phenomenal. I love that combo. Let's keep it like that. Give Daniel the money he wants. Give it. He deserves it all. Give it to him. Keep him in, keep him in the booth. We'll see you later. Steve is a whiny, entitled, liberal pussy. There we go. I mean, thank you for that, sir. That's my race tech rant oh. of the night. Okay, race good. Tech. It's not, not me. Thank you. No, I was going to do that, but I switched it. Okay. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Thanks to race tech, suspension, motors, all of that. Look, you, we got to stop in this country. We have to stop with, like, the political name-calling of people. Of people you don't like. Like, I don't care if this guy doesn't like me. Whatever. Great. He took the time to call the voicemails. He hates me so much. But, like, this weekend, I was uh, after the race, I was joking around with some teams, and they threw out, like, Democrat joke about me. Like, oh, he's a Democrat or something, right? Yeah. And it's like, we got to stop this in this country. Like, if you don't like somebody, no problem. Like, who cares? We're all, you know, we're all human. We all have different ideas and thoughts about different things. First of all, myself included, 99% of the people that are calling you a name based on your political leaning don't really know how the system of Senate and Congress and presidential checks and balances and who makes what laws work. 99% of people don't know that. They just know that the shitty news networks on both sides, more so on the right than the left, but more so on the right, that just tell you who the enemies are and tell you who the bad people are. It's like, I could vote Democrat, but we could have 99% of things that we agree on uh, in terms of uh, land use or, or uh, right to bear arms or uh, health care issues. And maybe just I feel like abortion is a huge thing for me, so I'm going to vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. And you think abortion is, is, is wrong, so you're going to vote Republican. But why would you call someone a name because they well, what they vote? Like, if you want to call someone a name, you know, fuck you, Marks, you asshole. That's the name. That's just what you Thank call. You. Right. Like, to, 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 to call someone a name based on where they vote or how they politically lean, and when you don't know how the system works, chances are you don't know how the system works, and chances are you don't know what the person voted or what, what that person believes in, but you heard them say one thing about something at some point, it's tearing our country apart. Like, it's just, it's, think about that for you morons who do this. Like, when you're like, oh, he's a liberal or, 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 or own the libs or uh, uh, the, the, the right wing. I don't even know what the right, what the, what's the right wing names? I don't even know. Uh, you know, whatever. I don't even know the, the, the name for a right wing oh, like person. A slang name. Yeah, slang name. Like, oh. uh, the Republican, whatever. And by the way, just go and look, like, whether it's, the people on the right or the left, the politicians, I mean, these, some of these people are the biggest morons you've ever seen. Like, there's tons of videos of these people, like, ignoring facts, ignoring the basic facts, and just touting their political party, or these people, you know, thinking crazy conspiracy theories, or whatever. Like, these are the people that are on the right and the left, that are telling you that the other side is evil, when you can look at them and be like, well, you're an idiot. And again, like, I just think that it's such a lowbrow thing to do to call someone a name on how they vote or how they lean because that's what makes this country great is you can just vote for what you think. And again, maybe I am left on this abortion, but I'm right on everything else. And I just vote that way. But like, 
dude, you got to stop watching these fucking news networks and calling these people names. Like, if you think the guy's an asshole, great. But not because of, they're not on far right or far left. Like, 90% of us are in the center of where we are. Like, ah, I feel like this a little bit, but ah, kind of lean this way. And that's not right to call them a name on based on that. Like, I, it happens all, I get it in my DMs, and I get it at the races, and I got it from this guy, and, and, and I, I see things that I read for the right. Like, you know, I do lean left, but I see things on the right about how dumb the, the right is and how stupid the right wing is and, and, and this and that. And it's like, like, I just, it's stupid. And, and it's, it's the news networks yelling and screaming at you that this is what this party wants and anything who anybody who votes that way is an idiot and a loser and don't even be friends with them like literally it's tearing people apart the friendships families and it's not right it's stupid stop calling people that open your eyes open your brain look at your friends in the eye your family in the eye and realize that i don't care how they vote they feel like this and this and this and they love dirt bikes and they love sandwiches and you know, I'm just going to, I'm just, they're just my friend. Now you can, I just had a spirited political debate with my buddy, Thomas Victor in Houston. He is a right leaning guy. Mm-hmm. I lean left and we are good friends He's, and we had a great debate. And then we literally slapped each other on the back after and laughed about our respective sides. Yeah. It's it, not like that. Fuck you. No, and I'll see you tomorrow. It's not <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. No. And it needs to be like that. And our country is just getting ripped apart by the media for the most part people who watch this shit every single day and you know i just i I just it's just wrong it's just like however someone feels or votes call them an asshole if you want it's the human aspect of it i don't it's that's what you are first right you're a human well here's the thing think about this and i don't know how old sean is but we're old enough in this room maybe not marks or maybe not talent (laughs) To yeah, remember, not me. 20 years ago, political name-calling never happened. Yeah, it wasn't It around. never happened. You never thought of your guy that you think's an asshole. You never threw Lib in front of his name or Trumper or what. Like, you never did that. That did not happen. And why? Because we didn't have these fucking news networks dividing everybody. Okay. And, the, and then the, the Facebook pages, I mean... Anything you believe in, Facebook will just send you more of. Mm-hmm. So if you're a right-wing guy or a left-wing guy, Facebook will just fill your feed full of shit to reinforce your side. Yep. So 20 years ago, if I didn't like Greg over there, I'd be like, oh, fucking Greg, you know? Right. And I know Greg likes Trump. We've talked about it. Right. But now someone would be like, fucking Trump or Greg. Like, who cares how he votes? Right. Who cares what he believes in? If he's an asshole, he's an asshole. But you're not going to throw the political party in it. And you're not going to throw your feelings about somebody because of somebody's political beliefs. Yeah, just let them be an asshole. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is like just because they are a liberal or a Republican, you don't even know how they are in their real life. You don't. No, no you don't. And, and maybe, again, there is a fringe on every side, on both sides, that are fucking nut jobs. Correct. They're out there. Yes. Uh, we've seen them. So those people, fine, whatever. Like, they're, they're, they're indoctrinated, and they're in deep, and you could never change their minds. Yeah. Ninety percent of us are in this middle squishy ground where we're like conservative on one things, lean left leaning on other things, and it's like why do we gotta be enemies? Why does everybody gotta be enemies? And why do you gotta classify somebody on what they think? Like I one hundred percent believe that we have a problem with guns in this country and the mass shootings. I really do. And if you're right or left, I don't think you can say we have no problems. 
Right. Like, I think right or left, reasonable thinking person would be like, we, we do have a problem. Now, how you want to solve it, who knows? That's another that's, – I'm not doing political debates, but God knows how you would solve it. But if you think there's a problem with the mass shootings in the schools, it doesn't make you a lib or, or, or a whiny Democrat or whatever. It's just somebody with an opinion. But they've told us that the left is – the right wing has told us that the left is evil. So if you think like that, you're left and you're evil. Like, it's so fucked. Mm-hmm. And vice versa for the right side, for abortion, let's say. Like, uh, the, um, the right has made abortion illegal in most states. All states? Most states. Um, and so the left is, you know, saying like, oh, you know, whatever. What if you get raped and all, you know, these people don't care about getting raped. Like, again, like, it doesn't, because you have an opinion on something, just stop making your mind up from the fucking news networks. That's all. I just, if you don't hate, if you want to think someone's an asshole, great. Just don't, drop that part of it. People love sharing memes and and just thinking they're stirring the pot, you know. But they're just sharing to the same people who they yeah, who they're friends and with. And you're just ripping this you're ripping this country apart. China, yeah. Russia's loving it. They're loving this yeah. shit. Yeah, they're absolutely loving it. They're dropping in the fucking Facebook stuff. Everyone's believing everything, and we're all tearing each other apart. And again, think back to 25 years ago when you just said, "Ah, fucking Greg's an asshole." That's it. You didn't say. What he believed in. Why? I don't know why my phone keeps calling you. It's really weird. You said call. Yeah. yeah. Are you calling yeah. Greg? No. Oh. But like, you know, you didn't you didn't call somebody by their that name. You didn't do that. You just thought the guy was a was a jerk. Right. Not based on his voting or anything else. It's the news networks. It's the shit you're reading online and you're seeing. And it's it's I never go on Facebook. Never. Completely off of that. And I would be off. Instagram just shows me like basset hounds and dirt bikes. Some pretty safe. My that. search engine got boobs and dirt bikes. That's what mine is. Boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Am I wrong or what do you think? I mean, am I off base here? Like, like, so Marx is showing me some YouTube comments. Yeah. Steve showing his ignorance. Steve voted for Biden and is calling people morons. Like, th- this is exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm talking about. People, you're just too stupid to see it. I'm more of a like. I'm more like Randy. I, I yeah, but you understand it's yeah, it's yeah. Ter- like this guy that called he he triggered that off of me because like he calls me a whiny entitled liberal pussy yeah just say whiny entitled pussy but here's the thing like <laughs> it's it's the cool thing now to do right it's just like exactly it's the cool thing now that's what everyone's doing you either got to choose a side so everyone kind of follows you know but like, dude we're just you're choosing sides and ripping apart I understand that yeah but those people don't they don't care so. How I always judge people is just by yeah. I got to know them and human of beings. Course. I don't even ask what they are for what party they are because I don't give a fuck. No, I don't give a fuck either. But why is it an insult? It's an it's an insult now. Trumper, lib, like why is it an insult? Like I just I have some beliefs about abortion or land use yeah. or guns. It doesn't make me a bad person. Right. But the news is telling you that I'm a bad person. You yeah. know, the news is yeah. telling you I'm a bad person. And trust me, the pits are 95% full of right-wing people. They vote conservative. They really do. Well, And I, I don't run around and, you know, I'm just like... I think it goes back to, too, like, a lot of people think dirt bike people are pieces of shit. Because some dirt bike people have screwed it up for all of us people that follow the rules. And, and I guess I'm trying to look at this, like, when I come from the high des, like... Oh, you ride dirt bikes. You're one of those assholes that go up and down the street and wheelie and do dumb shit or you're doing the street. And like, no, I'm not that guy. Like, I cruise away. I don't cause a yeah, problem. Yeah, of course. Like, right. But a lot of people label you 
in a light that you're really not just because you're in a group like you. Right. So it's not right. But that's what people do. It's easy. Yeah. It's just easy to do that. But no one uses the dirt biker as an insult. To I your understand character. that. But nobody it's also says, not the cool term. Nobody says that Kiefer. He's a dirt biker. Like, you know what I mean? It's not. But the political party, how you vote or what you have some opinions about. Again, I'm not talking about the fringe five percent on either side. Those guys are fucking lost. They're, yeah. they're gone. Like they're mm-hmm. they're just nut jobs. Right. They believe in all the conspiracy stuff. And, and do you really else. care, though? What do you mean? Do you really care that someone calls you a liberal asshole? No, I just I don't care because I'm I, I'm in a public facing thing and I say a lot of things and so you got to expect to get it back. But like, I just think it's terrible that people think that's an insult. Like I just laugh. I'm just like, you're an idiot. If you think that's an insult, you're an idiot because, like, you can just not like me. That's fine. But we got to stop with this insult stuff. Like it's tearing the country apart again. Families and friends and all of this shit. And it's the news people telling you that every. Buddy on the other side that you believe in are idiots and losers and you should and that's what's wrong with them you know like the people on the left and the right have families and kids and they're trying to do the right thing and govern this country and and take everything in effect and they're trying the best they can not all of them but a lot of them what if you're not a tim ferry fan so they can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just my rant. My rant is that because it you, happened at the race this weekend. It happened at the race this weekend. Oh, someone and, said that in front of you? Yeah, yeah. It was like an insult. Like, ah, ha, ha. Like, I'm fine. Like, joke, but. Like, talking to you? Yeah. Or just yelling at you? No, no, no. Just talking to me. Okay. And, like, I just. And you see it everywhere, right? You see the bumper stickers. You see the shit on the. And it's like, you're also. Like, we're all so dumb. We're just falling for these newscasts that want to feed into your hate. Yeah. And if your person across the table from you believes that he should be able to carry a, a gun everywhere and you don't, that's fine. Cool, man. I don't really agree with that, but let's go dirt bike riding. Right. Like, yeah. instead, it's like, ah, that fucking Democrat, the fucking Trumper, you know? Yeah. It leads to a dead conversation. There's no, there's Dude, no growing from it. No. And, and again, I've had this conversation with my buddy Thomas. It's great. We're friends. We laugh and we make we make snide, snide side comments about, you know. I'm a boob guy. You're an ass guy. Like, yeah, no I just problem. so that's my race tech rant. Like, just stop watching the news and and if you think someone's an asshole because they they took a leak on your yard, they kicked your dog. Yeah, then they're an asshole. Don't throw the political party in front of them. They're just an asshole. Think about 20 years ago. We were just all assholes, or we were nice guys, and no one used the political term for, you know, being an asshole. Race tech round of the night. That's better than what you're going to say about me. I like that better. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Okay. No, oh. the, my rant was going to be about um, the, the the life swap. Oh, okay. I thought it was something else. Oh, what did you think it was? I don't know. I just oh. thought you had something else. No, it was going to be about life swap. Oh, okay. We hashed it out. So, all right. That's my you feel race good. You feel cleansed? Um, a little cleansing. Do, I mean, am I? Are you Wusan right now? D- do I have a point or no? Look at. No, just do I? Have, yes. I, okay. Yes, that, that's that's all. I, I just yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to be like the smartest man in the room or anything, right. but I just. I shakes my head. I just like, what are we doing, dude? Right. Why are we calling people these names? And why are you judging someone on how they vote? You're judging someone's total character on how they vote. And RV's, I told RV the same thing. Yeah. RV, I, I said, I gave him the whole speech in the, in, the, in the pits one day, and like he didn't, I just looked at me glazed eyes. But I'm like, seriously, man, like seriously, don't, don't do that. Like I kind of gave him a quick 30-second synopsis speech. Huh. And he just and what called, he responded? Uh, yeah, I think he just called me a name and walked away. <laughs> but like, I just, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the right, right, right way to do. It. I don't think it's the right thing to do. It's the day Biden got elected. There was a guy that called decal 
and he was calling all the moto companies did you guys vote for biden if you did i ain't ordering from you no more i'm a smart businessman i said hell no yeah whether i did or not it yeah you already kind of knew where he was coming from i'm just gonna go if you would have <laughs> said yeah, like that like, i'll sway whatever way i don't care yeah, that guy that, you know yeah it's it's a terrible time in the country right now and again the russians and the Chinese are fucking laughing at us. Yeah. They're infiltrating the social networks. It's crazy. They are putting memes out on every side. And they are laughing at the way America is just tearing itself apart. Whether TikTok, whether it's Facebook. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok's fun, though. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I like TikTok. No, you're not on TikTok, are you? No, 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 I am not. Your kid is probably. Aiden shows me dumb shit all the time. I'm like, <laughs> right. you're getting literally dumber by watching some of this shit. <laughs> 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 So that's that's my uh, that's my uh, race deck round of the night. All right, do we have any more voicemails or no? Steve, yeah, we got to talk about this Mister Side guy. No, oh. dark. Listen to the last Monday show. I don't know. He's kind of creepy and lots dark. of that's what she said kind of comments. And, oh, it seems like he's trying to get something for free too, as far as product goes. I don't know. I know. I'm sure he's a good guy, but I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> so I want to piggyback on this guy. So I yeah. get a lot of that type when people ask me about Darkseid. And, I, and I've, I think Darkseid's a great dude. Like, I like him. But yeah. he, he does certain things that he hasn't been around our industry for a very long time. So Dang. some of these things, like, you're like, eh, don't do that. You might just want to chill out. Right. I told him. I've told him a couple things. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's learning, and he'll be fine. Like, he's a good dude. Like, right. what we're talking about, we're judging someone by their character. Like, I know he has a good heart. He's a good dude. Dark. Like, Dark. <laughs> Starring Dark. Fucking Republican. Dark. Fucking. Ponyless Dark. In a world of... No, he... he yeah. <laughs> In he, a world that all is dark. He, uh, he's born... He comes from San Francisco. It's a fucking lib. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking he's a fucking lip. fucking liberal dark yeah. side fucking yeah. west texas dark. son of a bitch dark. comes from california California. oh yeah uh all right so yeah thanks everybody uh 702-586-7857 if you want to leave a message motorsport.com tweet at talent oh, oh, yeah, that's my that. mom it's the motorsport.com tweets at talent segment Motorsport.com. Oh, yeah, I'm an aftermarket parts. Great guys there. Fantastic. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Great guys. Mm-hmm. Motorsport, Talon. Great guys. Oh, employee. That's right. Can we say I that? just did an order for an employee at Motorsport are, today. I don't know. I'm blabbing everything out that I can't say today, so I better just shut up. Yeah. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm an aftermarket parts. Great shipping. Uh, they have um, free uh, shipping over anything over 79 bucks. 75 What else, Talon? Uh, Are you gesturing? First free exchange on gear under $300. Really? Like, so if you get it and it doesn't fit, you can send it back. Oh, nice. What is it? Swap it out or swap gear get a exchange. new size. Yeah. Mm. Like they cover the shipping and all that? You yep. know what would be cool? That's nice. If they had, like, you ever heard of Stitch Fix? Like they send clothes to you via mail and you can decide what you like and you can get it or send it back. So my family's in this. So like instead of going clothes shopping, Aiden just gets a box once a month. And if he likes the shirts, he likes the pants, he keeps it, we pay for it. The stuff he, he doesn't like, we ship back. We don't have to pay for anything. They need to do that with some type of moto gear. Like that company needs to come to life for moto gear. People want moto gear. Hey, we're sending you this once a month, a box of moto shit. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, ship it back. Why can't we do that? 
I don't like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, these questions have been at Papa Mech Show on Twitter, and uh, Talon picks the best ones. From Clay East 511. After four races, does anybody have the panic button out? Who is checking the drawer for it? Hashtag prayers for Pro Circuit. Well, we talked about Craig. None of us is pulling the panic button nope. out. Uh, panic button for you, Sean? Anybody? Four races in? Mm. Maybe. I would say Cooper Webb because he's been strong, but we'll see what he does because this weekend. Where did he finish this weekend? Fifth. Yeah. Seems low for. That's weird to say that it seems low. Okay. He's, I, I'm, he's I'm in good. Third in points. I, I'm good with no panic button right now. I'm good with nothing. Maybe panic button for Peyton and just, or maybe just some booze for Peyton. Yeah. Shout out rights. to two guys though, John Short and Josh Cartwright. Those Cartwright's guys. on it. Dude. Cartwright's good. That's yep. unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. It's like crazy. He just took off in that LCQ. Yeah. See you later. Derek Kelly's another one on the 250 yep. side. Great. What happened to Grant yep. Harlan? He crashed in qualifying and weeded his bike up. It was yeah. qualifying. Yeah. Or in the heat. I think he crashed in the heat. Last two weeks in a row, he's crashed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's got 875 millimeter, millimeter bars, so. <laughs> Fuck. All right. From Jamie's YZ, Steve, the LCQ is on fire, and you have to save someone. Are you saving Chiz, A-Ray, or Norn? I don't know. I pro- I'm not saving A-Ray because the other two have kids. Oh, you're going that deep. Okay. Well, because, you know, you want their dad to die. Yeah. Uh, Chiz has three kids now? Yeah. Four? Three. Good God, I don't even know. Three. Freddie's got one, so I'll save Chiz. Fuck my ass. I think Freddie has two. Freddie has two? I don't know. Okay. Uh, thanks to Austin, by the way, for the uh, forty nine ninety nine on YouTube. 50 bucks? Yeah, 50 bucks. For what? For the liberal bullshit? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> he says, love the show, makes my Mondays. Okay. Right on. Thanks, buddy. What does that go? Is it back in... Right to Marx's pocket. Got it. From Margarita Mathis. Who was the PC rider that would leave his bike running in the garage with a fan on it to uh, rack Sorby. up hours? Sorby. Mm. That was Sorby's move. <laughs> That's awesome. From Moto Aftermath, is Feld blackballing Savachi and putting him in the back corner of the pits because of the WSX affiliation? No, no. But he, he said he asked for a better parking spot, and they were like, no. But he's, I mean, he's not in a semi, so they're putting all the semis first, and then he's in like a fun mover thing. So It's not a bad, like an A2 there in the way back, and it's not bad. It's quiet. It's mellow. He's not exactly promoting anything. He has a all white, yeah. like you know, truck yeah. tr- rig and like a, a easy, easy up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From Seth RS twenty two, clutch when braking or downshifting or no clutch. No clutch. When braking, yeah, you got to use some clutch because you're installing oh, yeah. your oh, bike. I, I heard down. Oh yeah, braking. Yes, I think yeah. downshifting now. Downshifting sometimes, but no, not really? all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, do you, are you right with the finger on the clutch at all times? Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird to hear AP no finger on the clutch of the yeah. whoops. Yeah. No, you can watch like Chad's like anti that. Chad's yeah. like no, no, and, no or no. even Brayton like Brayton told me you're, like he's just feathering it. You got to you got to yeah. recover right like, through the whoops. I'm like oh wow yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh Jenkins five sixteen. Since we know the concussion protocol is a joke, what's the chance Dylan will be racing this weekend? Why do we know it's a joke? Do we know it's a joke? I think with the McAdoo thing last year. And well, I mean, look, these people want to play doctor on social media. Like, the, like you can say it's a joke, but you're not talking to the rider. You're not giving him cognitive tests. Like, it's, like It's up to the rider, too. Some of these riders, when they take their test initially, they'll bomb it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, there is that. But there is right. some, there's a baseline to work with, right. whether it's bombed or not. There's a baseline of some sort. 
and the riders, the doctors, they were clearing these guys. And look, like, yeah, like Zach Bell racing after he, like, that, I, that was insane to me. But I'm not in a position of the doctors. I'm not looking at the rider and talking to them, nor do I have a medical degree. So I tend to lean to, am I surprised at times? Yes. But I tend to lean towards the doctors that are there. And I don't call it a joke. So. Yeah. Quiz Queefer. In your opinion, where's the best place to live for moto outside the typical Florida, California scene? I mean, why would you even ask me that? You know what I'm going to say. The Des. No, he said Florida, California. Oh, outside of that. Outside of that. Yeah. It ain't the Des anymore. North no Carolina. Sun, no sunrise. Midwest no comp edge. No, because you can train right from your house. You got Des tracks all over the place. And you're in the middle of everything. So the drive is not that far if you want to go to the tracks. And you're away from it. That's what I like is I feel like. There's a lot of great t- tracks in Texas. You're away. Yeah. But I think you get more weather in Texas, okay. so North Carolina for me. Okay. From Jay Feister 82, Kiefer, for comfort, Pro Taper Fusion, or the new ACF bar? Ooh. Fusion, well, I don't know why I didn't want to go Evo. Evo has the most comfort. Uh, so I will go ACF. ACF is a little bit stiffer feeling than, than Evo, but a little less than Fusion. Uh, from Travis Longname, who was the overall most successful rider who has never ridden on a factory team? I don't know. I would have to think Dude, about that. One. Yeah. I don't successful know. Successful rider that hasn't been on a factory team. That's a great question. Well, there were guys in the 80s uh, who never got on a factory team that had really good careers, um, like Jim Hawley. Oh, Jim was on a factory team one year. Never mind. Um, what about Larry Brooks? Yep. Larry's never on a factory. He was good. Yep. Yep. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. (laughs) Yep, maybe Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. That's not a bad question. From Dill Dossie, Kiefer, how is that ETS fuel? Yeah, it's it's, uh, we use – there's two types. There's MX-18 and there's MX-21. The MX-21 stinks up my whole property, and that's the stuff you smell on the KTM bikes. So – I don't keep that around just because of the, the smell, but it works really good. But Heather is really pissed off at me when I bring that home because it leaks into our house. So the MX-18 runs like a Pro 6 VP. And uh, yeah, I think it's good. It's a good option. From Johnny Crash, I don't know if it was the last show, but I remember Steve mentioning weirdly spelt names. So why is Chris spelt K-R-I-S? Uh... That I don't know. I didn't never really ask my parents that, but I, people think I'm a I'm a chick. So what's good about that is Heather can call for a lot of my like credit card things or anything that has Chris on it that I don't really want to talk to anybody about. Mm-hmm. She just acts like I'm Chris. Cause I don't think you're you're not. I don't that, that I you're not on my list of. Well, my full names. name is Christopher. Yeah, and then also like it's like Steven Steven like P H or V E. Yeah. Like that's not that's just a slightly different way to spell it. It's not like obscene ways of spelling it. Like. What about Aiden, his way? A-D-E-N. Yeah, don't like it. Okay. No, stop that. How, how, is, how do you spell Aiden? A-I-D-E-N. Why? I think that's more confusing. Mm-hmm. It's just Aiden. A-D-E-N. It's just short and sweet. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. What's your middle initial? Me? Yeah, yeah it's S. It's not K. You're going to calm down. Okay. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, 124, Noah, does Mookie get resigned? Resi- probably resigned. probably meant re-signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Boogie gets re-signed. Yeah, I do. 
Uh, Greg Wilcox, why is the star 450 and 250 team name said differently? Because one is uh, still sort of Yamaha controlled, the 450 guys are, and then star is completely independent. So Yamaha has some say how the 450 team is called. From Sugar Shane. Because I think it's Yamaha Monster Star. What is it? Uh, What's the... It's different, I know, but... Monster Energy Star Yamaha. And then what's the 250 team, or 450 team? I don't know. I thought it was the same. I thought... No. Energy Star Yamaha fact. No, I don't know now. Yeah. There's a difference. Sugar Shane 79. Kiefer, has the testing god ever strapped up a 280 in the high des? Has the what? The testing god. Yeah. Of course. 280s all day. Did it like sound like Anstey's? Uh, no. At 280 it sound way deeper oh. than Anstey's bike, although I wasn't there at the stadium. Um, you, I, I mean, I could just tell that wasn't a big bore. Like, that's not a big bore. I think that's what he was trying to get at. There's yeah. no nothing behind that rumor. Yeah, I don't even know if that really happened, if someone can confirm that, if someone actually did protest or someone just started the rumor that there was a 280 or a big bore because um, – there's nothing there. There's no There's no way part. that that team would – let's just put this out there. If that team would say, okay, let's cheat. Let's put Anstey on a big board. There's no way they would put Anstey on one because he has an actual legit chance of podium and they tear him down. So, like, there's no way. Like, that's – Something that's, happened. It was just – yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they're, they're, the Yamaha star thing is the same on the entry list here. Right. But they used to call them different. They used yeah. to be different. Maybe they changed for this year I don't year think or it's, it's yeah. been the same for a bit. Um, by the way, ridedesengineering.com, pulpfan20 is the code to save Kiefer. 23 and a half offsets for the new KTM Husqvarna. Oh, yeah. You like? You like it. That's the move. That's different chassis. You need a little bit more uh, stability. So instead of going to a 24 like X-Trig did, you wanted something a little bit different with a different number. Splitting the middle. Yep, 23.5. So it calms the chassis down a little bit. For me, it actually improves cornering because it gets me into the corner better. So he did a really good job on those clamps. I think that's one of the best things that he's made um, in a little bit. So um, if you guys are looking for a little bit more stability out of your KTM, that's a great buy. 20% off with Pulp Fan 20 is the code to save. One of the best things Ride Engineering has done, right, from the words of Chris Kiefer. Yeah. From Roger Gould for Marks. I don't know if you had time to look into this one. but. Four round, after four rounds, what's the percentage of players in Pulp Fantasy to have gotten eight in the main all four weeks? All of them are pissed. All four weeks, it actually works out to be about 4% of players. That's it, huh? Yeah. I would have had it higher. Not a lot, but I would have had it higher than four. 4% pretty. It works out to be about 1,000 people. And they've got to be... I have something to say to those 1,000 people. Yeah. Fuck you. A lot of fours. <laughs> four people picked all three of the guys in the LCQ. 4%. Oranzo Italian. Four races. Yeah, hey, so... What? Okay, so um, four people picked Freddy, A-Ray, and Chiz in the Pole Fantasy. Oh, God. Can you imagine those four people? Look at Again, I was in my living room screaming, and I had nothing to do with any of that. And I can only imagine if you picked those guys and just having a meltdown. Mm -hmm. Let me say their names. They deserve it. H4M3X, DJ Miller 574, Hot Wheels 772. And Moto Sprout. God bless you Moto all. Sprout. Moto Sprout was God pissed. bless you all. <laughs> yeah. May God be with you. <laughs> Moto Sprout had a steamy pile of dog shit right in his living room. Before the main event. <laughs> all right. From Whitcomb 333, who makes a main first, A-Ray or Carnell? A-Ray's made A-Ray made main. 
Come on, Talon. I, you can't. I just, I just read the question. Yeah, Carnell, Carnell admits even... that he's struggling. Carnell is. He's not the same, man. Yeah. Is it just all the OnlyFans money just raining in, and he and he's just he's got, got a like, boat? I got a he's boat. Got, he's got dude. a boat. Yeah, he's <laughs> check out my boat, dude. Check out my boat, dude. You know, is it just that money raining in, and like, what's he doing? Man, yeah, he's, he's just raining bucks. No, he's just struggling, right? <laughs> awesome. Checkers, check out che- my boat, dude. <laughs> Checkers from Race Tech says he's been about the same as last year. I disagree. Oh, really? Yeah, I disagree too. Yeah, I feel like we love Carnell, but yeah, I just think he's a little off from where he was. Right. Maybe he needs decal works. Maybe. That'd be awesome. He was wearing some OnlyFans slides. We did a whole privateer thing at A2, mm-hmm. and he had some OnlyFans slides that were pretty sweet. Okay. Smorsky 281. Kiefer, for people that will never get the chance, can you explain the difference between riding stock suspension versus A kit and even factory suspension? Oh. Jesus. Oh. We don't got enough time. Wow. I mean. You know Tomac's using my rear spring right now. <laughs> no, I did not. He is. It's really? got my rear spring on. I feel like that's false, but okay. I feel like that's false. I feel like my f- source is pretty good on this. If you look at Tomac's rear spring, it's that chrome blue look. Yours wasn't. Mine was chrome blue. Was it? Yes. I know you had that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, go ahead. Take it over then if you want to take it over. Oh, it's like fucking pillows, dude. <laughs> it's like pillows around the track. Really? like a boat against the have you ridden waves. since you you've yes okay i went to the when i rode to mesquite that day when i got a flat i had regular stuff so you didn't ride enough to really judge yeah no not really uh so stock suspension there's this stuff has come a long way it's great but well let me let me back up depending if i'm just debating a yamaha right now because that's the best stock stuff there is at this moment the kyb stock stuff is has good hold up but yet, it, as it breaks in, it gets softer, and the chassis can move around. Now, let's bump it up to an A-kit where you have more firmness, right? So you have more holdup. But what we call in the testing world, we have a performance side, and then we have a comfort side. So as you raise performance, sometimes, most of the time, in A-kit world, the comfort comes down, performance goes up. Performance is slamming into bumps, over jumping jumps coming up short you have really good feel in those areas but when it's a light bump situation square edge that comfort is down and you got more rigidity in through your hands now you got factory stuff what's weird because it is weird as performance goes up comfort always gets raised up with performance so now you're you're keeping that nice strong um hold up feel what we call track toughness and then you also gain the light bump absorption comfort that's also coming up with factory stuff. So it's coming up equally versus a kit where you're getting one high and one low. So that is the main difference. People think that if you buy a kit, a it's just or factory suspension that you're not going to feel the bumps. I disagree. A bump is a fucking bump. You're going to feel it. It's just a matter of how you feel it. When I was working dark side at the World Vets with my stuff, I still felt the bumps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. If you say, okay, I'm going to drop a rock from three feet off the ground and drop it, and that thud, maybe that's your, maybe that's your factory suspension feel, like that thud, and then you raise that rock up to six foot, and drop it, and that thud, that is like a kit. So that that touch, that feel, is just less. It's not as drastic with 
factory Ooh, stuff. that touch. Can't you smell that? Oh, can't you feel that touch? <laughs> Nick, what's up, man? Hey, talking about the impound and when bikes go to, you know, impound after races, who works on them? Do AMA have a mechanic that pulls them down or do the mechanics do it supervised? No, the mechanics do it, but they're supervised. Yeah, the AMA guy is over top of them watching them. Not really, like, over yeah. top of them, but they're standing right by there, yeah. Is that like a – how often does that happen? Does it happen each week or is it only no. for the protest? No, it's it's different all the time. Like, I would say every three to four weeks, from what I know, they, they look at something like a swing arm or sometimes they'll do transmission stuff. Uh, they'll check uh, cylinder heads, um, but not too often. Mostly, it's 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 weigh them, drain them, and weigh them, or or, or um, you know measuring something or another. It's not not very often are they torn down. Yeah, and then like when the bikes go through tech to get sound put through them, what's to say mechanics just can't change you know the exhaust pipes at night time or in the morning before? Do they get sound tested after races as well? Or? Well, yeah, they mark up, they mark them right, so they mark your your unit and uh, with a marker or the number yep. or a sticker. And if you change it, then they do random sound checks after practice. I don't know if you've ever seen them pull over guys and they do little checks after practice. So yeah, they'll do random checks and make sure that you're still uh, running the same muffler system that you'd had before. Ah, interesting. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, mate. See ya. Bye. Is that uh, Moto Limited, Nick? Yeah. Okay. Not anymore. He's not. He's, he's not, not limited? Li not limiting himself anymore. Okay. Jackie Reese, 27. Do you think Feld will use AC's $1,000 to rent an extra porta potty next weekend? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's... Adam got that's, fined. That's I... a bullshit thing. Where are you going to go? You have to wait. There's porta potties down there, but it was full. Oh. There's porta potties on the ground? Yeah. On the field? Yeah, right, no, right behind the, in the staging area. There's porta potties in the tunnel. So if there's a lineup, there's usually is because these riders got to pee. Mm. Here's my thing. You have thing. to wait. Like, if you're the official, whoever's doing these fines for pissing, can you just judge as a normal human being like, hey, was he trying to hide his cock or what he was he just whipping it out and pissing? No, no, like, no. can we just be no, normal and be no. like, dude? Yeah, we can be normal. Don't piss in the fucking stadium. Hey, man, you beaten off? Don't piss on the stadium wall. We can be normal. Do you piss on stadium walls? Well, you're not asking the wrong person. I'm in the high desk. So I, I go outside all the time. That's fine. But when you're indoors at an event, do you go piss in the stadium floors? No, I guess I don't think about that. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thanks very much. You're right. There's porta potties there. The riders know the rules. If you can't but if he's hiding his dick? You're pissing on a stadium wall. I don't know where he's pissing. Is he pissing? Well, he's pissing he said, on the ground. He said he's pissing behind the thing. Yeah, he's pissing on the ground. So the ground, the dirt. No, there's no dirt. He's pissing on concrete. Oh, okay. If he's pissing on dirt, then he's definitely pissing in front of 70,000 people, which is also a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Think all about right. a track pad, right? right? It doesn't go all the way. Don't yell at so me. So they're running to the tunnel. Okay. There's porta potties in the tunnel in the staging area. They're usually full. And if they're full, you got to wait. And if you can't wait, you can't piss. You can't piss on a stadium floor. Okay. If you pissed right now in my studio. Could I piss on the, on the end of your balcony and just pee? No. Okay. No, I'd be pissed. What if he pees off you the balcony you piss in the pool? <laughs> No. Would it be so cool to get on top of your roof and pee from your roof to see how long it would take to come down? You'd probably get a nosebleed. That'd be so rad. <laughs> on this normal two-story house, size house? I don't know. Ah, We're so not far from the airplane. You, the don't have, you don't have a two-story house. <laughs> You're rich enough to have a wide one-story. I'm not rich enough to have any of that. Your house is big, sir. Dark. <laughs> have you been to Kiefer's house? Me? Is anybody? Yeah. No, I, I stayed there after. Oh, yeah. How was it? 
It was nice. Thanks for. I wasn't even fucking home, man. He stayed at my house. Wasn't even home. You were home. You just weren't awake. Oh yeah, you were gone. I was like sleeping, and then I bailed, and he was in my house. I didn't know he was in my house. Yeah, I rode the altar around. It was nice. Did you? Yeah. Nice. No, I didn't. I should have. He didn't even care. Look at that. I mean, it's going to be at my house forever. So anyway. I like Adam. I like AC. I get it. But the riders yeah. know the rules. I was assumed he was behind the, the, the crap house and he pissed, just hide his wiener and peed and then in the dirt and then went back out. That's what I thought. No. I didn't know he was pissing on a concrete. Yeah, and, he would have been pissing on a stadium wall or a stadium concrete. Someone would have to clean it up or someone, you know, like. Okay. We're not. Are you just going to shit everywhere? Just, well, uh, defecating versus pee okay, is two uh, different good things. Good point. But I'm just saying, don't, you know. Right. Okay. So next time you go to... Uh, Sorry. The next time you go to a Rams game with Aiden, just piss in the sofa. See what happens. I mean, I have done that in the parking lot. I've peed in the parking lot with the door open yeah. and just pissed in the parking lot. Is that bad? Uh, not as bad as what Adam did, but uh, okay. I've done that too. Okay. Yep. But. Okay. All right. Last one. Trevdog197. Kiefer, I just moved to SoCal. Any recommendations when it comes to doing your own motos while the faster guys haul ass past and potentially get pissed for me fucking up in front of them? Look, look Kiefer can't answer this because he's fast. I can answer this. But he has experience as a faster guy. I can give yours and I'll give you mine. Okay, so yeah, I've been passed by all of these dudes at Glen Helen. It's, it is a little intimidating and it kind of sucks. Just hold your line. Ride your core. If you, you can hear them or see them coming, you know, different spots. Hold your line and just concentrate on that, and they'll get around you. They're good enough. But they are. Some of them are assholes, and they will rev at you, and you're yeah. just minding your own yeah. business. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been a part of that, and then I've seen it happen. Yeah. And Aiden has done this to, to dudes on weekends on a Saturday at Glen Helen, mm-hmm. and I, I'm on his ass about it. So this is a more of a pandemic that's going around. People are just revving the shit out of their engines to get you out of the way. And there's two types of revs. There's a, Hey, I'm behind you. Whoop, whoop, like a couple yep. blips. Like, Hey, I'm just letting you know I'm behind you. So st- stay where you're at. I'm going around you. And then there's the, I'm an asshole. F you get out of my way. Cause probably, I'm privileged. Probably a liberal. <laughs> and that's what pisses people off. Like, yeah, if, yeah no, I, I, I don't move. Fuck you. Like, right. I, I'm like, get out. Like, if you're so fast, go around. Go around me, man. If you're yelling at me because you're yeah. on your heater, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. No, I don't either. Yeah, like no. you. I, sorry, bro. Like, because some we're of those, all doing this. The some same of those thing. turns at at uh, at State Fair and at Glen Helen are inside ruts. Yep. And you know, I'm in. I'm already committed. It's not like I'm moving to the inside to block you. I'm already in the rut, or yeah. I'm going in there. And sorry, man. Like, you just have to wait. Like, I don't care. As a yeah. pro, you know what you're getting yourself into yeah. when you go to SoCal Tracks. You maybe got one to two lines to go around in a corner. Like, sorry, you're going to yeah. have to hurt your heater lap for a half a second to get around the guy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, chill the F out. So, that my, my advice to you is just stay in your line. Don't cross jump. And if you've, you hear someone coming... Stay to the side of the jumps. If you got a jump coming, stay to the right or the left. They'll find your way around. Do your own thing in the corner, but just stick to your line. The worst thing you do is look behind you and, and then panic drift, and then drift, drift over. Yeah. Okay? And I see a lot of guys, if they're trying to exit the left side of the track and they're on the right side of the track, they just start going over. Yeah. you got to look behind you. you. There's some etiquette you got to do. You're going to kill somebody. So I don't think you'll see a lot of pros doing heaters on a weekend but you're at glenn helen on a tuesday or thursday oh yeah you will hear some revs the the best is when like the guys pass you and dino did this to me once like i didn't even hear him or see him coming and just 
Yeah. You're just like, yeah. You're like, fuck me, man. Like, like I was, you know, riding semi hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can hear the bikes coming, and I just, yeah. And sometimes people mistake like I'll get behind, them, I go woo woo, and I'll just be like lightly, hey, what's up? Yeah. And they think you're yelling. I'm not yelling. Yeah. Just, just giving you, hey, I'm over here, right. so just stay where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had guys yell at me like in fun as they go by, by me. Yeah, yeah. They know who I am. You know, the bad part is riding a Yamaha. It scares the shit out of people because it's so throaty and loud in the intake. Bike of the year. Because they can hear you. What's what's cool about racing a Yamaha on local scene is like it sounds like the Yamaha is up your ass, but you're actually like five seconds back because that's how loud it is. So you'll you the guy will hear you coming for five seconds away. Dark side never heard that, though, from Steve. That's what's sad. No, he never did. Uh, All right. That's it. That's horrible. Oh, I like that one. Uh, all right, that's a wrap on tonight. Let's uh, let's skip after dark. It's late. Heather's pissing me off because she'd get her hair done and she'd not send me a picture of her hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck. No, 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 no. Good talk. Uh, Decal Works, Sean Murdoch. Thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you for having me. It's been I've an got honor. some. I've got some emails from our listeners that have dealt with you, and they're stoked. So I've been for. I send those to Ron. So hopefully those are in the uh, performance review package you get. Oh, we're yeah. not doing these. Thank we're done. you. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, call Decal Works or whatever you need. Uh, quick turnaround and good designs. And um, you still can't do anything like Red Bull and Monster, right? You can't do that? Not anything? yet. Yeah. Working on that? Well, I'm sure if it does happen, we'll be the first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anything, almost anything you can design, dream up, these guys can design it for you. Uh, PulpMX23 is the code to save decalmx.com. Uh, all right. APRC Zombie Deuce Deuce Will. Best interview tonight. Mm. AP was fun. I liked AP. All right. Marks? Marks. Uh, yep. I was going to go AP, I think. Marks. That sounds good. Lone Wolf. <laughs> I like RC. All right. Velvet. Velvet. RC was good. RC was really good. All right. I think. I think. I like AP just because he was laughing at A-Ray. Yeah, he's fun, and he asked us a question. Right. There we go. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for our sponsors. Don't forget LCQ Challenge tickets, live shows at Indy, live shows at Denver. The app should be out any day now. So please check that out as well. Is there a, seriously, is there a serious date coming on this thing? Like a serious? Nope. Is this, this going to be like Life Swap? I have a beta version of it. There's a real thing. Okay. Do you know what that means? Comes out Hawaiian time. Yes, I know time. what that means. You know Sorry, the, I don't know, you know whatever that, that Italian restaurant. I didn't know, but yes, I Quantanaro. do. What Beta is Jeez. a test. It's like a pre-production, right? Yes. Or a prototype, yeah, I should say. Very good. We get there when we get there. We get there when we get there. Is that the Italian? That's, that's Hawaiian time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, thanks to all of our sponsors on uh, pulpamexshow.com. You can uh, check out the codes to save as well, uh, whether it's WUSA, whether it's Get Data, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF, Works Connection, OGO, ORW, Renegade Racing Fuels, so on and so forth. Maxima. Oh, you know, I didn't do the Maxima and Pro Filter reads. Pulp 20, the code to save with Maxima and Pro Filter. Apologize to Dogger, Danny, Trevor. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save. MaximaUSA.com. Uh, Profilter.com as well. Uh, filters and oil. Great companies. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, really appreciate you people listening. Marks, thank you. My pleasure. Guy in the corner, thank you. Yep, thank you. Uh, Sean, thanks for coming in. Appreciate thank it. You. Maybe come back. Uh, why don't you? It's been an At honor. At some point. Chris, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. We've got to figure we'll that out. We'll see you Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Yes, Wednesday. Uh, you're staying the night here. Yep. And then going riding Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. Greg, Aiden, Sean. Sean. Anybody else? 
Well, I'm sure there's other people down dark. there. Dark. No dark. Uh, so, yes, thanks again for listening. Thanks to our guests. Thanks for people for supporting us. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I got to say. Trevor Reese in studio next week from Pro Filter and Maxima. So looking forward to Trev as well. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you, Swisscore, Moser, Pookie, Roto. See you next week. Hey, man, you beaten off? There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.